sorry. You totally jumped the jump the gun on that. Kyle just screamed live, and, and I, I don't think you guys heard it. Anyway, yeah. PKA episode 317. Uh, we have Blaze coming in about two hours into the show. He's an actor, magician, Patreon dude. Uh, we met him in the Hangout and thought he was cool. So He's actually already here. He's just invisible. Mm. So he'll, he will make himself known two hours into the show. <laughs> but the yeah, important he, thing is that he's a Patreon, and now he's on the show, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Let me run through a couple things real quick because I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. Of course, we have several sponsors tonight, Dollar Shave Club, CISO, uh, Squarespace, which I love, and Jack Threads. Uh, I actually got some Jack Threads threads on the way right now. I uh, I saw some sporty winter wear that I'm gonna that I'm gonna pick up for a little trip I'm about to go on. But uh, but yeah, the Patreon thing. Like, let me let me tell you two major bonuses you get from Patreon, which is like five dollars a month if you want the show early, and ten if you want PKN early with the video. Uh, but for fifty, which is what Blaze pays per month, he hopped right into this hangout with us, and we were blown away by this guy. We were like, "Well, shit, he's almost—he's flowing as well as we are." <laughs> not, you know, you know, like he's up to our level. We were blown away. Yeah, he's we're, not like, yeah, we're way. Up when there. you see this guy, uh, I want you to look. I think he might have a better hairline than me. You be the judge. He's a good. It's two hours from a, now, but yeah, you'll see. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to talk him up too much, but Blaze. <laughs> But Blaze has some has a cool talent that he showed off to us on um on uh, on our hangout and uh, and I was like we should get this guy on the show because this entertains me. We won't make him one of those like four hour long guests because we don't need to dissect a seventeen year old man's life. Probably doesn't have a lot of stories and such, but he does have a really cool talent and some uh, yeah. some cool stuff he can show off and tell yeah, us about. Do you know anybody you. else who can suck their own dick? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, it's so big. I mean, anyone could. Yeah, she's not even flexible. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, her clip looks like one of those enormous, like elephant uh, trunks, jungle moths, like larvas. <laughs> but um, but I think one of the coolest things about this is like two weeks in a row now, the Patreon guys who are paying five dollars a month are getting the show on. We're filming right now on Wednesday, Wednesday at five p.m. Eastern time. So, like, we're going to be wrapped up and done here by 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I would imagine that you patrons are getting PKA at 10 p.m., no later than 11 p.m. Uh, on Wednesday night. So, $5 a month, great deal. Sign up for Patreon, uh, become part of the team. And, you know, we're, we're always coming up with new things and new trips to add to that to, to utilize those patrons and give them cool stuff. Yeah. So, check that out. So, uh, what do we want to get into? There was a lot of uh, interesting news this week. Uh, I think Woody had said he had some to topics. I, I would I love do. to yield the floor to you, sir. I, you know, uh, I, I kind of want to the gentleman from North serious. Carolina. Um, Taylor, what were you saying? A pretty good one. Uh, so on the way, so we started early tonight, as everybody knows. Yeah. And I was, you know, we were all talking about it, and I guess I missed a memo and was talking to Chiz and was like, are we doing it tonight? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, well, fuck me. All right, can we do it early? And then I texted everybody, and just like a charm, you know, it's so great when that first text works, you know, where you're like, hey, everybody down to do it at 5 Eastern, and everybody's like, fuck yeah. And it's like, oh my God, you know, everything's coming up Taylor today. And so I started heading home from work, trying to get there early and get back home in time for this. And I realized, you know, like, I can sneak through McDonald's. I haven't eaten, you know, like more than like 2,000 calories in the last probably five days because I've been so sick and felt fucking horrible. And I'm like, if I, I just got to get something to eat. So I pull into McDonald's. There's, no, there's like maybe four cars in front of me. I order a number two, which is, I'm sure Kyle knows, it's the two cheeseburgers and a medium fry. And I wait there until it is 4.57. 
And I'm like, I got, or 357, my time. And I'm like, fuck, I can't be the one who's late to this. I was the one who got everybody to show up early. I'm going to look like a real fucking asshole if I, if I don't get there on time. And so I just left in the middle of the, the drive-through. Drive-through, just, just abandoned your burgers and fry. Two, two people back. So I had to go over the curb. That kept you from going. I was, I was, it was like this in my head. Where I was sitting there, like, like you know, you know that like moment of truth where you pull into that and you really know you can't hardly get out. Well, that yeah. wasn't a moment of truth for me tonight. I just was like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. God damn it, McDonald's! You can't get two fucking burgers done. What does this bitch have? What does this fucking bitch has in front of me? God damn it! God damn it! Now I'm gonna get a gas station hot dog as I'm rumbling over in my real wheel drive bullshit sedan trying to get out of this McDonald's, and I it like it put me in a sour mood. Right up before the show, where I'm like, there's two cheeseburgers finished a half mile from me with my name on them right now. And I had a shit three-day-old gas station hot dog. So, mm. so I, know, I, I so honest... stopped for a dog thinking it would be quicker to go to a, like another retail place and get the dog than to... Yeah. Oh, it I is. Was like, You're in, you grab it, go by there's your $2, sir, and now I will food poison myself. That, that's that's yeah. how it goes. I have never, and I mean never, and I, I'm positive about this, eaten a gas station hot dog. What I have eaten are the taquitos. Are you familiar with these taquitos? It's sort of a Mexican uh, little snack thing. It's like It, it seems like a, a, a corn tortilla rolled up really tightly, so it's like a cigar, and on the inside is cheese and maybe a little sauce and chicken or something. I used to live on those disgusting things. I'd go to the racetrack gas station, get me three of them for a dollar, get myself a 12-ounce soda, and that was breakfast. You don't uh. feel good afterward? In the moment, the gas station food isn't as bad as you think. You know, it's it's like a traumatic experience where in the moment you're kind of like, this is okay, I'm going to get through it, I'm going to get through it. And then you finally get home from the war, and they're like, oh, man, like you are kind of fucked up now. Like you need yeah. to see a counselor. You've but, been altered. You're not the yeah, same been, man. Well, that it was a mistake. I ate the whole thing in, I guess, the walk from my car to this seat. <laughs> and it, oh, it's just not good. In the Northeast, just, there's Wawa. And Wawa's legit good. I'd be, I'd be, I would welcome a deli as good as the gas station food in, in New Jersey. It, hmm. It's, it's like, it's legit. And anyone, anyone here who's listening to this is from Jersey is going to be agreeing. Like, oh, yeah, those motherfuckers can make a sandwich. Like, it's, it's outstanding. But here, I don't eat anything from a gas station that wouldn't pretty much survive a zombie apocalypse. We're talking about, like, cellophane-wrapped peanut butter crackers. Yeah. Uh, you know, Twinkies. Slim Jims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the sort of food I get at a gas station. And usually an energy drink because I'm driving. Yeah. I love energy drinks. These, There's no way that 24 ounces of this can be good for you. No. Especially because no. it, it's a zero calories, which means that there's something else in there fucking with you. Right? Yeah. It's not the calories. You know, you're, you're no. not, there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that goes for all these zero calorie beverages. I'm going to get all that Gorana and the, uh, and the taurine. That's what's supercharging you. I don't know what those and, things and are. The B vitamins. They're, they're two of the main ingredients. I, does, really? does that have Gorana? Does that have Gorana and taurine in it? It's got, it, uh, it's got a lot of shit in it. It's got some <laughs> ginseng. Some, yeah, it's got taurine in it. It's got water. And salt. And oh. I'm not going to read everything, but it's got Chlorine, a lot. And B vitamins. Water and salt. You could make your own monster. You could. That's terrible. I like coffee. I, I, I don't know why you don't go to coffee, because coffee like literally has proven health benefits. Like, it has... Uh, How you much know, caffeine is... Like, what's a milligram of... 
I don't know it off the top of my head, but more than is in that energy drink, if you drink two cups, like you, if you take a Keurig and put the smallest setting and do it twice, it makes like a full cup of coffee and it's quite strong. I put like four sweeteners in it because I don't, I'm not afraid of cancer and uh, a little bit of cream. And that thing's got a shitload of caffeine, like more than a Red Bull, I would say. You got to drink a lot of Red Bull to equal a, a two cups of coffee, I think. I, I think yeah. they're pretty similar. Coffee's got, I was asking. And I'm, I, think, I'm I, talking about like an eight ounce, you know, like like single serving normal human being Red Bull, not the 24 ounce big boy that like clearly is enough to kill a small child. Yeah, it's too much. It looks like a fuel cell from a futuristic movie. But regardless of the caffeine content, like coffee has like health benefits, like believe it or not. It's it's one of those things that I always see in journals listed alongside things like red wine or like quinoa or something. It's like, oh yeah, 11 health benefits that come along from uh, coffee. So yeah, I, w I would switch to coffee if I were you. Do you have a Keurig? I don't have one. No, I don't have one. Maybe I need to buy a Keurig. I'm, it, it, they're like $80, and it's the best investment ever. They pollute the fuck out of the planet because we're just throwing those K-cups left and right, filling the oceans up with them. But you and I are never going to live long enough for that to even fucking no. matter. Right? No. I'm Honestly, not, I'm kind of hoping me. that I, 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 I want to catch <laughs> the tail kids. the end of it. You're not either. I'm Who older, cares? and I'm in a high-risk category. I should start fucking things up right now. Between the motorcycle yeah. and the paramotor? 2020 is a long way off. I special order hairspray that does have aerosol in it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I gotta it'd get be kind of cool, Taiwan. though, if you like, got to see like it all start to go really for real to shit, yeah. right? As you're dying, and you're kind of just like flipping the bird <laughs> as you're fading into the night. Like, oh, fuck you, kids. You know, I had as many Keurigs as I wanted. You know, <laughs> enjoy your water rationing, you know, as you're dying. But, uh, the or, you know, there's going to be a really cool Keurig island right next to China's by that time. Oh, I like all this the Keurig K-Cups. It could uh, be a floating have you, island. Have you heard of the Keurig guy who, who said, like, the guy who invented Keurig had some, like, I think it was, like, a melodramatic statement of, like, oh, I regret inventing the Keurig so much because of these cups. And it's just, like, oh, the world's smallest violin. You're going to give the money back, you fuck? No. Because you're, not, you're still making done. money on it. Here's the thing that he could have done instead if he were just a tiny bit smarter because other people went ahead and did this. There are reusable K-cups. I have them. It's, uh, it's shaped exactly like a K-cup. It has a little plastic click lid on top, but it's uh, sort of a steel, stainless steel mesh, very fine stainless steel mesh. You grind your own coffee. You don't have to like be like, oh, yeah, okay, I want this brand of coffee. Give me a whole case of it, which is what I currently do. You can just grind any of your mini coffees up instantly, a little at a time, and get yourself your K-cup full, and you, there's no waste. There's just compost, which but is that, what you get from the coffee. But grounds. that ruins the, manage of the, the magic of the Keurig, right? Like, the point is you drop in a K-cup, and now you've got a coffee. Right. I felt like the point was the single serving aspect of it and and the ability for you to have yours and your wife to have hers. And, you know, everyone in the house can have their own blend because some me, people want decaf, some people want dark. You press a button and you get coffee. If suddenly you're grinding and cleaning and like yeah, there's a whole like then that's traditional coffee. That's, I'm actually I'm I, telling yeah, you, this I is like with you scoop there. and throw you, it in the dishwasher. I don't drink. It, it is coffee. an extra step, though. Yeah, I, I, I get a couple if you're grinding and stuff. Yeah, like, like when I if I'm, if I'm I don't at work, I'll Kitty. have some coffee just because it's so easy to use the Keurig machine. You know, where you're like, may as well just make one, like cup in, hit the button, 
But there's it's, definitely, if I have two little cups of coffee, I'm jittery. And I can drink this thing in half an hour and just be fine. There's a I'll reason there's every place of employment gives free coffee. That's just like employee productivity juice. Like, oh, would oh, you yeah. like to take this drug? Yeah. Here's some uh, amphet- uh, amphetamines. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, they should just have, like, Adderall and coffee in the break room. Yeah, if I started my own company, it would just be a bowl of Adderall with, like, the Adderall sign rubbed off of it so that people, <laughs> like, take it not knowing. Oh, Jesus, what's that? Oh, that's a little bit of Adderall. Didn't taste like a mint, did it? You know, you <laughs> I don't know how people take those pills every day. Adderall It's pills? mine, like, if, yeah, like... Yeah. The couple times I'd take them in college where it was like, God, I need to study. And someone who had it's like, here, take this. It was like it was an uncomfortable level of focus, at least in my head, where I would take it and then I'd be studying. And then almost like some, you know, like the guy in Memento with a memory problem. I just come to in the kitchen scrubbing my counters like it has to be perfect has to be so fucking clean and then I'll appear in the bathroom like scrubbing the toilet like you. You can't stop moving on that stuff. It's just I like panic. I like to work out on Adderall. Like if I'm going to do like a workout that I particularly don't like, like if, if I'm going to do a circuit workout or if it's like leg day and it's time to like actually do fucking deadlifts, I'm like, I, I'm on Adderall. I'm like, I'm like, oh, these are kind of fun. <sighs> no, they're not. <laughs> just, just fuck it. Adderall's great for workouts. If, if, you, if you take it every day, as a, it, you definitely build up a tolerance and it, it, it loses a little of that magic. The trick does is to it use it. Does it make you feel anxious? Like, does it make you feel like your hands have to be busy and you have to? Like, Dude, at all? I'll be honest. It makes me feel like I'm a, a demigod. It makes me if 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 I'm not if 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 I'm not taking it regularly, which I'm not. I've got a I've got a bottle upstairs with I don't know thirty pills in it of ten milligrams apiece. I take it maybe twice a month. I'll I'll take one in the morning, and if it's a long day, I'll take another uh, like five or six hours later. I I feel like there's nothing I can't do. I mean, if it's a physical activity, a mental activity, if it's a problem where I see two or three other people are struggling to figure something out, I'm like, ha, 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 I am here. <laughs> you fools. Let's get this joint put on there. You know, I, I, I they were they were trying uh, that that exact thing has happened before. Adderall's great. Uh, I, I can't I can't talk to uh, speak highly enough about how, how nice <laughs> Adderall is in uh, in short doses. A huge fan. Big fan. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Don't snort it, it though. Time. Didn't notice the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Snorting it does. It doesn't seem like you're gonna go from snorting anything to being like, let's get those taxes knocked out. Like, no, you're gonna go <laughs> do something that probably is probably not helpful. Yeah. Probably gonna <laughs> make some bad life decisions if you're snorting it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> That's definitely a drug that. Like maybe like using it like you said makes sense to me. Like I still don't think I'd want to, but. There's, there's like a, it's a true blue thing that growing up with kids who were on Adderall or on Ritalin at the time, for years, like their personality was different. Like I had friends who, like in second, third, fourth grade, like you end up going over to their house on a weekend, and you're like, what the fuck? Who are you? Like who is the guy who's like kind of chill and in class and quiet and you know I'm the more energetic one and now it's on the weekend and this kid's lighting his cat on fire and doing all sorts of shit. <laughs> like it's it, it really does it changes your personality. I'm not sure if that was Adderall if he's lighting cats on fire. That's but, uh, that's bath salts. If he's on Ritalin, <laughs> then he's settling down for school, right? He's hyperactive. So you're catching yes. him not on Ritalin 
Aren't you just catching his real personality? Yeah, exactly. You're catching oh. the real person. That's but why you're like, catching I had friends. A, a counterbalanced version of his personality, where where where, where it's free, it's it's running free now. It's because it, it's been tamped down all day by the stimulant. Maybe, but the yeah. way he phrased it was like Ritalin changed him. It just seemed like yeah, that's it. It does change you. Like it, and you know, if, if five days out of the week you're not the real you, when does that become the real you? You know, that's a solid like, point. And, Yep, in yep. a way, it, and it is. It's just kind of, and all, like it's, it's another fucked up thing. Like you're guaranteed to be shorter and be smaller than you otherwise would have taking Ritalin or any kind of one of those pills if you're through those that. formative ages. Apparently, because first of all, it's an, it's speed, so it's gonna get rid of your appetite, and it's also going to. There's something else that it did that I need to look into, but yeah, it's just so many friends who hmm. regret having them put on that when it was just like basically a parent when they were seven being told like your seven-year-old boy doesn't like to sit still for long periods of time They're like oh we better medicate him you know that's clearly not normal you know all the girls have no problem sitting there being bored all day I, but I, I, yeah. how interesting would it be if they modified school so the boys could be more successful so that that's how was... it used to be <laughs> and then they changed uh they changed the format in the way that uh, that's they what milo they says but how did they change it they uh, changed the testing more... to be about curriculum work more than exam work. They they changed the balance of of how much those two things it's, would affect your grade. Uh, daily schoolwork is now heavily favored compared to exams, and daily schoolwork is something that girls do better at at in those young ages because girls are more organized at that age. They're more mature. They're better at just kind of getting that stuff done, whereas young boys are just animals, just running around. They're not going to pay attention. Oh, you have to finish your reading assignment, little Steve. No, really? Because, because a million years worth of evolution <laughs> teaches me I should be learning to swing a stick as hard as I fucking can right now, or, or I'm going to die. Yeah. Everything in my body it. tells me I want to play with those blocks over there, but I guess what you're saying, I need to, to pay attention to this booklet, you know? Yeah, they need to be out there fucking building shit and like learning math. Like I, I feel like if you, I would love to see that experiment in some sort of charter school or something where like some private school where where like, you know, for math, let's let, let's have let's do, let's have them do construction projects. There's tons of math in construction. You get out a measuring tape. I mean, you want to talk about learning fractions? Uh, you know, cause some people struggle with learning fractions. You get out that measuring tape, you're gonna learn fast. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it, it's it's one big fraction. Yeah. And if you and mess really up, should have more stuff and, and like when you that. get the wrong answer, you don't have to go to a teacher to find out. You're, you're like, no, no, that was wrong. That is definitely wrong. Let's go back to the drawing board and cut again. That'd be cool. And over like a couple, of, I don't know, 15 years later, the, the recess is just littered with tree houses everywhere. <laughs> it looks like a Brazilian slum. Or what we did like at my high school is like all the projects that we would create in our welding, automotive, and wood and wood shop classes. And we made big projects. We would build like um, very long cattle trailers, the kind you would see going down the road pulled behind a fifth wheel truck full of cows. We'd build those from scratch. With just steel stock, you know, we cutting the steel to length, welding it together. We build gazebos. I'm sure we all know what that is, like a backyard little uh, hangout spot, and uh, auction those off. They, they, we build all that stuff and sell it, and then that funding went right back into our program. So like, we had the best shit. We had the best welders. We had the best nail guns. We had the best saws. Like, there was no like wanting for anything. But like what you were saying of like the practicality of building helped you understand all that shit. Like you learned better because there was number one, like a physical tangible payoff 
that you're kind of you have a, you have a vested interest in getting it, and then you also you're actually building it. Like you learn stuff better when you're doing it with your hands and and like getting that muscle memory in a way. Well, my dad always made me learn like around the household like skills like plumbing and basic electrical and carpentry because like he had he's kind of got a self-reliance thing about him and he 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 wouldn't want to call somebody to come fucking fix a piece of three-quarter inch pipe that's cracked under his house it's just like come on this is a 10-minute job that requires three different tools let's just learn how to do it and i don't know so a lot I, i guess i learned a lot of things like that growing up that were probably somewhat educational but by the time i was in high school i knew my fractions and i didn't you know, I I could operate the measuring tape anyway. There were guys who couldn't, though. There were plenty of guys that I remember in that in, the, in that construction class that you'd have to measure their fucking wood for them. I I was thinking about the, or this. I just just came into my head. Could, do you remember anything from school that you were taught? Like, what's the biggest thing you were taught in school that's now totally debunked? Because I know oh. all of us were taught that Pluto was a planet. Yeah. And then uh, like three maybe four years no it's like five years after they taught me pluto was a planet they're like nope changed our mind like i want to say diet stuff has changed a lot it's changed yeah that changes so much every over the course years. of my lifetime that i no longer like trust any of it the new thing i keep hearing and and the people who say it are absolutely douchebags is this like well it's the law of thermodynamics right calories in calories out that's just the only fucking answer there could possibly be oh my god you dick shit like, you know, the, the, the human body processing uh, different kinds of energy and, you know, keeping some of it, shitting out the rest is a lot like it, it doesn't strictly follow the law of thermodynamics. Like it's, it's not that obvious, right? But there's, what is the variance? Because there's that's some highly things important. that are going to pass right through, right? You know, that, that the body just has no use for, like the outsides of fucking corn. You know, it, the notion that oh, you know, calories in, calories out. A, a calorie is, if I have my thing right, you, you dehydrate it, you burn it, and you see uh, just how much it can raise the, the temperature of water, right? Like one calorie raises one cc of water by one degree centigrade or something close to that. Very close to that, yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, there are some foods, like for me in particular, frosted mini-wheats, Seem to have very little time here in Woody Land. You know, they, like, you know, I don't know. Well, There's a lot of fiber that you're getting a lot of fiber is, there. Exactly. Here's what I think. But fiber is flammable as fuck, right? So I don't know that you can just say, like, like the frosted mini wheats, for example, would burn very completely and heat up water just totally well. But I'm just saying that the human body is a little more complicated than how well it burns in its dehydrated state. And I'm I'm confident in this. Go forward five six years, and the notion that everyone clings to now with with so much like cocksuredness is going to be dismissed for the next one. So I disagree on this one because I think the deal is this. I agree that our bodies are more and or less efficient at processing certain types of foods, kinds of foods, depending on maybe if you drink, you know, maybe maybe if you eat that hamburger and they consume a gallon of water right behind it, there's a different effect uh, with a caloric intake, fat... Uh, Compared being, to no water. Could be, right? Yeah, could yeah. be. My, but my point and my thought process on this is that the difference is so minimal that over the course of, say, a three-month-long diet, it's minuscule. Like, the, the difference in, in weight gain and weight loss between the, t- the individual who was more, more efficient than normal and less efficient than normal is like a pound or something. Like, like I think we're talking about the difference in like an engine that, that spark plug, uh, skips one that, that skips 50 times a day. Uh, like to tag onto what you're saying, like, I don't remember where I read it. Wasting a little. 
don't remember where I read it, but to like add on to what Kyle's saying, I saw something that was like, you know, the difference between a good, fast metabolism and a slow, bad metabolism is way, way smaller than people think. Like it was mm-hmm. saying, there's like a 300 to 400 calorie difference between a real. No, I know, but that's, but most people that's think huge. like that person can eat 2,000 calories a day and I can only eat 1,000. Like it's like 300 calories is really only this um, this container of peanuts right here per day. And yeah, that adds up quick, it, but. Oh, so I got it, a couple things to say. Yeah. One, 300 calories a day, you said, you, know, you said three to 400, but we'll take the lower number, is gigantic. Like when people gain weight, they're gaining like 10 but pounds that, a that's year the biggest over amount. the course of like 10 years, you know? Like, and now all of a sudden they're 100 pounds overweight. The example you made is every 11 days they cut a pound. Like that is ginormous. That that's not actually a small amount of calories. I know you said that's the high end, but whatever. And the other thing is, like I suspect, and, and I'm not a scientist, that they're going to that, that at some point they'll go back to like, oh yeah, 150 calories from like trans fats is a totally different thing that your body very efficiently like turns into ugly fat on your belly compared to 100 calories from an apple. Then you know that, that yeah, that it's not as simple. But. I think that getting bogged down into this in the science of it is a is a mistake and it's something that people who and I'm not saying this about you because we're just trying to understand the science behind this. It is an interesting topic. I think that fat people are 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 very likely to be to to start looking for these complex scientific biological explanations for mm-hmm. why these excuses for why this happened that happened. Sure, maybe you do have a slightly slower than normal metabolism. Well, dude, that means that I get to eat a bag of peanuts once a day and you don't. That is your new life. It's not as if I told you, nah, dude, you get one meal a day while everybody else gets three. You're on a starvation plan for the rest of your life because your metabolism is so slow. That's what they want to make you think. They want to make you it seem like, oh, no, I eat three pieces of cantaloupe for breakfast and some oatmeal, and then I have brown rice and steamed fish for lunch, and then for dinner, I have, uh, well, apple slices for dessert, of course, but usually dinner is more brown rice and, and, and maybe a bit of grilled beef, but I drain all the fat out, and, and I drink a gallon of water a day, but my metabolism is just so slow that ah, I put on three pounds doing that. That's horse shit. That's I, just yeah, horse it's like shit. You're, you're, you're being a fibber. Yeah, it's, and <laughs> I, like people who are fat... Also, by the way, that's wildly, what you should be eating fat people. Yeah. What I just listed, you're probably <laughs> like, well, that's not a meal. That's not a day's worth of food. That's literally what you should be doing. But th- that's your that's your diet. Do it. Fat people also really underestimate how much they're eating and thin people like you've, you've known thin people before. We all know that rail of a guy who's like, I just can't put on any weight. I had a friend who was six four, 140 pounds. Mm. Six four, 140 pounds. He was a rail. And every time we talked, like when we saw each other intermittently, be like, hey, I thought you were going to start working out or something, man. Like, you're, you're real thin. He's like, I just can't put any weight on, dude. And I hang out with him for a couple days. And it's like, yeah, no shit. You, he, like, in his head, he's like, God, I've been eating all day. Like, we just finished eating. And now you want a snack? But in everybody else's head, it's like, dude, you ate half of your burger. You ate part of your chicken breast for dinner and then as a, your big splurge snack you had a regular size snickers at 11:30 and in his head he's like oh snickers like of course I'll get fat and then yeah. the fat guy on the other hand is like well if i have 13 apples 
it's still only, I don't know, 60 calories. So I'll just do that. Actually, I'll just grind them up. That'll make it easier. Add a little bit of sugar. I'm not a Man, savage. You no, know, candy, candy, pie candy crust. apples are good. <laughs> and I've got the candy. <laughs> just, <right>. just, <laughs> I have a friend right, who actually couldn't put on weight. He had cystic fibrosis. And well, that's a, now that is a fucking yeah. Excuse. Now that's a different thing. That's right? a disease. Yeah. So, so yeah. He, you come um, to me and you're like, oh, I have muscle wasting yeah. disease. It's something terrible. About, I'm like, oh shit. So, I understand. Something about but, cystic fibrosis. There's there's like phlegm in your digestive system that stops your body from absorbing like other bodies do. And uh, he had all these enviable doctors' orders, like you know, you gotta eat more steak. He's 16 years old. Like, do you like beer yet? You can drink a lot of beer if you want. And uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, because he is like. It was a health hazard for him. He had to work hard to have any kind of body fat at all. Yeah, beer probably makes a lot of sense for cystic fibrosis people because it's it's like drinking a sandwich. Liquid bread, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah that's the Liquid way to bread. So I was uh, oh, if you want to gain and peanut butter, I think I think peanut butter. Like if I was trying to like actually gain weight, like fat, like I need like you need me to you need me to be forty pounds heavier in a couple months. I'd be on that peanut butter and jelly diet, man. That you doesn't get much better than that. Peanut butter is one of my nemesis, man. Like I, I uh, so, so here's the thing. Like you take something healthy like celery or apples, and I eat them, and I don't find like that didn't. I was hungry beforehand, and I'm hungry afterwards. Apples are bullshit, right? But it, celery is bullshit. But you put some peanut butter on either one of those things, and it's delicious. It is fantastic. Peanut, yeah. And then afterwards, I'm not hungry anymore. A little celery and peanut butter, which is what I had before the show, like to make it to dinner. Um, that shit is awesome. But I think I might be violating the point of the celery when I put peanut butter on it. No, definitely but, not. That's oh, the whole point of the celery. Because peanut butter is good for you. It's yeah, just a, it's just a shovel you. for peanut butter. <laughs> it's just a peanut butter shovel, and you get all the fiber from Pro the celery. Right? And there's so, a lot of protein in peanut butter. There's good fat in there. You just don't want to eat too much of it. Like 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 a tablespoon of peanut butter a day might be a might be a doctor's order. You know, like I, I love peanut butter. I, I feel I love peanut butter. I could I could I could eat it with you know Joey Tribbiani on on the TV show Friends, which I despise. He he was like, you ever have peanut butter fingers? And they're like, what's that? He goes. Peanut butter fingers. <laughs> he just dips his fingers in the can and just eats it right off his fingers. I use I a could, spoon. Yeah, I, 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 I've used a spoon. I, if I've got some milk, I, I'll sit there with a spoon and eat that shit sometimes. I've it's eaten good. embarrassing amounts of peanut butter straight from the container. I, now, like, you, like, like other people eat ice cream, yeah. I, I will sit and eat peanut butter if I didn't, if I didn't mind being a big fat fuck. What um, kind creamy. does it matter? I mean, I mean, what brand? Uh, I switch around. There's a natural GIF... That's good. There's at the Whole Foods some like like the no sugar doctor added. whatever the fuck or some kind. It's it's like the all natural kind. I don't it's like the that kind as much because it gets like oil. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of oil on the top, and it's like I don't want an ordeal here. You, Just make this easy. No, you want that oil because the presence of that oil means that they haven't put some fucking emulsifier in your food to keep it all together. That's a good sign. That's just like with cheese. Like you should never buy grated cheese, especially Parmesan. The, 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 the law says that they can include like 15 or 20% cellulose in your Parmesan to keep it from sticking together. Does everyone here know what cellulose is? Plastic? Yeah, that's just wood. A, wood. wood. Okay. Wood fiber. They Wait, put it's just wood a, a plant cell wall, isn't it? They, they're putting wood chips in your fucking, in your fucking Parmesan to keep from sticking together. And, and, and the amount that they can put in varies greatly and, and it's, it's like olive oil as well you're not getting legit olive oil unless you get really expensive olive oil but uh, grated cheese all grated cheese that you buy in those bags 
the reason it's not all stuck together, we've all probably grated cheese from a clump, from a, a, a brick. You'll notice that it sticks together. And if you squeeze you it just a little. You can make a snowball out of it if you wanted to. You can make a snowball out of it. That doesn't happen in those bags of cheese. Do you know why? Because they coat them. They cellulose. <laughs> I don't think no. I don't. In that case, it's, in that case, I don't think it's cellulose. I in thought that I case. had it. Fuck, man. The, <laughs> the cellulose, I believe, is specifically the, the the wood pulp or whatever is specifically a Parmesan thing for whatever reason. I just I guess it just goes well with Italian food. But um, you know, but you they, really they yanked that football away from Charlie Brown, yeah, Lucy yeah. style, on that one. You know why? <laughs> like, yeah, I've been paying attention. This is the thing I know. It was cellulose. Wrong. Wrong. I'm not so sure on that anymore. <laughs> yeah, they coat it in some stuff. There's an there's an added thing they're spraying on those fucking cheese pieces that you're consuming. You know, you don't want that going in your body. I don't know what it is. This is coming from someone who 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 consumes saccharin though. So I have a peanut butter story. So I'm in like fourth grade, right? So I'm I'm maybe oh, nine, poor dog. nine years old, and uh, we're going on a field trip. So everyone's super excited at school, right? Because anytime that you're not doing school is a good day, right? That's that's the ultimate in in yeah, education. Definitely. And we're going to this place that manufactures peanut butter. So at first, like we're all excited, like, like fuck yeah, man! Like I'm gonna see where peanut butter comes from, right? And I'm I'm picturing like peanuts getting crushed in giant bowls, and I don't know, just like magic and shit, and. Uh, uh, we get there and we find out like they're taking us on a tour of the factory and during the whole tour he keeps emphasizing that it was healthy peanut butter and we're all getting a little skeptical of this fucking healthy peanut butter right like like wait 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 yeah, he had... thinks Dr. Out protests too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> you keep pimping the health aspect of your peanut butter it's all making us think that it might suck and uh so at the end of the field trip, we eat the peanut butter. And sure enough, it sucks. Like, it, it doesn't spread well. It doesn't taste good. Like, there's nothing good about it. But I was so jazzed about the fact that, like, I'd just seen this peanut butter made that I had, like, a double dose. Like, I ate more than the other kids did because, you know, it's fucking... Did you guys just see it? Like, well, they made this. This is the thing that we've been learning about all day. We get back to school and... uh I forget what happens, like a bench falls over or something like that, like a nothing event. And I vomit everywhere, like, like, like for distance, I'm like power vomiting. It, I must have went eight feet before it touched the ground and it spread far and wide. There was a Man. cone of peanut butter vomit destruction. And uh, all the teachers like just pissed. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, he probably got too excited about the bench falling over. Right. That was it, you fucking whore. Obviously, this is poison butter that you're feeding us, and that's my peanut butter story. Yeah, it's this rancid fucking peanut butter <laughs> yeah. you fed us from this organic, fancy, healthy uh, factory that you just walked a whole 30 children through just now. That's How it. clean could it be around here? You just walk thirty children through your that, fucking food plant. That's exactly plant. like one of those scenes in a movie <laughs> where, like, as you guys were leaving and you're waving goodbye to the peanut butter man, he's like, "See you later, kids. Thanks for stopping by." And your bus disappears, and then the real peanut butter guy walks in and is like, "What are you doing in my peanut butter factory?" <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and he just runs away. <laughs> like, you just got him. Otis, get back in them bathrooms. There's shit Otis. all over the floor. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, and wash your hands, goddamn! <laughs> like, like, that's the guy ladling yeah. <laughs> peanut butter to each child. That does. Uh, oh man, that sucks because that would be as a kid, like that's like going to a brewery 
as a child where it's like, oh, this is a great, you know, 87 uh, nut butter or whatever they would call it at this place. <laughs> I saw that uh, today on a cliff bar at a ga- at that gas station. I was like, should I get this hot dog or should I get this cliff bar? And it said cliff bar filled with nut butter. And I was like, that's ho- a horrible marketing phrase. So I bought the hot dog. I, yeah. uh, nut butter. Nut butter. That sounds like me when I'm lonely. They make a yeah, lot of <laughs> They make a lot of different butters, if you, you make will. about one He's... ounce of nut butter at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple everybody's, so everybody, that, that, that's, that's, that, that's, that's pretty that's I don't pretty even cool. know if that's a lot or not. I'm just saying shit. But, so most people uh, are familiar with, of course, peanut butter. And then uh, we, we all know about Nutella, which is made of hazelnut because mm-hmm. it's cheaper. And uh, um, then chocolate, that is. Uh, but they make a bunch of them. I, I bought some cookie butter one time. And what they do is they take, like, cookies... And they like grind them up and create a butter out of cookies, and it's a it's it's so fucking good. Like out of cookies, cookies. Cookie. It's butter. called cookie butter. It's called cookie butter. They take co- like instead that of peanuts, they like roasted some cookies and fucking made a a spread out of it. And we had like a peanut butter and jelly party. I went to we were at uh, Trader Joe's, and they had like a whole wall of Was peanut it butters. A cookie butter and jelly party. No, no, no. I got many kinds of jelly and many kinds of butter. There was like lots of fancy peanut butters. There was hazelnut butters. There was the cookie butter. And I got like four different kinds of, there was apricot jam and some sort of super organic strawberry jam. And we had a peanut butter sandwich party where we made all these little tiny peanut butter jelly sandwiches and put them on this big tray like hors d'oeuvres. And then we, we put our fancy hats on and we ate them. Yeah, there's cookie butter. That's the shit. It's fucking delicious. Yeah. So is it like cookie dough tasting? No, it it, it tastes like a, a little bit like Nutella. Uh, it's a little bit like Nutella, but it's it's more delicious. It's not chocolatey. It's more buttery cookie taste. How high was the dude that blended a whole <laughs> container of Oreos and then went into the R and D place at work the next day and was like, guys, <coughs> you gotta believe it. <laughs> it's not, it's gonna seem ridiculous. <laughs> I just need you to blend all these Oreos. Orlando. <laughs> First of all, this is a Kinko's. The butter place is next door. And second of all, sir, no smoking. Okay, well, then while I'm here, will you tell me what you think? Because <laughs> I, I made this too. <laughs> try it. I have a little bit of this first. And then <laughs> next thing you know, the Kinko's person's on board with the Yeah, right. Butter. I was... I was thinking to say, now they're both on Team Cookie Butter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we talked about shit a little bit. Woody, do you want to talk about piss? Uh, Yeah, I guess so. I feel like the story is fading a little bit compared to last night. Well, it's not a a fake story. story. I I think it's just fun to to laugh at. Yeah, so so, um, for people who don't know, this is... I, I have my own interpretation of how this whole thing went down that I haven't heard anyone else say. So... Um, here, here, here it is, Woody style. I'll try to be nonpartisan about it. If you go back a week ago, Trump is denying intelligence reports that um, the Russians hacked into the DNC and exposed their stuff through WikiLeaks, right? <laughs> they, uh, Donald Trump doesn't want that to be true because it feels like it makes him a little less legitimate as a president if he got help from an outside country. So... Um, Chuck Schumer said something that caught my attention. He's like, you don't go, like you don't attack the credibility of the insurance, not, of the intelligence community 
because they have six ways till Sunday to get back at you. Matt, I, I, I didn't like that he said that. Chuck Sumer might so be. So you heard it too. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chuck said that. So I, I heard that and I was like, oh, well, that's a thing. I took it, stored it away, right? So then Trump does a, um, a briefing on Friday, like almost a week ago, with the intelligence community. And if I understood it, the story right, Trump was like, we're having these leaks. So I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell my assistant who he trusts, who's been with him, you know, long before the presidency, presidential stuff, uh, all his staff, et cetera. They didn't know anything. They were just completely out of the loop and it still broke which kind of implies that maybe someone on the intelligence side broke this story that just sort of like leaked it. And um, now Trump, who has been taking attacks, saying that he knows things, the intelligence, like kind of putting down the intelligence community, uh, <laughs> suddenly two things happen. One, fucking, what do they call it? Golden Gate or Golden Shower Gate? Like whatever, that thing launches. And two, Trump is now saying that the intelligence did do all this stuff and that he's on board with the intelligence community. Like, I think the well, intelligence community fucked him through the back channels and leaked this story. Uh, I think you're connected to things that have nothing to do with, e with each other. I, he finally got his briefing, right? <laughs> they finally sat him down and they said, this is what we know, this is how we know it. Um, and I don't know the... I don't know anything about that briefing. None of us should, although he's looking into why NBC might have known a little bit of something about it before, before he did. But I, but I think the whole thing about him getting pissed on is so outrageous. And look, dude, it's coming out now. It, it, the guy just ran for president. The, the dirt would have came out. We, we, he grabbed, we, we got the grab him by the pussy tape, but nobody mentioned that Trump likes to McCain get pissed on. McCain had that thing. McCain had this a while, like months ago, but didn't, he just released it to the intelligence community, not to the public. <laughs> What is it that he released? I'm confused. Like, Apparently, like, like, this information came from a British. If I have, yeah, look, it's all coming oh, out yeah. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, I saw something like that where a bunch of people on 4chan are claiming that they sent that and that they yeah. fucked with it. And it's like, <clears throat> I, I believe that just as much as I believe that this actually happened, that Donald Trump was up in a hotel and vindictively demanded two hookers to pee on that bed. Like, pee on that bed. That's where Obama fucking sleeps, or where he slept at least. Maybe neither sleep neither of them is true. 4chan did not yeah. leak this. Um, I, and, probably not. And, I don't think well, any of this is true. They went to the way back. Like, there's a site that archives all this 4chan shit, and they had like no specifics whatsoever. And um, but apparently McCain gave this stuff to the intelligence community months ago and kept his mouth shut. That that's a, a story. But what stuff? I'm still confused. Like like pissgate stuff. But what is the pissgate stuff? Like, like, okay, so there is a claim that Donald Trump had to prostitutes piss on a bed. Who said? Who is saying that? British intelligence. British and intelligence. One anonymous guy that claimed to be British intelligence. How okay. does British intelligence gather? Uh, so, so, yeah, yeah, do we have a name? No. Like, he was like, like, look, all this is like, unfolding. Did, I feel like I'm on the hook for how credible this no, stuff no, 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 is, right? No, no, no. I'm just trying to understand. Here's, it, it's here's, like, did did Agent 007 like come forward and be like, yes, yes, my lord, I, I watched him. I watched them defile the bed. It was disgusting. Uh, it, he jerked it furiously. He so, rolled the dice as they say. I'm not saying any <laughs> of this is true. I'm saying this is what I've seen. Apparently, 007 found out that the Russians had videotape of this lewd act. Uh, and um, he told McCain, and then McCain took this information, turned it over to the intelligence agency. The intelligence agency was briefing Trump 
on all the stuff they have. And they say, here's an example of verified correct intelligence. And he outlines the, how like the, the Putin was, broke into the DNC, gave this stuff to WikiLeaks, how if he lost, they were going to be like, was it hashtag democracy is dead or something like that? Like they were ready to destabilize and delegitimize. Well, you're talking about Russia today. Is, uh, uh, I'm saying, part, right? no, they, so they said, look, this is verified, correct, we're on target with this. As an example of intelligence that we're not sure about, here's the thing about you getting pissed on by two whores that was presented to us from British intelligence. Wait, is whatever. it that he got peed on by yeah. two whores? I thought that it was I don't that know. That's people were saying that, that uh, you know, Donald Trump hated Obama so much that he got two hookers to go pee on the bed that Obama slept on. And that's just so fucking weird. That's what it reads, and I hope he did. Yeah, they're, they're, I don't. The internet has changed into he's into water sports and stuff. So oh. yeah, he but, kind you know, of that's is, but but, but, there's, but there's different he's levels a of that, right? Though, right. Oh, is I he? Heard, if he's a germaphobe, he's not into water sports. Though. I don't think he's a germaphobe. I've seen he, like at the rallies, like he comes and fucking kisses babies and like and, and oh, okay. he shakes hands he with his. He claimed he's a germaphobe in his press conference today. I mean, that's maybe convenient. that's convenient. Um, suddenly, he's a germaphobe. Yeah, I would tell everybody I was a germaphobe too if, if there were like thousands of people giving me death threats every day and I have to meet and greet all the time. It'd be an easy reason not to shake every hand. They, they, they probably gave him a briefing when they said, hey, did you, did you see that, that movie where they tried to kill Kim Jong-un with that Jong-un with that little patch on the palm? Those are fucking real and the, they're everywhere. No, the germaphobe thing came out in reaction <laughs> to the peed on thing. He's like, I wouldn't, he didn't say all these words, ah, okay. but it was, I'd never be into pissing stuff. I'm a bit of a germaphobe, let me tell you. You know. I just wish there was one person <laughs> in the uh, press pool or whoever he's saying that to who is into, into water sports, yeah. and he's like, actually, it's, it's sterile. sterile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see uh, the, the CNN thing today where Trump was doing the whole you know, Q&A with all the media, and CNN, someone, he starts to like barrel through a question you know, in the big room of media, and Trump is just like, you know, be quiet. Like, shut up. Like, you've done a very bad job, CNN. And then he goes to call on some lady, and the guy on CNN just keeps barreling through his question the way those people do. And Trump's like, excuse me, this woman just tried to ask a question. You're being rude. And then just lets the people from other networks ask questions. And then when, like, CNN tries to get in again, he goes, you are fake news. <laughs> you didn't see that, <laughs> Yeah, it depends on there. the lens you view this stuff through, right? To me, Trump came off like a pussy. Right, like the the CNN guy is trying to ask him questions, and Trump you mean, is you like, didn't think no, no. Uh, yes, yeah. so, so to me, Trump came off really weak. You know, it's like Obama went on Fox several times. You know, one v ones with Bill O'Reilly and Fox the is the biggest the cable news hair. station in the world. Sure. CNN, however, is the least trusted cable news station yeah, in the I world. Read that. Also, blame <laughs> fake Fox news multiple so, times. I'm sorry, what? Stuff. There was also a lot of times that Obama said stuff like, oh, yeah, Fox just poisoning all these bitter clingers or whatever they were saying. Yeah, he so, said that. But, but I, don't, I don't think that's a bad move because you're you're always going to get credit from the people for fucking with the media, it seems like. like I think we all kind of like seeing the media. They have a, is the, it, I think the it, media's uh, approval rating is even lower than Congress's, perhaps. Be. But that's the and, whole lens thing I keep talking about. Right? I call it a filter. When, like, you know, so the Trump supporters are going to look at that and be like, yeah, he screwed over CNN. I hate CNN. Much like if he were to screw over, say, Sidney Crosby, like I would be on board with that. But, you know, when you're not on Team Trump, you're like, oh, that's so weak. Like you're scared of seeing You call that questions. a slap shot. Ha! Yeah. And, <laughs> and Sidney Crosby's a pussy who can't grow a beard. 
<laughs> it's the best player in the NHL, and it's not close. I just am baffled that we were all the time. Maybe you haven't seen the beard. Couldn't pick him out of a fucking lineup. Maybe that's it. Uh, pick him out of a fucking lineup. Don't even care. Um, but here's my feelings on the Trump thing. Like, like, I think it's fake because it's so outrageous and everything. We have no verifiable sources. It, it seems like nowadays we just run without any verifiable sources. Like, I need a guy's fucking name who's standing behind his words, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like, if you're telling me someone whispered to you in the dark and told you a deep, dark secret, there's aliens, there's mafiosos running the country, whatever, then I'm my next thing is going to be like, show me that on paper with someone else's name signed. Show me a video of those two guys shaking hands. Show me Trump, like, you know, with a bunch of, like, urine collection vials sneaking out of a hospital somewhere. Like, like show me some proof. I got no reason to think he's into water sports. And, hey, if he is, who gives a fuck? I, I mean, I who I, there's... Plenty of chicks I would let piss on me. I, I'm not into it, but I, I mean, sure, why not? We, I think we'd all let, let a girl pee on us. And we'd all definitely let two hookers piss on the bed of our worst enemy, right? Like if we were somewhere and we were like, oh, yeah, that's uh, insert names bed. And you had your two Russian hookers with you. You'd be like, yeah, piss on his bed. <laughs> While yeah. you drank your like $800 glass of cognac and fucking giggled. So yeah, like, I, I would not get off knowing that Obama once slept in this hotel room two years ago. Now it's been Maybe it was like, that Obama was about to, to stay there and that's the sweet he gets. <laughs> that, that's not the story. Um, as far as what I now, let chicks piss now, on, what hypothetical single woody um yeah in the shower i think I, I you know if they're hot enough i'll let them get away about anything oh yeah that's yeah that's the move right in the there. shower that's a very easy thing yeah, right? it's much easier to say okay in the shower because that's beginners water you know sports cleanliness cleanliness is right there like you <laughs> yeah. can get clean all it is so is Selena, an extra but if someone's spray. like hey you know we're going yeah oh. so selena <laughs> sports don't too sound is that Selena Twenty Two is that porn star who uh, who watches our uh, our show and she's a fan and everything and follows us on Twitter and she really follows the show closely and I talk to her occasionally on uh, DM and uh, and one time I was offering to send her like some FPS Russia gear I was like because we make I've got panties and stuff like that I was like hey maybe you wear them in one of your videos because her videos That'd get like cool. eight million yeah. like she'll get banged in the, she'll get banged in the ass and it's like eight million views I was like maybe we'll put some you know professional Russian panties on you and you can like yeah. get some awful things done that's to where you. true viral videos lie <laughs> that's Just a, a real like eight million and you know to her she's like eight million that's all right uh, okay <laughs> so and, and she's like yeah yeah send them I'll piss on them and I was like huh I don't know if I want to send them now <laughs> like like, if, like can you not miss on them <laughs> like, like, I was kind of putting a fantasy together here where, like, you're wearing my panties while I watch you get fucked or something like that. And, the, and, and, and it's kind of interesting. But, but now you got to piss on them. So I never did send them. But, but yeah. Yeah, Trump yeah, would have sent them. Trump would have sent Trump him. Would have sent he him. definitely Trump. has the, you know, all publicity is good. Look, in, in, in the primaries, and I respect Trump for this, all the other candidates were pissed that they weren't getting the same amount of coverage. But they weren't going into the lion's den every day, right? Trump is going on CNN, MSNBC, ABC, you name it, doing interviews, getting his More name out there. Show. Like he was literally getting up at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And like starting yeah. that morning radio show call-in thing that, that, that occurs from like exactly. 6 a.m. to like 10 a.m., you know, the ride into work. He'd call as many of those as he could while he was like flying to his next stop or to his next tour date right. or like you know between work he found a new way to like he, he was he was pumping media i i heard him on so many no not no no, no name radio shows yeah. like the jim and bill morning show in albuquerque like it's like 
What the fuck's he doing that? Like in the middle of the like, campaign, like, uh, there was a clip from last year on the Opie and Jim show where I thought it was going to be like a bit where they're like, we got Donald Trump calling in. I was listening to it on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, oh I bet. I bet that Donald <laughs> Trump's going to call in as he's running for president. And then yeah. they answer it. And it's just this radio show. They're like, Donald, how you doing? He's like, hey, how are you guys doing this morning? in the middle of a huge campaign like it was actually him like yeah. just talking the way he would like totally comfortable on serious you know not afraid at all of saying something ridiculous you know like oh how how is it going so the far Donald? Billion you know subscribers you know every like, yeah. news outlet out there would love to have had jeb bush as an interview and he's hiding behind some staff yeah because they're clinton. afraid same with clinton clinton wouldn't go anywhere clinton was she, uh, that's what megan kelly was saying like megan kelly does not like uh, donald trump clearly but but I, I was I was listening to her the other day. She's like, and they were talking about this point specifically about him getting so much media attention. She's like, we contacted Hillary Clinton constantly. She was giving every opportunity under a myriad of circumstances, rule sets, um, you know, any way you can go about getting an interview that she'd be comfortable with doing with me. And the feeling was that she did not want to legitimize Fox News. That 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 she would rather not go on the biggest fucking cable news network in the world and try to push her her platform forward against Orange Hitler, as he's known. <laughs> She'd rather hide. Meanwhile, Trump doesn't care who you are. He'll go on there and fight a fucking, like, crusade yeah, against... Yeah, he'll go he'll, on, like, 5v1 on some panel. Yeah, he'll be on the Young Turks on there. Like, like, like no, no, no. He'll, he'll <laughs> clean up the Armenian gen genocide and, like, their eyes will burst out of their head. And you know about defense, all that. She had guys, a slightly yeah. different yeah. thing she was working with, right? Like... Hillary always thought she was ahead, or may have even been ahead at some point. You don't really know until the election. She had happens. Ronda Rousey syndrome. She had some. She had. She had John Podesta over in there. God, your boxing's good. God, it's sharp, Hillary. <laughs> oh, you're like a pro. You could and take then, on Mayweather. So maybe May, Mayweather's next, Hillary. But on the don't other worry. shoulder, if being the, ignored was, hey, maybe you should go up to Michigan and see if they're interested. You know. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> then, if the news cycle is currently <laughs> Donald Trump called Miss Universe fat. Or if the news cycle is currently Donald Trump grabs women by the pussy without their consent or whatever, then Hillary's like, you know what? I'm just gonna fade into the background and yeah. uh, and and not interrupt this news cycle. And that seemed to happen all the time. So that was the, the thought process. In but Donald turned out to be wrong. But what Donald would do was, those who hate him, and there were so many, they would come up with those news stories. They would either dig them up. Um, because they're factual, because he they or they would take tape right from him, and whether they doctored it or not, portray him badly. They're pl you, look, you don't have to do that whole doctoring thing CBS did with the uh, the 911 Trayvon Martin tape to make Trump look bad. You don't have to go that far. However, at times they did do that to him. They 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 they, they will always cut off like his third like sentence there's the third part of his sentence or something if he's gonna say they're the rapists they're they're drug dealers or this and some of them i assume are good people they really just want to cut that good people part out and it just seems a little disingenuous that they always cut it out it's like you didn't have two and a half seconds more of air time like let's just be 100 percent clear like yeah he said something pretty yeah. ridiculous but let's hear the end of it i felt like that happened to him constantly but he was always ready to like throw a little something out into the news cycle to get you out over that. He'd say something crazy or he'd attack somebody in a funny way or, you know, whether it was little Marco or, or, or lion Ted, lion Ted, you know, all those insults, all that bravado, all that entertainment. He was a show. He was a carnival act. It was, just, it was, I it can't was believe that he like, 
it is crazy thinking about it now. Like, there's going to be, like, college courses, like, media classes, like, a, a decade from now about, like, you know, media manipulation and, like, how to play the media and, like, what he did. Like, because he Can really did do that. He played all of them. Do you think that after his presidency, he'll have a, a, a big career in giving speeches and, uh, and and going places and talking about, you know, winning? You know, that would be my thing. Like, like I... My, like, like, don't go in there as the businessman. Don't go in there as the politician talking about social issues. Go in there and talk about winning, winning, and because because that's what he's known for. That's what he's done. If he could give, he could give like two hour talks uh, uh, about winning across the country and, and and make himself a couple more billion dollars probably. He need, he'll have another book. You know, he's not the, too old. I mean, uh, if he made it two terms, that he'd be seventy eight. Get himself another book rolling out. Oh, it's going to be impressive. I can't wait till those fireside chats start start uh, kicking up. I bet he up start up. He might start uploading YouTube videos. Like, <laughs> we'll we see. Don't know I really that's... look forward to seeing his communication. Thus far, I feel like he's gone from the whole forty chess thing to checkers, right? It, and maybe I'm viewing it through the that lens of, of the left. But when I see him going after Meryl Streep, I think he looks like a fucking jackass. I think most people do. Even some of his supporters are like, oh I mean, I, I really don't think so. He's in so that, easy like, to bait. It's, it's, he's so easy to bait, but also like people, a lot of the people who voted for him really were sick and tired of being beaten over the head with these ham handed, you know, I hate celebrities. We're celebrities and we know best and we dress up and play pretend better than you. And look at me. I played a nurse in this movie. Isn't that profound? I know all about the government and how it should run. And people just think like, no, fuck you. Like you are there to give me a giggle when I turn on Netflix. When I, I turn that off, after, you cease to right? exist. Notice what Meryl like Streep even brought up. She brought up something that happened so long ago that, like, it was at the beginning of the campaign. Like, like I feel like that was during when he was fighting the Republicans. She like that was MMA too. Well, yeah, she she brought it up as it, a roundabout way to bash it. Like that's what pissed me off about it was the whole little elitist, like, oh, you know, I, we you provide the culture. I, I'm sorry, I missed something. What do you mean MMA? MMA. Uh, Meryl Streep. I'm gonna misquote her, but it's something close to like, you know, people have. She was bragging about the arts, and she's like, if it wasn't for this, people would just be doing mixed martial arts, which is not an art at all. Yeah, or football. And then, and then, or football, did she say that too? And then, yeah. and then she got over to Trump. And uh, the MMA community was like, why is she taking shots at MMA? But me, I was like, yeah, but, mixed martial arts isn't an art. It's a sport, and I'm fine with that. It's absolutely oh, it's totally as much an of an art, art Come as on. it is to play pretend. It, if pretending to be a nurse on camera, you don't is think art, throwing a, those, you don't think throwing perfect hard. punches is just as hard as perfect brush strokes. Like there's so much muscle. Ah, oh, come on! He's gonna beat the shit I, I, out of I you mid painting. So it's I actually think throwing hard. perfect punches is in the same league as swinging a baseball bat correctly. Something I can't. Yeah, and the guys who are their best at it are artists. Fucking Ty Cobb was an artist. I think they're athletes. There are a lot of athletes who have gone from athlete to actor. There's never been an actor who's decided, I'm mm -hmm. going to be a professional athlete now. I'm going to go get involved in the lesser arts. You know, <laughs> no, it's, it's ridiculous. I, that's what I didn't like is the whole like, oh, you know, what would you do if you didn't have fucking Sausage Party and U571 and Saving Private Ryan, which I'm kind of all you know, tacitly taking credit for the whole Hollywood community here. You just have a bunch of oafish idiocy in football and MMA. Is it's like, no, this is why people don't like you because you're disconnected. Like now, what? now I know. we hate the like movies and stuff like. No, no, I was. No, no, no I, I hate Hollywood elitists. Yeah, she was being dismissive and shitty to people who like football and, and MMA. Like, I think 
George St. Pierre, whoever, that's the guy I know is being really, really, really good. That guy good is more of an artist, I think, than Meryl Streep. Just you know like why, I think you know Sidney Crosby is more of an artist than Meryl Streep. You know why GSP won't be fighting anytime soon with UFC? Contract negotiations? His Under Armour deal is legit. How good is really? it? Really? He's got a monthly Under Armour deal, that, and, and they cannot compete against it to, to get him to... They can't throw Reebok on him and then throw enough cash at him for him to come fight with them. It's that big. They, it, uh, I, was, I was listening to him talk about it the other day. It's a huh. huge deal that he's got well, Under Armour. Numbers. No, no that's interesting. And I, I also wonder, like, why hasn't Under Armour dropped him? Like, if I signed GSP and he retired, I'd be like, fuck, that sucks. You know, I like, don't know what he does. Like, for uh, all I know, GSP yeah. has, like, one of those Instagrams with four or five million fight fans, and he's on there fucking hitting the speed bag, like, wearing his Under Armour, like, putting together little quick Instagram montages, making, like, basically commercials for uh, Under Armour on a weekly basis. Because it's a monthly deal. Like, he, they, they're, they're getting something. They're getting something from him. I, I don't follow the fighters closely enough for that. Um, I'm looking forward to Joe's fight big time. Yeah, uh, can't wait to see that. To today. And uh, he thought he thinks that BJ Penn's gonna win. He thinks that BJ Penn's gonna He's win. Close to and BJ Penn. I don't know if you know. After the Ultimate Fighter, he went out to Hawaii and trained with him for a while. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Know that. So he has a relationship with BJ Penn and is grateful to the advice and training that he got from him. Um, Okay. You guys, real quick, you guys both said you think he's going to lose BJ Penn this fight. I don't have much I to go BJ on, Penn was... but yeah. <laughs> so, so BJ has he's like the 40-year-old guy, right? Uh, plus. Is it, how old is BJ Penn? I remember oh, we talked about him the other day. 40? He's one of the older ones. I, I had 43 in my head, but he looks 35 or something. He looks good because of his, uh, his, his race. Okay. Um, so he hasn't fought in a couple years. He lost his last fight kind of badly. And pre prior to his last fight that he did lose badly, he was like, oh, I'm going to go see if I still got it. We're going to see. And then he loses and he's like, yes, I don't. But now he here, here he is coming back to fight again. And the dude he's fighting is the guy that I was trying to remember, um, about two weeks ago. He is that Mexican flashy Andy Pettis like badass with like four different kicks that he throws wildly randomly early like this in, in in the fight that i saw like the first round was just a fireworks show of him uh with flying knees and wheel kicks and front kicks to keep distance and just spinning kicks all kinds of crazy stuff very nice very fast punches very entertaining fighter he, he doesn't speak english very well but i didn't give a shit because it was so fun to watch that guy fight so here's the thing bj penn at 155 tremendously successful at 170 not as much i mean he beat matt hughes that's amazing but at 170 his record is not as strong at 155 the guy he's fighting at fights at 145 i don't know where the like i don't know that Penn has made 145 and certainly not lately is it a catch weight or something like what are they doing i i'd have to look it up but what weight class he's in makes a big difference as to how well he does you know, historically so we'll see Maybe he's at the lighter classes and he'll be a monster. You know what? What I heard Joe Lozon or Rogan point out recently about weight cuts and how that can affect a fighter, and I'd never considered it. He he was talking about you know you're dehydrating yourself for that weight cut. Right. Part of that liquid you're losing is that bone brain barrier that's in your head. That mm -hmm. liquid that that cushions your brain from concussions. You're losing a good bit of that, a percentage, some percentage of sure. it during that weight cut, and you're not necessarily getting it back in there pre-fight. 
Um, so, so I never considered that, but that's definitely a thing. That's a thing, it, yeah. It, people find that, it, like, if you if you drain a lot of water out and such, easier to knock you it, out. It can impact your your chin, you know, like like you said. Yeah, so, your uh, brain matter is going to hit the inside of your skull um, harder. It's not going to have that cushion to slow it down. So they and, dehydrate and, themselves so much that their blood brain barrier just yes is less isn't, than it isn't been. girthy enough. Yeah. In some situations, they dehydrate themselves to the point where they have to go to the ER. Um, you know, they'll get they'll be they'll there are guys whether it's for show or for you know just necessity that ended up being drug out of saunas. Um, I, I can. It's just I think the deal is, whenever they see a doctor, sometimes they need a doctor. Sometimes it's terrible. Sometimes I think it's a way out because I'm like. It seems, and this is going to be an extreme example, that I could cut five pounds of water weight, see a doctor, and he's going to be like, you need an IV. Whereas the truth is, I got 10 more to give, right? Look at me. You know? I'm cool <laughs> Why are IVs bad? Oh, um. Are they bad? So they're, they're, they're not, not bad allowed. for health or anything. The oh. reason they're not allowed is that you can use an IV to give yourself a lot of fluids in a hurry and dilute the bad stuff you have. Ah. So, cool. so maybe if you're on testosterone or something, you can take an IV right now, improve cool. your ratio, and pass a test. Glad to hear that because that before, beforehand it was like, well, why are they doing this disservice to the fighters? Like you're making them cut this weight because of the system. And, and look, I can't think of a better system than the current weight-cutting system. Maybe maybe after a fighter has a certain number of fights or, or you, know, you take a, a, a point of time in his career and you say, okay, this is your range of weight – you are not allowed to drop to 145. You are 155 minimum. You can't be walking around at 175 and then trying to fight at 145. That's that's not safe for you. And if you somehow accomplish it and 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 are able to like keep still be there, it's not fair for the 145 pound guy you're that. fighting. He is close to yeah, that. Connor's the walk around at like one. And that's partially why he's the fucking yeah. man. There's so many angles that you can take to be great in one of those weight classes, whether it's being amazing at cutting weight or being a physical specimen, an oddity really, a physical oddity, and that your limbs are extra long so that you could just fucking maintain distance or if you've got those crazy John Joan legs that are like, not like a base, more like nunchucks. Like his knee is the chain and his, le and his leg is a nunchuck. It's the, uh, To this guy that Joe's fighting, Joe Lozon, um, the Polish prodigy. He's a leg lock specialist. Not that that's toe, his only weapon. The, the toe hook, right? Yeah. That's his favorite one? Dude. Yeah. So, so basically what it is, is you lay on your back, you get the guy's leg under your armpit, and you twist it around. And uh, you can go after like, his ankle, but better yet his knee. That way. And the other guy is kind of standing over you. So one of two things happens. Uh, it, it's very injury prone. But your opponent's knee, uh, something about knees, different than arms and necks and stuff. They go from made to fine go the other way. to damaged very quickly. Um, so so the, your knee damage is a, is a risk that Joe's going into. But the risk that the other guy takes, people who go for leg locks get punched in the face a lot, a lot. They're laying on their back and they just fucking, like one of the defenses do a leg lock is smash him in the face a lot until he doesn't want to do leg locks anymore. And Go back and watch that Joe uh, Sanchez fight and look at Joe's stand-up game and look at look at it. Look how clean his punches are. Look how hard they are when they connect because that's what matters. I mean, you can see all, all kinds of crazy shit like this and it doesn't mean anything. Watch when his fist fucks. He fucking hits Diego in the face and the look in Diego's eyes. 
Joe's throwing some pretty, pretty, pretty serious bombs. He's going to fuck this kid up. The thing about that Diego fight in particular is all those punches connected. Like, it, it seems he, like a lot of times. Like 85% accuracy yeah. or something. If, if people there have never done any kind of boxing or fighting or something, and I, I've said this before, I thought I was going to be very accurate as a fighter. Having never, like before I did it, I was like, dude, I have a lifetime of success, like pulling books off shelves, passing salt to my family members. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I'm fucking money on like picking things up and putting them down. Why wouldn't my punches be just as accurate? And then the other guy starts moving around and you realize you don't know your distance. So you're quite the same and there's shoulder rotations. It's, it's way harder than I thought it was going to be based on, on how great I was at passing salt. Um, Joe in that Diego fight, it's like every punch seemed to hit. It was Both of them are moving. But Diego's trying to evade. He's fucking moving to his left, which doesn't seem a good idea. He's moving right into Joe's right, and Joe is just fucking teeing off on him with combos. And when he gets close, I, he throws one uppercut that maybe misses, and it's like Diego was like, oh, God, I'm glad that didn't hit. But then here comes like a cross and like a left. And then it, it was great. Very good fight. I watched it twice last night. I get very um, wrapped up in Lozon fights. Of I course I love Lozon. Yeah. Dude, I, I sit there and think. They like, stress what are you, me out. Are you a bad friend? Should you be in there helping him? Joe's about to get into a fight. No, Joe doesn't want you there. This is really a Joe thing. Yeah, <laughs> like if it were legal, if it were legal, and there was some way that I could like be on the outside and like like throw like a rock at the other guy real hard <laughs> and like beat him in the back of the head, and nobody would see it. Like right, right is like, all right, fight, and he's just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's just, ah, <laughs> coming across it. Uh. I'd do it. I'd fucking, I'd be, I'd be down and down low like they took out Kennedy, right? I'd get the drainage ditch, blow gun. <laughs> Fucking you have to wear yeah. that same Vietnam vet coat you're wearing right now. <laughs> and so when it was like showing the pan of the, the beginning of the fight, it'd see your crazy eyes standing up with a rock as you <laughs> hurl it towards him. <laughs> I, I could just see like Joe and I getting this guy together. Right? Like, Joe! And I got his left throw. leg. Do something. Do something. You know? yeah. While he walks around with me like I'm his kid. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I watched about three or four four of this Polish guy's fights. His name is like Hin or Hand or Hind, something like that. It starts oh. with an H, uh, but um, he's Polish. And, what was uh, your impression? Pretty, are you worried for Joe any more than you were? Um, so this is a dangerous guy. He really, he, he, he's, uh, he's very specialized on the ground. He's got a lot of uh, submission wins. It seems like he goes for a lot of, uh, of, of submissions, but that's Joe's kind of bread and butter, right? Joe's a brown belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Um, he knows how to defend against that stuff, and he's, and I think that Joe's age over this guy is is not as a help rather than a hindrance. This is a real baby faced kid who's been fighting a bunch of Polish amateurs. He's like twenty four and zero at, at, at like Polish amateurs, but we, we, at, at, but he lost to Diego Sanchez, who we were just referring to, that Joe demolished uh, four months back. Um, this kid lost to that guy. Now, of course, mm -hmm. MMA math doesn't work. We always say that, mm -hmm. but it is it, it it is to be noted. I think Joe is going to beat this guy with punches, but there's a very good possibility. I think that Joe that this guy get that, that goes to the ground. Maybe Joe wants it to go to the ground, and uh, although that and uh, and Joe counters a submission attempt, and 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 he submits this guy. There's a good chance this guy, while trying to get some toe hook or some fucking heel lock or something loses his back to joe and gets choked the fuck out Here, or he gets here's my prediction is how i see it going down the guy goes for a leg lock on joe 
Joe either wins by smashing him in the face, or he smashes him in the face so much that submissions become easier to get. I yeah, mean, could knows. get a TK. I mean, it could easily be a TKO first round if this guy goes for some sort of fancy rolling uh, takedown trip type thing, rolling him into a thing. And is Joe, it like, is it Friday? Is it fifteenth? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's the day before the show comes out, so you guys will know if we're right or not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, 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 it, it, if if Joe starts work, if this guy's on his back on the ground <laughs> trying to grab Joe's ankle, and Joe's raining blows down on him, it's gonna be over real fucking quick. Joe hits hard. Joe hits harder than I thought he did. Um, Joe, yeah. Joe, Joe, this will be a good he's fight. He's a professional fighter. I would imagine I mean, he hits I, really hard. Or I, I guess, but he's a submission guy, so you wouldn't think about it as much. Maybe you know, is I, that what you were talking next about? Time I, next time I see Joe, I'm going to let him punch me in the arm. Because uh, I, I was watching Jim Norton, uh, and and whenever they have MMA fighters come in, he fucking lets them give him one. And uh, Uriah Faber fucking knocked the sh- piss out of him. I, <laughs> I thought a little less of Uriah. He hit him so goddamn hard because Jim Norton's a. Did he I mean, hit him kind more of, than once too? Like Jim Norton is like five seven. He's a very small guy, and he's a very sort of a, he's uh, he's kind of a pussy. I love Jim Norton. He's a funny guy, but he's not an athlete. He's a comedian. Okay, yeah. like that's what he's good at. He and, and and he plays into that, and he'd be he he wouldn't be mind he wouldn't mind being called a pussy. He knows a good bit about MMA. He's on that thing with uh what with the other guy. He has an MMA talk yeah. show. Yeah, with Sam. He knows a good Matt Sarah. With Matt Sarah. Yeah, I like that show. It's good. It's 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 nice to have the expert and the comedian who's learning rapidly. Um, but but I saw him taking these punches from guys, and you know they all kind of had this grin, like, oh, we really gonna do this and all. Everybody's cool, right? Because normally when I hit people, you know, I need a lot of okays before I throw the blow. <laughs> okay, for real, for real. Pop. And and they throw a nice clean like cross and and hit him in the shoulder. And every time he's like, oh God. That's a professional athlete, but Uriah Faber hit him ha- hit him hard and fast. Uriah threw a punch like it was like 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 he was trying to knock out a guy who was who had just broke free of his clinch. <laughs> it, was, it was like it was it was like Uriah had the guy, the guy broke free, and then he was throwing a quick punch to like kill the guy right there. He hit him like that. That's not and, the uh, worst example, man. Do, uh, you familiar with Forrest Griffin? Yes. If I have the story right. The interviewer was supposed to either get there the day before or an hour earlier or something. He was late. I, is there... There's a video here of Uriah Faber punching Jim Norton, okay. but please continue the story so, for the time being. Uh, Forrest Griffin was like, all right, you know, you're late or you're, you, know, you came the wrong day. You know, we can do this. We carry on, but I get a leg kick. And, um, and the guy's like, what? He didn't want to, like, he wasn't like, yeah, it's an opportunity for me to feel like what a pro leg kick feels. You know, and, and Forrest is like, no, 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 you'll be fine, you'll be fine. You know, I'm just going to kick you right here, like in the thigh. And, uh, and the guy's like, oh, man. no, like he's, he's, he mm. agrees to do it because the interview is important to him. Like this is his job. This is a thing that he needs to do. Forrest broke his bone. Yeah, he broke his leg kicking him in the thigh. The guy that, get, that was getting kicked was Jeez. he an athlete? What, did he have any training whatsoever? It, it wasn't obvious by looking at him, you know. So like, he didn't even he had no idea like if yeah. he should tense a muscle up or brace himself or position his leg. Right. That's that. I don't like that story actually because Forrest knows his his, his right? tools. He's a heavy, Forrest knows what he is. Champion of the world, right? He's a champion. Yeah. Yeah. He, and, 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 I, I want these guys to – we were talking about the UFC combine a while back. I wish they had heavy bags that had sensors in them, a la Rocky Four, where we kept seeing that 1,000 mm-hmm. pounds per square inch every time I even Dragoff would fucking nail that bag. I want to know 
And, and maybe the reason they don't is because the results would be scary and the results would give data to support the, 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 the cause of anti-MMA. You know, they just got MMA legal in New York. Maybe if we start showing that John Jones can literally kick hard enough to kill a man if, if the man stands there and takes it, uh, we, we start it, it's, we lose sponsors maybe or the sport declines in some way. I, suspect I bet it is. That number's not I, that significant. Like, I, I could be wrong, but I think effectiveness has a lot more to do with like where you hit the guy and whether the guy's prepared, sure. whether the other guy's moving forward, that like hitting a sensor. Any of us here is capable of knocking out Conor McGregor if he stands there, <laughs> positions himself, mm -hmm. and then lets us wind up and maybe, you know when you're going to hit a hit a nail but it's really, and, and you're like, it's like drywall. Like, and damn like, it. <laughs> like, you, you like give it a couple of little taps and you're mm -hmm. like, alright, don't want to fucking get the putty out. So, if, if Conor McGregor stands there and gives gives you this and twists his head a little bit, and I give him all I got right there. He's dropping to the fucking yeah, mat unconscious. The chins, like yeah, and if like, he, um, I'll be gone when he wakes up. It'd help if he closed his eyes, right, so he couldn't prepare for it at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And, and that's not, and that's something that any one of us could do. Any normal man could do. It's just, it's just a physical response. You know, it's 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 just how it works. That's why they're tucking their fucking chin and and fucking. Training to be I a fighter the your whole life. You lives. might have told it where a guy was training with some girl and she clipped him on the chin and knocked him woozy. No, maybe I heard it. Maybe it was probably on the I've, MMA subreddit. I've been knocked woozy several times from little bitty punches. Yeah. Um, there's just just a a left that was just kind of meant to brush that your face really. You know, it definitely mm -hmm. was never going to hit me because of the range, but just getting brushed in the chin, like you said, is a Oh, okay. well, well, all right. Oh, whoa, whoa, hang on. Everything's a little dizzy right now. And like when Scott and I would spar, like it's certainly it. All you gotta do is be like, all right, one, one second, time out. You know, there's plenty of timeouts during our sparring sessions because <laughs> you know we don't really know what we're doing. And there's been, I, I, there, there was definitely one time where we're out in the yard, we're dancing around each other with 16 ounce gloves and mouth guards, but no headgear, and we both throw that hard right cross. And we both connect at the same time, just just, just straight punches to both of our faces. We both fucking fall on our ass, <laughs> sit sit there on our asses, looking at each other, just like, <laughs> let's get. I'm done for the day. How about yeah. you? He's like, I got a headache. Like, it's like on the bright side, we both hit hard enough to knock the other one down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're both happy. I was like, hey man, I, I can hit hard enough to knock you the fuck down, and you can hit hard enough to knock me the fuck down. We both got pounding headaches. Let's get out of here. Like, like. <laughs> I have a new topic. You... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. More. No, no, no. I, I got to so goddamn bad, and then I'm gonna do some ad reads, and uh, right. I await your new topic though. But I, 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 I got to pee. Hmm. I kind of. I've been, I've been one, thinking though. about going to some PKA adult diapers. That's next in the product line. But Chiz has been really dragging his feet on merch, so. All right. Yeah. I'll do a different topic. So someone. <laughs> I online was saying that he wanted us to bring back that where we like choose the girl thing, like which one's the hottest and which one's your type. But I thought that was stupid because we've done it before. Sissy <laughs> <laughs> just linked. Choose your class. Yeah. All right. So these are dogs. And um, <laughs> I, I, I guess which one do you want as your personal pet? I'm trying to get Okay. So there's frame. one. Called so from there's six options. Choose your class. It's six pictures of dogs. One is a dog. It says pyromancer. It's just laying there, and there's fire above it. It's clearly a dog. 
looking at a fire through a window and the window reflection is above the dog. It looks like it's on fire. Then there's a brawler shows two pictures of dogs in a little fist fight. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. A Siberian Husky and look like a Doberman yeah. pincher in some sort of boxing match. There's the assassin. Yeah, the assassin. What's in his mouth? Can you make that out? Is it a uh, knife of some sort? I don't, it looks like, like an arrowhead or something. I have right. no idea what's in his mouth, but he's a pounce. He's one of those. I don't know what that the name of that dog is, but Corgi? it's like a popular internet meme dog and Corgi. it's jumping at you. Corgi. Okay. And then there's shapeshifter in the bottom left, which is clearly a German shepherd where they photoshopped a frog head onto <laughs> it instead of a dog head. And I don't know. What, so I, I guess have that's Doberman pincher and salamander head, but all right, I'll take you. Yeah, okay. it works. Close. <laughs> and then there's the ninja. This is a dog wrapped in a carpet with a knife in its mouth. And then the monk, which is a very small dog in a hoodie under a blanket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so which of these dogs would you pick to be your pet? Oh, um, like which one? Which I, one would you? I, I can't trust pirate romancer. I mean, look at his eyes. Like he's gonna mm. get upset if you don't. You come home in time and feed him. He's gonna light everything on fire. I don't want the brawler. I certainly don't want the assassin. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, these are all dogs. You don't want to actually upset it. I'm gonna go with the monk. Yeah, he's I'm chill like, as fuck and he's got accessories. I like yeah. the brawler. That 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 dog looks to me like the Whoa. one I most want to pal with. He's, do, he's doing that John Jones eye poke, you can see. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. these fights dirty. Oh, I was just finding my distance, that's all. Boink! <laughs> the ninja might be my second favorite on this it, list. My, my, uh, one of my, like, most, the thing I want to see the most, right, mm -hmm. is John Jones to come back and fight somebody, and I want to see him go for that eye poke, and I want to see them go, yeah, 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 like the fucking three stooges, throw up the fucking <laughs> hand and like, like block that shit, and <laughs> like, I, like I, I, I want that so bad. I think one of his yeah. opponents did that to him on Instagram, like, you know, I've been training for John Jones, and you know, bust up with that yeah. thing. Fucking put some swimming goggles on or something, like, that guy's, I don't like that, where, I want, that I thing I said the other day, going? maybe it's... I, what I want for him is to do that, and like, ten seconds into the first round, the ref to be like one point, one point, one point, and then he has to fight yes. without that technique. I would love that. I would love that. I, I like it when they take a fucking point. It 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 it, it sets shit straight. These warnings don't mean anything. If I'm a fighter, yeah, you warn me all you want. I'm gonna hurt him so bad in round and he beat me in round one. This is a three round fight. If I don't cripple him in round two, then it's all fucking over for me because I can't knock him out. And, and that kind of mindset lends itself to guys fighting dirty and poking people in the fucking eye. Because if you blind the guy in the second round and he can't continue, you fucking win. If you blind the guy in the second round and he can't see your left coming or he can't see your right coming or he can't see that wheel kick coming or he can't see that spinning back fist or whatever eye you've blinded, You've won the fight again. It's it's horse shit. I don't like that. You shouldn't be blinding people in fights. No more than you should be. There was a back in the old Olympia days, you know, the original Olympics, there was a wrestler who was unbeaten. Uh, you know, um, Greco-Roman wrestling was one of the original Olympic sports. Though they're just talking about taking him out of the Olympics. There's a whole campaign to save that. Um, but but his technique, the, the reason he was unbeaten for so many years was he broke fingers. He broke fingers. He would get people in a lock and, and break fingers one after another yeah, until, until they, they gave up. Until and then they he'd submitted. Be like, I win. Yeah. And wow. after a while, they said, no more finger breaking. <laughs> you know? Like, like, and in the same regard, I don't want John Jones poking people in the eye because it doesn't show me what I want to see. And that is skillful, skillful martial artists 
sending their, you know, their, their combination of fucking judo and karate and jujitsu and wrestling and and uh, muay thai and and the guys who are able to combine that all shake it up together and utilize the perfect punch the perfect kick at the perfect time those guys are cool anderson silva guys like that in their prime on top of that there's rules against it which is part of the issue like like if you said hey john jones kicks opponents when he's down if that was the rule for both fighters then it'd be a fight you know like i I can get on board with that but the fact that it's He's getting away with eye pokes. Well, that's just crap. You know, the other fighter's not doing eye pokes. Maybe this would have gone down differently if they were both eye pokers. But I here it is. Other... Here's uh, Leon Tiskos. <clears throat> Leon Tiskos of Messine was also a noted champion. Uh, he was not known for his good wrestling skills, but for his superior finger bending skills. <laughs> he was able to bend right up to the point of disqualification and won two championships with this technique. <laughs> Jesus, what what year is this? Oh, uh, like uh, four hundred BC. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, this is the original Olympics. Back in black and yeah. white. Yeah, they they. I mean, it makes sense. Like the Olympics won. You're not going to get every rule right. Yeah, you know, it's going <laughs> to take you a couple of years to figure out. All right, you know this. Cretan is just breaking people's fingers. We got to change the rules. Oh, this marathon's actually really boring. We shouldn't keep doing that as an event. Uh, nobody ever thought that. Nobody ever got that to their head. Still do well, that. Well, that one was more. That one was more rooted into their society because you knew you had that runner running from yeah, uh, from from marathon to back to Athens, and he, he gets there and he screams Nike, Nike. and he drops <laughs> fucking dead. Nike is Greek for victory yeah. because they had won the battle and the homeland was safe, and with it all, democracy from that <laughs> moment forward was safe. Without that, without that moment, we're not here. We're a bunch of fucking socialists, maybe run by some empire based out of Mesopotamia. So, yeah, I keep running that fucking marathon. I, I, mean, I, I don't know sure my history, but did the lesser societies, like the Mongols, did they yell Adidas or something? Like, no, they said, just do it. Reebok. <laughs> Skechers, it's the S. You know? <laughs> well, I'm not very catchy people, the Mongols. <laughs> All right, I got yeah. another topic. It sounds yeah, political, but it wasn't meant to be. Oh, let me do my ad read, please. Okay. Uh, let me tell everyone about uh, Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> I think I might have some new information from Dollar Shave Club, perhaps some new savings. We shall see at the end of this read. Dollar Shave Club, it's no secret. We love their razors. We always get a close, smooth shave, and you can't be the convenience or the price. We used to choose between settling for a cheap bag of disposables or paying our paying out our nose for a razor with a laser pointer and 17 blades. Awful. Then Dollar Shave Club broke onto the scene with a smarter choice. Before Dollar Shave Club, there was no middle ground. It was either save money and get a painful shave from a disposable razor, or uh, which which felt like shaving with a piece of glass, or pay a fortune for the latest shave breakthrough that I didn't need, like a laser chin detector or 15 or 20 blades. Dollar Shave Club is the best of both worlds. You get a premium shave quality at the disposable shave price. If you haven't tried uh, Dollar Shave Club yet, you're missing out. It's an amazing shave at an amazing price. There's no smarter choice on the market, and right now they're giving away a one-month trial of any of their razors for just $1 with free shipping. And after that, it's just a few bucks a month. There's no long-term commitments, no hidden fees, and you cancel whenever you want. You get $1, uh, excuse me, get your $1 trial at dollarshaveclub.com slash pka that's dollarshaveclub.com slash pka it's very important you use that url because that is going to get you a one dollar razor and a, a month free with free shipping 
that's awesome. Uh, I'm a big fan of them. That really is all I shave with. Um, I can't say uh, enough good things about them. We get it every month. They hooked us up with some free stuff when they first started working with us. We used it all up and then just became customers. That's exactly yeah. what we did. Like I, I, I am now a paying customer of Dollar Shave Club. Big fan. I uh, wouldn't go back. Yeah. Uh, let me let me uh, tell everyone a bit about CISO. Um, I use CISO a good bit. CISO is the place for comedy. They won't tell you how amazing they are, but we will. CISO is amazing. It's comedy for comedy nerds by comedy nerds. CISO is spelled S-E-E-S-O, and it is the new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, hand-picked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, and more. Bingeable comedy anytime, anywhere. CISO. Every episode of Saturday Night Live ever including new episodes the day after they air, if you want all those wonderful Donald Trump parodies. The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and The Late Show with Seth Meyers the day after they air. And they even have classics like 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, and uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Even British comedies like The Original Office with Ricky Gervais, the entire Monty Python catalog, which I freaking love, The IT Crowd, and Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge. Uh, Critically critically acclaimed originals and exclusive content like Harmon Quest, which of course is made by Dan Harmon, the guy who makes uh, Rick and Morty. Uh, I've been watching that a little bit. It's it's pretty witty. It's pretty fun. Uh, As well as Funny as Hell. That's another show. Um, if you're serious about comedy, you have got to try CISO. You stream it anytime, anywhere, on virtually any device. CISO is ad-free, like I said before, and it's much cheaper than any other service, really. It's, it's just $3.99 per month. That's less than you paid for that latte or that artesian cold-brewed coffee that you're holding right now. And uh, right now, our listeners can get CISO for free for two whole months when you use promo code PKA at checkout. Just go to SEESO.com right now. To sign up for two months for free with promo code PKA at checkout. That's CISO.com, promo code PKA. If you don't use our code, you only get one month for free. What a shame that would be. So make sure you use the promo code. Get your two months for free at CISO and enjoy some wonderful comedy and streaming services. Two months is a lot of months for free. That is. Yep. And you only get the second one if you use our code. So don't forget that. You, you, if you pick up CISO right now, you make it all the way through Black History Month. You're good. Yep. It's not a long month, but it's an important one. Well, it's a leap year, isn't it? Oh, I, I, I never know. I have no idea. I never know until February Olympics, 28th. It just passed the leap year? Am I wrong? I don't know. I, it, I, I heard someone say something of a, uh, about it the other day, but it was just in passing. There's got to be a better way. Was, yeah, corresponds with the Summer oh, Olympics. Okay. Yeah. There's got to be a better way to do that. The There's not. Thing. There's not. Really? We're already set in our ways here. Let's. You're gonna. Stick. You're gonna. I was gonna say you're gonna piss off a lot of computer programmers or employ a lot of computer programmers because they'll <laughs> yeah, have to fix got... a lot of shit. <laughs> it, it's so That's easy just, okay. just to just to add one whole day every four years to like make the balance the scales of the entire planet that we just really shouldn't mess with that. The rules I, I are mean, more complicated than that. I, I, I have to look it up. I, I had to work with this once. Um, it's like every four years, unless the year is a century year, but it does count. It, oh yeah. All right. So it's every four years, which is the part people know. But if the year is divisible by 100 and not divisible by 400, it's also that year. 
but if it's divisible by 100, they're uh, so, so for example, 1600 and 2000 are leap years, but 1700, 1800 and 1900 are not leap years. It's not every four years. Every century, you don't do it unless it's every fourth century, which you do do it. I don't know what I was writing that they thought this was going to be an issue, huh. but yeah. They were really getting ahead. This must have been after Y2K. But we're like, look, <laughs> yeah, when the right? year 2550 comes along and we need to get this shit straight, <laughs> you're the one they're going to blame if it's not right. And you're like, I, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna be here. Yeah, we're gonna you dock your pay. Cromulans. It's not that simple. Yeah, <laughs> Cromulans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you won't get your food cut chip that day. Yeah, it's every I'll fourth speak. year, unless it's a hundredth year, and then unless again it's a four hundredth year. Hmm. Weird. Well, alrighty then. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Uh, and then they just add seconds and shit every so often. So that's. Yeah, you get elite seconds. That's that's that, more that, like a chef, though. You know, a dash of seconds here. That's just like if until it feels right. Yeah, until you've got to like get a missile to launch the correct way, or or coordinate something like that, or or like get two pieces of a spacecraft to to join up, and their computers aren't exactly right, and then then a bunch of people die. Those leap seconds might come in handy. Might be a big deal. Probably. I don't even like thinking about how complicated everything is to keep everything going because it just really opens your eyes to like man if all of society crumbled and i had like 30 versions of myself to work with to get it back going like to learn stuff it'd be like there's no chance there's a zero percent i could go to the library and find a book that says how to turn the electricity back on or whatever the fuck it would say and i still couldn't figure it out like do you I think, think we could yeah, we, so we could look. We're it's not so going to we're not going to go to Lake Kiowa nu uh, nuclear plant and get that bad boy fired up, right? But I feel like a group of intelligent individuals could, without engineering training per se, could could sit down and read some literature if it were available in that time, and and maybe figure out how to how to get the the the, the early workings of electricity back up and running. There's certainly plenty of fuel laying around, plenty of infrastructure laying around. So hopefully. Unless, I guess it depends on what kind of disaster we're talking about. If it's some sort of like, uh, you remember that movie uh, Escape from Los Angeles with uh, Russell, uh, I mean with Kurt Russell? At the end of it, he uses this uh, global super weapon that, that uses all these satellites in orbit to basically EMP the whole planet permanently so that, that no electricity will ever work on the planet. And, uh, and I started thinking like, shit. If that happened, like how do you get going again? Because like you can't even get up there to turn it off, right? Like you got to start building some like conventional cannons and like a kick, very kick, large kick, ladder. Kick, 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 kick. <laughs> you got to be like aiming fucking cannons at those satellites, hoping you're gonna hit one. Let me like... introduce you to the Trebuchet subreddit. <laughs> <laughs> those things are orbiting at like 300 miles. Ah, uh, you know, like some math involved. Stones. I'll grant you that. <laughs> yeah. Now that was the original idea. There was a guy, you know, when the when in the beginning of the space program and everything, when launching satellites, we were trying to figure out how we're going to do this which you know designing the coming up with the rocket designs whether we want the 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 the, the multi-rocket systems like the soviets used or we wanted to uh, 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 fewer rockets i think i think the saturn 5 maybe uses five or something like that but anyway it's very expensive to get that satellite into outer space and there was this one guy that said well shit why are you using rockets and liquid fuel no let's build a cannon an enormous cannon so goddamn big that we have to bury it because the barrel couldn't even be supported. So they did. They built this gigantic fucking cannon. 
And the idea was to shoot the satellites into space. But it, it, it never got the funding, and it didn't work out. But, but I think it would have worked. They, they say I it would have worked. I worried that the acceleration would be, like, these satellites would better not be it? fragile. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that. Uh, you, uh, 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 I was going to say the fastest um, theoretically moving human-motivated object ever. Do you know what that is? Ooh. Maybe I phrased that, like, really poorly. But the, the fastest the thing that people have ever made go, Voyager. you know what it is? Voyager or something? Uh-uh. Both picked Voyager. Okay, well, we should, God damn it, we should have picked a different one. Nah, that's it, the other one uh, I know. They were doing a nuclear test, and um, on it was an underground nuclear test, and on top there was like this, like, uh, like sewer type lid. You know, those big, thick, heavy sewer, uh, sewer. Uh, yeah. You know, the Ninja Turtles are always popping up through them. Anyway, one of those is launched straight manhole up by cover. manhole cover. cover, a manhole cover was accelerated to a theoretical speed by the nuclear blast and never recovered. They just did the math and they said, yeah, we've never made anything go that fucking fast before. Like, we didn't measure it. We didn't have a chronometer on it. Nobody certainly saw it, but we can do the math here and see that, yeah, nothing has ever went that goddamn fast before because of us. Where did it end up? Just in space? I don't know where it ended up, and I don't think they do either. Now, the the next fastest thing we're going to make, uh, Stephen Hawking and the and the guys over at NASA are uh, coming up with this very tiny spaceship that they're going to send to fucking Alpha Centauri to the the, the nearest uh, star, right? It's uh it it, it travels. They were talking, to, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about that, and they were saying like, oh, is it going to be a spaceship? And he's like, oh, that's a little generous, almost like a chip. Like it's a- going to be th- it's going to be the size of like. A serial square, like it's, it's a very like quadcopter. They're actually harder to fly when they're smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Straight line. <laughs> I don't remember how fast it's going, Smashes but it's going this thing like my kitchen it's ceiling. like one tenth the speed of light or something. It's incredibly fast. How fast this thing is going to go? Um, uh, so so I, I found that interesting. You know, I, I, I I like that stuff. I, I wish I do with it. I think maybe it can send signals back despite its small size, and and maybe it could uh, tell us something about an Earth-like planet that's there. They keep fi- they keep finding all these Earth-like planets that are in the quote-unquote Goldilocks zone, which is right, you know close right. enough to the sun to be to be warm and uh, far enough to still have liquid water, etc. Um, and you know produce oxygen and all that stuff. But I, I wish there was some way. It, would you guys freeze yourselves if you knew that you know you could be unfrozen at any time? If I'm terminally ill, I would. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about at all. I'm saying, like, there's a store next to Starbucks downtown that's completely reputable, and if you give them $100,000, they will freeze you in a thing, and they will wake you up with zero side effects at any date of your choice. No, because you can't go back. Don't want like, to. You'd just, you'd just, like, you'd wake up, and I think immediately the feeling of, like, I'm in the same place, but this isn't my world. Nobody knows me. I don't know anyone. People have forgotten about me. Like, I don't belong. Like, I think very quickly it would go from, wow, TV shows are crazy in the future, to I'm so lonely, I'm just going to kill myself. Like, I think I, I, I make myself some, uh, some some conservative investments, sell everything I own, uh, freeze myself for 150 years. I think that's how long it's going to take before space. You're going to wake up and the Zune is going to be the big thing. <laughs> 
Finally. God damn it. <laughs> They've got me naked in the Museum of Art. They're just just I've just been there like my cock on display for a hundred years. Just like like I'm modern art. <laughs> like I wake up and I'm just like and a bunch of kids are fucking taking pictures with their, I don't know, their earphones or whatever they've got by then. No, they're just blinking real hard. It's like Rick and Morty. I am not staring at you. I am a photographer. Please act naturally. I am not staring at you. I am a photographer. Please act naturally. Do they just even staring. have like, uh, like, like, you know how they give names to the ancient people? Like Lucy, they'll be like, ah, the Georgian. You know? <laughs> <laughs> An ancient man. Look this at ancient prime. Taylor, you said no. I need to do it as I, a I group. I, I, like, I'm thinking about this. So I've got this motivation. If we jump forward far enough, Colin might get better, right? But like, how do we do this? Because I don't want to be like, all right, 150 years. <laughs> Sorry, Hope. We're effectively dead for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, freeze them all. Yeah, yeah. So then it's like, well, all right, so when do we want to freeze Hope, right? She's about to head into college, right? Well, Freeze her right now because her college education will be worthless in the right, future. Right, right. It's a college education. Well, is her high school education going to be worthless? Or do you think yeah, those no, fundamentals will carry on? Uh, those fundamentals will carry on. You know, math and fucking reading, writing. I mean, well, we may be speaking fucking Spanish or something, but she'll pick that up, you know. Yeah, geography might change. Yeah. Uh, be less the fewer states to memorize now. Like, like, dude, like all those, like all those right post states went away. Investment. Like, dude, getting rich is incredibly easy, right? Any moron can do it. Getting rich in any like reasonable amount of time is very difficult, right? That's the challenge. Anyone can invest like ten dollars in the S and P five hundred, wait ten thousand years, and be mega rich, right? That's mm-hmm. easy. Uh, you can speed things up if you can find a grand. But, you know, so if, Vampire Woody would be do very well financially. You know, if I could live 500, 750 years, something like that, then that would be a piece of cake. But uh, actual Woody, you know, you got to get rich while you're still young enough. That's, that's the challenge. That's the trick. You know what it eventually become, like, the smart financial choice was to freeze yourself and buy timeshare bonds or whatever the hell. But then, of course, that becomes its own kind of Ponzi scheme when everyone's traveling through time and there's, like, 60 people left trying to keep everybody's machines up and running. Oh, like fuck that. that. I start unplugging you guys and take your investments. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're and- just a serial killer. I, I, I'm sitting there on the outside. I invented the machines. I'm like, you see this? All these people th- th- thought that they found a way to get rich long term. I found out how to do it short term. <laughs> jump, jump, jump. That <laughs> is the risk. You think you'll have a lot of money in Oh, the power went out. Shows. Oh, no. Oh, it must have been a surge. <laughs> yeah, the one like time machine guy comes in and it smells like a freezer that's been left open all night. Oh, uh, oh, oh speaking of that, here I got. The uh, my outdoor freezer, and this is a freezer that's the size of a normal refrigerator. Like it's a, it's okay. a it's an it's a it's a vertical standing one, not one of the uh, horizontal ones where you like open it up like a big chest. Um, but it's the size of like a classic refrigerator, uh, and it has a bottom uh, drawer and a top opening swinging uh, door. You know, it has both of those, but it's a freezer. There's no refrigeration aspect. It's all freezing. It's it's meant to keep meat frozen outside. It's in my garage. It stopped working at some point. Don't know when. <laughs> Don't know when. But I'm going to tell you, there's about 85 pounds of deer meat in there. There's uh, a couple of pheasants. Uh, there's a whole bunch of British sausage. Uh, a few frozen pizzas. 
a couple bags of ice so you know it's moist. And it has been in there, rotting and uh, emulsifying and, and just doing whatever it does for about two and a half months now. Yes. And uh, my, my initial response was to duct tape the fuck out of it shut. Okay. You know, we don't want anybody. That trash man is. Man, I don't know what to do. I, like, 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 I, it maybe throw it away, right? Now, I've had this, I've had this happen once before, and what we did was we like duct taped it shut, wheeled it out of the basement, and used a tractor with forks on it to like mm-hmm. pick the whole thing up and then carefully drive it way out into the middle of a field and then cut the tape and then upend it. And I vomited from the smell 40 yards away. 40 yards away, I was bent over vomiting. And this has been years back. And then my brother-in-law comes over like two months later and sees the deep freeze out in the field. And he's like, what's that doing? It broke? What are you going to do, blow it up? We're like, no, that had a bunch of frozen deer meat and burger and a whole turkey. And it, 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 it rotted and turned rancid. He's like, well, does it still work? We're like, maybe. He went and washed that thing up, took it home, and uses it. Like, that's the same guy who ran the pressure washer. That guy don't give a fuck. That that's a very done. industrious guy right there. That guy yeah. gets shit done. <laughs> uh, me, on the other hand, I'm, I'm probably going to find somebody to help me lift that thing up and toss it right into the dumpster because, God, the stink in there. I haven't smelled it, but I've been, I know what is in there, and I know what that smells like, and it's, I mean, it might as well be a dead body in there. It's, it's 80 or 90 pounds of rotten, mm-hmm. rotten animal flesh. It's, it's, it's so disgusting. That's disappointing because it's a yeah. lot of wasted meat. Yeah, a lot of wasted meat, right? That's a shame. I ate something. It, I gave us free weekend. meat. I, uh, so I went power paramotoring in Florida. There's like this fly-in. Uh, Aviator PPG, you guys might remember him. Anyway, he, uh, he held an event down there, and I'm just sitting, chilling, hanging out with friends, and someone came along with alligator, which I had never eaten. And she's like, do you want it? You know, it's alligator. And I was like... It just seemed like a life experience to me. So I had some. I had a bunch, you know, like. Fried? Yeah, like deep fried kind of. Yeah. But I definitely. Like popcorn chicken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I expected it to taste like chicken. I went into it prepared with the taste like chicken. Jokes doesn't. Doesn't taste like chicken. Uh, it's closer to some sort of. There's a, a fish aspect of, of alligator. Definitely tasted like fish. Um. But, you know, not as, like, fish is a, you smush it, it turns into some sort of paste or something. like Flaky. Yeah, this was, like, maybe fish with the consistency of a chicken. Yeah. I've had yeah. it before, but I barely even remember what it tastes like. I remember there was a dipping sauce, so that was probably it's, making it it's better. It's more cool that you're eating alligator than, like, oh, wow, what a cacophony of flavor in my mouth. Right, right. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I really need to add alligator to my daily diet. No. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, it's just I look at who the, the real list. Look at who the real king is here. Yes, you know? apex predator, baby. Alligator's not going to get me, probably. Like. <laughs> There were alligators out there. So so you launch from this airport that, that his uh, business is set up on, and then there's this big, like, field. There's all these cows, all these cows. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, if it's a gigantic, like, I'm going to make up numbers, 75,000-acre cattle ranch, there aren't alligators all over it, but there are. People are like, there's alligators and bald eagles, and it was a pretty neat place to fly. Probably really not good. to crash. But 
No, definitely no, that's an immediate. Flying. Imagine if like you fall into like a Florida bog. It's not like where you are. We're like, I'm a little wet. It immediately becomes like, oh, fuck, fuck. There's something in here. There's something under my feet. Something touched my foot. And you're, oh, that's yeah. my nightmare. That is my nightmare is being trapped in like a swamp or even worse in the middle of the ocean somewhere. And just knowing that there's yeah. some, there's some bullshit animal that I have no business being close to that is going to kill me on a whim is just for fun, just to try it. Lassophobia. I, I, there's a subreddit about that. Have you been to it? Lassophobia. That's the name of it. Oh, yeah. that sounds familiar. It sounds like we might have brought this up. Where you're we afraid haven't. of deep water or something? It's all, it's, it's all about the deep. It's, it's all about fear yeah, like of the deep, dark, murky water and what's down there. And, and there's often photos that show, you know, the tiny human doing their swimming thing. And beneath it is a kraken who's just the size of a house or something. And it's just sort of this idea that when you're out there in that deep, dark, murky water that you are no longer on top of the food chain and God knows what could be down there. And that that's a very terrifying thing to me. I've had nightmares where I was like scuba diving in murky water and like went into full panic mode in the nightmare and just such an overwhelming panic attack like feeling when I woke up. Very, very, I'm very afraid of that. I would much rather fight a tiger than have to fucking go underwater and do battle with something. When I'm out there with a friend, not the slightest bit lassophobic, assuming that's the word. You know, then I, I swam just nothing till I can hardly see land anymore than come back. I've been surfing hours and hours and hours with a group. No big deal. The moment I'm solo, it sinks in. It's like everything is a shark. Every little, yeah. like, you know, like you're out there. It's, there's waves. You're surfing, you know, and little white water like ripples happen. And uh, that's understandable when I'm with a group. When I'm alone, they're all unexplained, like sharks, like thrashing <laughs> on the surface and stuff like that. It's yeah, it gets. And I you. saw somebody got bitten recently that had one of those shark deterring bracelets on. So bullshit on that. A shark deterring bracelet. Yeah, Does it just taste bad. <laughs> <laughs> Does it um, say mean things like go away? I don't. Away? I don't know if it's chemical. Get out of here. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I don't know. I, I would imagine a it's picture of a chemical. shark with the circle in the line. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> it's designed to hurt it's sharks' feelings. Just, just like those gun control signs. Like a I can't believe there was a shooting bracelet. here. It's a gun-free zone. Right. Like <laughs> you put the, you put the shark-free zone signs out there on the fucking beach in South Africa. Africa. Everybody's shocked when people start getting mauled. <laughs> oh, let's talk about the Fort Lauderdale shooting and then and then get our uh, our guest in, I guess maybe. Okay. Is there any? Oh, he's ready. The Fort okay. Lauderdale yeah. Shooting. Yeah. Was so that basically, was that today? Uh, two days it's ago, three days ago, thing, right? something like that. So basically, what happened? Um, this gentleman, uh, Eduardo something or another, um, flew from Alaska to uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And uh, he had a handgun checked in his luggage legally. Um, you know, you, you get there, you say, hey, I have a weapon to declare. Mm -hmm. They open it up, they look at it, they make sure that it's not, like, locked and loaded. And, uh, you know, they lock it up in a special way. They, they put it away, and then when you, you land, you get it back. So, well, so he got his... Clear, you can put a gun in your checked luggage, but not your carry-on. That's the rule, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. I hope I didn't say carry-on. I don't um, think so, it, but I... So he gets to Florida, he retrieves his weapon, he goes into a bathroom, he loads it, and then he goes on a shooting spree there at baggage claim, uh, you know, where all the carousels are. He killed five people, uh, I believe he injured eight more. Uh, when he ran out of ammunition, he placed the weapon on the ground, waited for the police to come, and a Fort La Lauderdale uh, sheriff's deputy arrested him took, him, took him in. He's being very cooperative, 
telling them, you know, what what happened and everything. He is a crazy person. He thinks the U.S. government has been making him watch ISIS videos. Um, so we, it's it's an absolute lunatic. Uh, CNN made me. I turned CNN off, CNN off. They upset me so much over this because, uh, of course, they were like, "Oh, we need some new legislation. You can just you can just fly with a gun. You can just freely travel these United States with your weapon." Oh, I can't believe this. Oh, and, and it's like they made it, <laughs> they they made it seem like you were able to fly. And they always do this. They twist the facts, just like with the gun show loophole, right? They made it seem as if when you fly in. That like it's in your carry-on that you have this thing in the airport just because you went through some sort of uh, uh, initial process. In reality, the place where you retrieve your weapon is not a gun-free zone by any means. It's the it's the well, first part of the airport that you walk into. I I think the whole airport you're not allowed to have a gun. Right? Then how do you fly with guns? You got to get your gun into the airport. Well, actually, you might. Uh... You might have got me there. I, I, yeah, if you can, if it's in a checked bag, you can bring yeah. guns to the airport. You can bring it right in your box. You're, um, you're right, but I swear there's signs at my airport that say you can't have guns. I don't you can't carry. You, you can't. You can't strap yourself. You can't be concealed carrying, but you can certainly transport your weapon into the airport for the purposes right. of. You know, if you're going on a hunting trip, let's say you know we're and and, and you know you're going to Alaska to to shoot big game, you need your rifle. I guess you know you go in with your rifle in a case. Gun free zone light. Like, you know, it, it's not like a street where I can just carry a gun, but it's also not like a mall where I can't have it at all. Like, it's yeah. somewhere well, in and, between. And the, the, the main point, though, that there is that any legislation that we might put in, let's just say they said, oh, yeah, no more. F it doesn't matter because he could have walked right in the front door right. with anything and everything. Anything and everything from his in his bag. We're all walking in the airport with huge bags, big roller bags. That's what happened overseas in Turkey, maybe, with the airport bombing. They had those, uh, oh, I don't want to say the type of explosive. They had those homemade explosive bombs in bags with kill switches, uh, dead man switches. You let go, and then it explodes. Those guys roll in with a roller bag in one hand and a gun in the other, kill as many as they can, and then when someone takes them out, they fall dead, and an enormous bomb goes up. You can't stop that. You have to... Do the only way they're going to stop what happened in Fort Lauderdale, not like it happens every fucking day, right? This is the first time we've ever, ever, ever had something exactly like this happen. The only way to stop that is to go to a system like they have in fucking Israel, where the inspection, where the searches begin before you even get to the airport. You're driving down the road. Oh, let's all stop at the stop point right here. Everybody here is heading to the airport. They all need to be searched before they start getting into a crowd getting into a line full of people to start checking their bags. It's too late by that point. But I've heard so, um, yeah. the Israel security is, it's real interesting. First of all, it takes more talent to be an Israeli security guy. Like in America, yeah, they're not the TSA. <laughs> yeah. In America, they just hire some lowest common denominator dude. They give them a tool that, that gives them x-rays and they look for shit. That's our, we're not exaggerating for, for the, I, I don't know if this is a global, uh, global thing that, that globally people are aware. The TSA, the people, the, the like security, at our airports in America, the ones who like make sure bags don't have weapons in them and that you know we don't have three ounces of liquid or more, they are terrible. They are McDonald's level employees. Yeah. And, that, and I'm not exaggerating. I was looking for a description. McDonald's level is yeah. ideal. That it's so think about that. who's working at McDonald's, maybe some. I, I can't even say anything. I, I feel like I'm bad, but you just lowest common denominator. The you know, stripe of society, the, the McDonald's staff, that 
that's who's unsophisticated, uneducated, dull people. Uh, like, like you, you know, you, the, that's They're what they people are. People who shouldn't I've, have the authority to ruin entire vacations for you. They shouldn't <laughs> have the authority over a fucking dog. They, their authority should stop at tartar sauce. I was gonna say, I will grant them French fry authority. I think that, like, that's where they should be. And uh, so, anyway, uh, what was I saying? That oh, oh, but in Israel. Like, they ask telling questions. They ask some guy, like, hey, are you Jewish? And he says, yes. And they're like, all right, where was your bar mitzvah? And the guy was like, huh, that's a pretty clever question because someone who's not Jewish wouldn't be able to, like, really come up with the snappy answer. They, you know, they would, it would be, I don't think I could. Like, where, Taylor, where was your bar mitzvah? You got one handy? Uh, Karish Shalom. Is that a real thing? No. <laughs> but it was. Uh, it sounds Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm Jewish, I might see through that. Yeah, but if it was someone from Israel, they would be like, uh, "Yeah, you're making that up." What do you, how do you know? Because I'm a Jew. Yeah, right. Because oh, you damn spoiled. Right. <laughs> I didn't anticipate you'd know Hebrew better than my fake Hebrew. Because you just said that your bar mitzvah was it like chicken feet, and that's yeah, not a right. thing. <laughs> but uh, um, anyway, they were then you tell you tell of... some terrible story about how the Palestinians like killed your rabbi on the day of your mm-hmm. your 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 bar mitzvah and how since then you've vowed vengeance against their they'll be like all oh, right fucking stamp fucking <laughs> but, <laughs> like, like, move along so they catch you like miles from the airport they interview you they ask you questions that require some level of thinking they're not all standard questions that you could prepare for um that's that's a big part of their security layer whereas here it's like hey did someone else pack your bag Oh, you got me. Like, I can't possibly imagine how to get past this one. It's it's the illusion of security. That's what we do here. Security theater. Uh, yeah. What's, uh... You know what they could ask? They could be like, what's your favorite American TV show? Oh. Um... Actually, they probably know that. I 24! Just, yeah. I like MacGyver. He always yeah. finds a way to blow something up. No matter what you give him. Huge fan of 24. Right. Especially the torture. The power drill. <laughs> the power drill. Remember oh, that when he broke out the power drill? Tell me where they are! Drilling into his fucking uh, top of his leg. Yeah, you don't want anybody torturing you with a fucking power drill. No, you do not. All right, so we've got Blaze on. Hey, hey. Uh, everyone can see me? Am I good? Right. Yeah. It's a little Okay, how are my audio levels? You can... You hear me all right? Yeah. Good. yeah okay, perfect. They're good. So I told everyone to take a close look at, at, at what is most likely a better hairline than mine before we started. I, yeah, okay. I, I, think you're, I think you're representing today, man. I, I, I got oh, to give it to you. Yeah, I can try. I'll, I'll move this over so I'm not looking over to the side. But yeah, I, uh, I just got it cut. It's a little bit shorter than I had for a while. Uh, uh, did you go to Black actually, Rubber? <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't get any like lineups along my head. But uh, yeah, I um, I had my hair pretty long. It was down like around here, and then I had it the same kind of like going back. But uh, I just got it, just got it cut a little bit shorter, so now it's down to like here. I've, but, I have uh, no bravery when it comes to hairstyles. I went from just shaving my hair, not realizing I looked like a Nazi, to just yeah. now just standard push the hair over guy. Look, I I don't have. I just, if I tried to do that with my hair, everyone would be like, look at that big headed asshole. Look at that <laughs> idiot over there. That owl head. Like, that, you just looks like a, a special... Q tip. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like a Q tip. Yeah, I don't know how the, uh, you know, 
how long hair like uh, fat vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know how the the volume look necessarily works with every every face shape um but i, I mean for me th this works i had uh, i had it spiked for way too long and uh and so then i switched over to just kind of growing it out and eventually it got to the point where it, it was a weird phase where i realized I, I shouldn't grow it out anymore because, like, at first I had a goal of this is how long I want my hair to be. And then uh, once I got to that point, I didn't really realize I had already reached the hair goal. And then You're it like just kept getting longer and more hard play, to do. Right? Did <laughs> yeah. People know kid and play. I used to wear mine like Kyle's, maybe a little shorter on the sides, but basically it's combed. And uh, I went to a different barber. I was going to a friend's wedding, PKA Dan's wedding. And uh, she kind of, like, did this flippy thing in the front and said it was more modern. And I've just been doing it ever since. That's how it yeah. got there. Mine a little fucked up. I took a nap right before the show. When I got up, it was like <laughs> like crazy. And I was like, ah, shit, I gotta do something. I, I hadn't cut it in three months before yesterday. Uh, it probably didn't show because I like brush it all straight back. But like when I would get out of the shower and like three brush straight down. Lot. Yeah. That is a long time. That's no yeah. joke. It was this long. My hair was this long, long and you couldn't even fucking tell. Like, like my bangs came down to like below my nose when I brushed them straight down. But it was like a whole thing, like keeping all. When I would brush it straight back, my bangs went all the way back to the back of my fucking head. Yeah. So I had like this solid thing. I'm starting to look like Mac from It's Always Sunny or some kind of a super villain. So I went in yesterday and got a haircut. And I feel so much better. I know. So I, didn't get a haircut I did that for in three high months. school. Was... Every single PKA like screenshot of me, it would be like a flip book. Where it would slowly, just like a chia pet, grow out. Because <laughs> my hair, when it does get long, it's so thick and so fucking curly. I just look like an asshole. I hate, like, uh, you know how kids, like young guys, grow their hair in eighth grade when like they want it to be like super long and like shaggy and whatnot. I don't know if that's still in. That was in when I was in eighth grade. But yeah, that's like a bad Hanson? look. And it's still yes, yeah, like Hanson exactly. Yeah, I used to let my it's down like Kyle's. It would reach my nose, and then I, I surfed a lot. I didn't even realize how much it was impacting me. Like, it, my, you'd be able this water pouring across my eyes. I'm blind. Like, you open them in the shed. Like, you, you were looking at the nozzle. And then I got it cut. That's and I was it. like, holy fuck. I didn't realize I had been blind for, like, the first three seconds of every ride. <laughs> and uh, this is, it was, like, way better. So I've worn it short every yeah. time. That was the yeah, I was realizing uh, that it was really, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was realizing that it was way too long um, when, like, I would be home and I wouldn't want to do my hair. And so I'd get out of the shower. And to keep it out of my face, I would have to, like man bun it and when i realized that i could do a man bun that's when it was this is done yeah uh, that was, you know yeah. this is that was an affirming moment yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> was, yeah. that was a, a crossroads that you took and you yeah. took the right one <laughs> yeah absolutely it was it was it, well it wasn't like a full man bun either it was just the front was super long so it was somewhere in the middle of my head just up and i, I realized if someone ring the, rang the doorbell i would not be able to answer right now because i would not want to be seen <laughs> you like should have like green face masks and learned some traditional martial art like kung fu walked around in the gi all the time be good luck yeah when i was when i was uh, little i actually did uh, uh kempo karate which uh from what i've heard Perfect. with mma is the least useful uh, you know, really kind of uh, MMA thing. But what do they uh, call? It? Is it jute karate? Am I? Am, am, is that the one that's like uh, the the one that I'm seeing more with this this sideways kind of crazy stance and all and, and and lots of kicks? Is it called jute karate, sport karate, or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard of. Is that. any part of karate good as far as yeah? MMA? Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like 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 I didn't think it was, but recently I've seen guys that they they're referring to it as I think jute. 
like J-U-T-E karate. And there's a couple of practitioners who are impressive. And, and, and it's, a, it's an entertaining fighting style to watch. If you're if you're tired of like the standard boxing slash wrestling stance that goes one of two ways constantly, um, then when you see somebody like Cowboy Cerrone go out there and start throwing kicks, you're like, oh, I got a new favorite. And then you see somebody go out there with juke karate, and you're like, oh, this is a whole new sport almost, and it works. It's I like the stylistic stuff, but I, I want to talk to um, oh uh, to, uh, to, Blaze. to to Blaze about all the wonderful things that he's about and explain to to to, to our audience why he's here. So Blaze is one of our patrons. He pays uh, 50 bucks a month, and he, he does his hangout with us where we uh, we hang out for an hour a month and really just shoot the shit uh, himself. And I don't know how many guys there are in there, but I, I know them all now. Like, we all hang out. We have, we have Dude, like, a little what? mini private Skype session. I, and I'm let me gonna... finish. God damn it. Okay, please. I'm very excited. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> I, I kind of want to slow it down now. Right. Let, 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 let just be coffee. a slow burn. Yeah, let's keep it yeah, slow. Yeah, that's the problem. That coffee's the problem. I see what's going on here. <laughs> it could be. And uh, and it, it, I know all the guys that are really in that hangout. Um, you know, one of those guys lent me his graphics card. It's it's on the way back to you, by the way. Um, and and, uh, and and all those guys are really cool. I know them all uh, fairly well. But Blaze, uh, this was his first time this past month. And he brought out a talent, and I was blown away. So he showed us his cool talent, and, and so then we started digging deeper, wanting to know more about him. It turns out Blaze has acted in a, in a, in a few movies. How many is it? Three, four, five? Uh, so, I mean, um, acting in, so I, probably uh, around three that I've like done significant And you've been like in, an and extra then, in maybe yeah, two I've, or I've been more. Like, yeah, maybe like a, you know, a one day thing or you've you know, rub, a you've days. sort of rubbed right. elbows with a couple of Hollywood A-listers from time to time. You had interest. I don't know. Just say yes or no right now. Do you want to tell the story about Tom? I uh, I don't want to burn any bridges with Tom. Okay, but, I understand uh, that. But um, I. Uh, yeah, I can talk about some other people. Uh, you know, uh, Chuck Zito is one that was very interesting uh, for me to meet uh, from Oz. Yeah. Uh, so, I, you know, I could talk about him a bit or some other I, people. I wanted to get the clearance with you before we started talking about that other guy because I understand burning bridges. I have people like that in my life who I'm not always proud of the things that they might do uh, personally or, or uh, on the Internet. But, you know, that's kind of my guy. And, you know, I got a connection with him. We work together or whatever. Yeah, so definitely. And my experience with Tom has been great. You know, he's been very nice to me, you know. So, yeah. you know, the I stuff that we were talking Cast about was... I loved Castaway. That I wonder was such how a... many people think <laughs> Cruz. Oh, you went with Hanks. I had See, Cruz and you ruined my... it. No. Oh, you don't... Yeah, you... I just... It, they don't know who it is. I want to know about well, Chuck know Zito. Now. Well, we did it simultaneously. Okay, yeah. Maybe you ruined so, it. So, Chuck Zito is... Uh... Chucky Pancamo from Oz, the guy, when we were talking about Oz, he was the guy that we were bringing up, the Sicilian dude who, more than anybody else in that prison, it was very apparent that he did not care when you threatened him. Like, everybody else, like, even if it was Adebisi, you know, like, hey, you watch your back, Adebisi, and he'd be looking around, like, if you went up to Chucky and were like, hey, be careful, Chucky, he'd be like, oh, I bet, buddy, yo, I'll see you around, oh, oh, real scared. But what's he like? Is he a pretty scary man? Yeah, so I, uh, uh, by the way, in, in, so in, uh, just a little bit of a backstory with it. So I, um, I'm a full-time actor and magician, just for the people that, that are watching. And uh, so I'm, you know, trying to pursue, uh, you know, entertainment as a career. But anyway, so uh, Chuck Zito, uh, what was really interesting is that when I first met him, I was, uh, I was, I had a scene with him in this movie called uh, House Rules. 
And so I, I met him for the first time. I was introduced to him. And uh, I, I, the person that introduced me to him was uh, one of my mentors, uh, David Gear. And so he uh, introduced me to him and he said that I was a magician. And then uh, Chuck Zito's first response was, uh, oh, I'm a magician too. And I said, oh, really? And he said, yeah, I make people disappear. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Because Chuck Zito actually was like one of the uh, the top people in the Hells Angels biker gang in real life, uh, I think, especially in the New York sector. And so uh, so that was kind of freaky just because he is this, this, this big guy that I know actually, you know, did that. I, I knew who he was like going into it. <laughs> so that was freaky. Uh, and so then... Uh, then after that, there was another project that, uh, that we were both a part of and, uh, I ended up having dinner with him. And so we were talking to each other for, for a couple hours and he was a very, very nice guy and he was telling a lot of stories and he was hilarious. And he was talking a lot about, um, hanging out with Howard Stern and, uh, bringing him to different, uh, different places in New York and hanging out and how he would bring stars, uh, to meetings with, uh, with the Hells Angels. And so that, that was really interesting. And I was and I got to perform magic for him. And uh, it, it, yeah, very interesting guy and, and hilarious, but uh, also pretty scary when I first met him. Do you want to uh, do a little magic for us? Sure, I could do something. Yeah, I mean, um, when I was thinking about it beforehand, I realized how bad for the people listening on the way to work. Oh, no, uh, that's fine. Magic no. is, but no, yeah. If you're listening at work, then you really should like go to YouTube and watch this segment because this guy can yeah. do fucking – this guy's a goddamn wizard, okay? If you can't take five minutes out of your day, press that whisper sync on your fucking uh, uh, player and come watch him do some fucking magic, then you're, you, you, got, you got too much on your plate. He's like a fucking wizard, all right? He's a magician. He's from Hogwarts. And I don't want to yeah. make you nervous, Blaze, but I'm an amateur magician critic. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes. So, absolutely. He doesn't know yes. anything about the mechanics. He just likes yelling insults at people's yes. cards. The and most fun to perform. I have very, very strong opinions about how it should be. <laughs> yeah, that, that's there's, there's, one of the things is uh, is performing for uh, for kids. It's interesting because I love I love performing for adults and I craft a lot of my routines, I, I, a lot of original magic for adults. And the reason that I do that is I go through the thought process of someone that's watching and they'll think, oh, this is how we did it. And then they'll think back and they'll realize that I had already done something that would kind of explain that that's not a possibility. And they keep going through their head until they're, they realize they don't know how it's done. And uh, when you perform for a kid, they'll get the first idea in their mind and then they'll just start yelling the entire time that they know how it's done. And then it just kind of uh, makes the show a lot less fun. And there are people that are kid magicians that really enjoy dealing with that and they, you know, they... Uh, uh, craft their tricks to be great for kids, but it's it's not fun to perform a lot of my material that I you know I make for adults for well Taylor is very way religious. To tell Taylor to shut the fuck up. Oh no 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 no! I'm not saying, <laughs> that was sweet. you like a, a good, kid. I'm fantastic phrasing. <laughs> yeah, Taylor is very religious, and he considers your magic uh, blasphemy. My um, dark art in in Missouri. Um, well, they, I mean, they they drug a magician to death last year behind a pickup truck. So just just keep that in mind as you uh, as you work your wares here. That's true. They they genocided all doves in the state. Just yeah. as an outside chance it. to keep magicians no. far away. Look because of all, all you know, a lot of times the doves get injured and are, are killed in those tricks. Like the collapsing cage trick when you've got a dove in a cage and you're like, what's And like the cage is gone and the bird is too. Like the cage is like collapsing and crushing the bird to death and then it's being hidden is it really is that how yeah. they hide the bird i feel like it, it, it's in the old 
I, I, I've seen the contraption. There's, there's there was this oh. whole contraption that Wait, this the, is the prestige that you have to. It, but it's based on a real thing. It's a real magic trick. Oh. The Prestige That's didn't just like invent some magic for their movie. Like like they, those old school magicians had like undergarments with like mechanical shit. They, those birds usually die. Or uh, a lot of the time, the birds will hurt people. Um, not not as in pe- no. What I mean is not pecking, but uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, David Oliver, who I consider like my two main mentors are David Gear, David Oliver. They're like my my uh, two David mentors, and they um, one for magic, one for acting. And David Oliver, he actually. Uh, he was doing the Dove Act, and he was known for the Dove Act. And then, apparently, you can. Uh, there's a certain um, kind of disease that you can get from birds. Uh, and Bird what flu. happens is that if you, yeah, it's basically like um, things, like particles in the air can bounce off of their droppings. And then if you if you breathe them in normally with a regular immune system, you're fine. But if you have any kind of compromised immune system, I think he got pneumonia, and then he breathed that in, and it actually built a fibrosis. And he had zero percent usage in one lung, and then he had like ten percent usage in the other lung, and he had to get a double lung transplant. It was like this uh, this crazy Jeez. surgery, and so uh, yeah, it, it's insane how dangerous the bird act is. And so well, he's I now shoot a- doves whenever I see them, so I, I'm on his team. So you're saving lives, really? I, yes. I, I, yeah. I don't know about that, but they're like tasty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, All right, let's let, let, let's let's see something here. When you were doing this the other day, I was just staring at you with such disdain because I couldn't figure out exactly what you were doing. Okay, yeah, it so upsets let's do, me. Uh, I'll do just like a couple things. So, like for example, um, let's see if I can get myself. By the way, how many oh. bottles of cologne do you own? Oh, <laughs> in the background, um, I have one, two, th- uh, six, uh, and. I when I was talking to you um, with the hangout, we were, I was talking about how that was the only thing I asked for for Christmas was colognes. It was kind of this weird, weird obsession of you know how if you uh, you get in your recommended videos some some topic and then you end up down the rabbit hole of watching videos that same topic. Yep. It just yeah, suddenly I spent became four hundred dollars on Amazon last night. I, I I'm familiar. Yeah, Which, yeah. It became this uh, this weird uh, thing. You know what with, I oh, got? What it, okay. I got drunk uh, a few years ago Did after watching um, Boardwalk Empire and spent a couple hundred dollars on switchblades on Amazon and woke up just – I completely forgot about it because I was drunk and got home from a bar and then a few days later a bunch of switchblades showed up and I'm like – just I, woke up I, to switchblades? Yeah, I'm like I can't believe that these just showed up at my house. And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh, these are legal in Missouri. That's handy. Were you sure that you were the one that that had ordered it? Did you remember? Or were you just thinking someone was sending as blades soon to as intimidate I saw you? Them, I remembered. I'm like, ah, I am. I, I remember the scene of that guy peeing on the beach, and then the guy comes up from behind him with the big switchblade and stabs him in the back. And in my head, I'm like, that would make that makes a lot of sense, Taylor. It makes a lot of sense why you need a couple of those, you know. And then, you know, and then I ordered them, and then uh, I lost great. all of them. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, when you watch enough of those uh, fragrance review videos, um, and they tell you that you need to get these certain ones because they're just the most attractive. And so one of those back there is the same one that David Beckham wears and it's $425 for a bottle. And, uh, you know, every day I flip flop on whether that was a good purchase. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, uh, um, I, I love it. It's what you should have done is use a little sleight of hand 
and uh, just made that that fucking bottle come along with you from a department store or something like that. I'll have to keep practicing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I, I got this. I got to see. I've got <laughs> to be a thief. I like CK one, uh, Calvin Klein CK1. one. That's okay. my favorite one. I think that uh, I, girls have always told me that smells good, and I think it's a combination with the deodorant I use. I think they mix together and make a very attractive smell. Uh, currently, I'm I'm using Polo though because Wings of Redemption left it at my house and waste not, want not. Which uh, which color polo is the polo blue. black or red blue? Okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah I have the bad. I have the polo black, but the one back there at Creed Aventus. If you Google that, then apparently it's like everyone that uh, that is anything interested in the fragrances is obsessed with that one. They either have it or they really really want it because apparently it's the most attractive to women fragrance in the world or something. So it's I I don't know I I got I bought into the uh, the mumbo jumbo and I had to. Had to get it, you know. Like there's pheromones in it or something like that. I feel. I like think it's just a certain blend of smokiness and like pineapple and apple and some kind of blend that. Are you attracting women or like marsupials? Flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, this shit is good. <laughs> yeah. My wife and is a sucker for Gillette aftershave. <laughs> Which is probably cheap compared to the I went to stuff. South Georgia on a quickly I'll tell this and then and then I want to see some magic. I went to South Georgia on a hog hunt one time and we didn't really know what we were doing. We were doing it Vietnam style, stalking through the woods silently with semi automatic uh, SKS rifles. And I had I, at the time I had very long hair and it was like it was like it was long and I, I didn't put any anything in it. I would just comb it into some sort of like floofy feminine bullshit. And I used this coconut shampoo and, and conditioner, and so my hair smelled like candy. And the South Georgia mosquitoes and gnats were around my head in a buzz, in a buzz. I was I was bringing up the rear, and my dad and cousin turned around and went, "God damn!" Oh Lord! And they both like come and start helping me beat the mosquitoes and flies <laughs> off with their with every everyone's got their respective hats like swinging them around my head and and I and I and I'm it was awful worst thing ever. All right, come on, blow us away here. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, no so I'm gonna go through these cards like this. Can you see them when I go through like that? Very well. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna try and look away so I'm not uh, looking at the the screen. And I want you to just uh, tell me when to stop anytime while I'm going through. Stop. Right there. Yep. Are you happy with that one, or you want to change? Oh yeah, I like that one. Okay, so I want you to think of that card over and over and over in your head, right? You got it over and over and over in your head. Remember it? Yes. Okay. Now, uh, I'll try and figure out information about the card. Now, normally I would try and guess the card, but since we're through the screen, I'll have to actually find the card. So I can actually check inside my pocket. Uh, One card in my pocket. I actually had one. Was yours the Ace of Spades? No. No. Good. No. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) What? Let me. Yeah, David Diamonds. You, I, I know how you did it. He cheated. Yes, <laughs> there's a lot of cheating going on. Uh, let me make sure that you can, um, you can see my hands. All right, how about this? Um, can you just tell me when to stop? Quickly before, the, quickly before you do the trick, what he just did there, he, uh, he, he flipped his finger through the card so that we could rapidly see them changing. I said stop, and he stopped on the King of Diamonds. Uh, then he continued to shuffle the cards. And then told me to think about my card, and then he reached into his pocket and pulled out the King of Diamonds somehow. It was in his fucking shirt. It was in his coat pocket. Uh, I didn't yes. see him mess with his shirt. Giving him a good shuffle, fanning them out for us, letting us know that they're they're mostly there. I just want to make sure that you can see the the fronts yeah, and the backs. They're so cards. Not, they're shuffles. So there's not like 52 King of Diamonds, you know? That would be not good. Uh, okay, so how about this? Uh, Could you just uh, tell me when to stop while I'm going through these cards? Stop. 
Okay, do you want the king, the jack, or the four? Because I, I, there's a delay. So The jack. The jack. Okay, the jack of spades. See it? Yes, I see it. Okay. Now, what we'll do, we'll take the, uh, the jack of spades, and I'll trap it into the deck. And, you know, what's kind of interesting is that you did pick a spade. And the box the cards come in is red, but the one thing that's blue on this is the spade. Mm-hmm. So if I want the spade in the deck to match this spade, it just looks like this. Ready? One, two, three. And now all the cards should now be blue. So now every card in the <laughs> deck should be blue. Well, but where well, did the red ones one. go? Well, except <laughs> for one. Right, oh. and you remember yours, correct? I do. Yes. The uh, the jack of spades. Uh-huh. Right. And uh, and then the rest are he all. He just he he just literally he showed us the cards. Like he he uh, he he shuffled the deck. He he we, he selected a card in the middle. And then he showed us the deck front to back. And uh, I I didn't pay too much attention to it, but it was a red deck of cards, as we all know. That they're either red or blue if they're bicycle cards. Then he turned the deck back around and shuffled a bit more, and then quickly would. No deception that I noticed. Turned them all to blue instead. And, uh, you can, you cannot have uh, you cannot have one red card in a deck of blue. So if I go through the hand once and through the hand twice, then we should have another blue card. And now all of the cards would be. Uh, he took a single card and rotating it in his hands. I never lost sight of at least <laughs> one part of the card. Uh, he changed the color of the card, and and I, I don't mean the suit. I mean he changed it from a red card to a blue card. I like this Absolutely. trick because, like, it's one thing to palm a single card. Like, I've got, I've tried to do it. I suck at it. I can't fool anybody. But, you know, I know the idea is a whole deck. Like, I don't know where that went. Like, that's, yeah, and oh, in, in case I, anybody's I, wondering about the faces, yes, they are all different uh, faces. They're not, like, red on one side and blue on the other. Or yeah. Yeah, this isn't this, that, and the other. Are you familiar with that trick? Yes, I am familiar. That was the first trick I ever learned. That's uh, the first trick I ever learned, Not, and it's the only trick I ever learned. And I got so goddamn slick with it that I did it at a poker game, and they wouldn't let me deal afterwards. <laughs> and there, and there's not a whole lot of, like, trickery in that. I couldn't really utilize those, the, this, that, and the other trick to, like, cheat. And I certainly never would because you'd get your ass kicked. But, like, they saw me do this, that, and the other. And and they wouldn't let me deal. I still have it in my wallet. Look so at that! You're the then. man. I made my own too. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the first trick I learned. And uh, well, now that you know that there's another card, it kind of ruins the ending, doesn't it? <laughs> None of these guys. But I'm the only one who knows. I've only learned like one magic you. trick ever. Oh, that was oh, BS. I, I, and even then, you know when I, I learned it, I couldn't get it right most of the time. And so usually it was like. Half of the trick was me being like, can I actually do magic? Like, can I will this to work right now? <laughs> no? Fuck. Damn it. Like, no, <laughs> it's not your card. Not even close. It's such a good finisher, though. It's just like, you know, you learn in life that sometimes you, you get a little bit of this, you get a little bit of that, but not much of the other. And it's like, oh. holy shit, this guy has been going through three cards in his hand for like 45 seconds at least if you're doing the trick fast. And he hid a card from me the whole time. And, and the whole time, you're just showing them the three cards. You're, you're, you're turning them over and flipping them up. And you're just... It, it's, it's a cool trick. And it's an easier trick to learn, I think, with practice. I Absolutely. Yeah, practice I actually... When I was in, when I was in uh, fourth or fifth grade, I think it was the summer before fifth grade, that was when I started getting interested in it. And I, the way that I started wasn't with the magic kits or wasn't with the, uh, the books. It was really just in front of a mirror practicing 
uh, magic, trying to, you know, make it happen. And uh, it's actually kind of interesting because now, you know, I still do a lot of that kind of practicing. You know, I've got like a, a three-way mirror, you know, uh, and so I'll practice in front of that and just keep trying to come up with things. And that was how I started. So it gave me a very unique style that I've kind of run with ever since. Uh, but that trick was one of the first ones that I ever saw. Uh, like it popped up on the homepage online. I think it was like on the front page. Of this video. And then I actually saw it. And then I figured it out when I when I saw it in like fourth grade. And then I uh, I actually uploaded a video, my one of my first videos on YouTube in like fourth grade. Uh, with me teaching how to do it a different way because I thought that I had come up with a better way. Of, of I might have seen I, that. <laughs> I might have seen that because I was obsessed with that trick. I uh, I definitely watched more than one video on that yeah, trick. Yeah, I, I deleted the video a long time ago, but yeah, it was it was me okay. uh, showing was like you could do it years you know, ago? this totally different method instead because then then you can make it happen in the other person's hands because that's my whole my whole style. My the reason that I love. Close-up magic. I mean, I have a stage show, which is very different, but the reason I love close-up is because you can make it happen in someone else's hands. And uh, pretty much all of my tricks I've made to work in someone else's hands, and that's that's my favorite thing. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Could but let, Let's see some more stuff. You showed us one the other day where, I don't want to give anything away, but you moved a card right before our eyes. There was a card in one hand, and quickly it was over here. Oh, uh... It's it, it's more of a little uh, little flick. Just play the hand thing. Oh, it, it, it's, it's more of the finisher of a trick than a trick in its yeah, own. Yeah, right. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So this one, I mean, isn't really. Uh, this one's basically like uh, just a sleight of hand kind of demonstration. Yeah. Where I talk, I, I, when I'm doing this and someone asks me, "Is everything you do sleight of hand?" Then this is kind of how I'll answer that question. Where I'll say that there Still are parts of magic. <laughs> there are parts of magic that are sleight of hand. There are parts of magic that are a lot based on uh, just presentation. Like for example, uh, if you tell me when to stop while I'm going through. Stop. Stop. Got it. Yep. yep. You want to change it, or are you happy with that one? I'm happy, happy. with that one. Okay. So if I want to find the uh, the selected card, I have to guess about where it might be somewhere in the middle. So um, name a number around 26, because that's halfway. So it could be like 25, 24, or something a little higher. Um, whatever. Name, name a number around 26. 27. So that that would be a little bit more than halfway. So that would be like this one. There you go. So that would Brilliant. that would be you know just a pure sleight of hand. But then I'll do it. Um, I'll so do let it. me let me tell the audience what you just did. Um, but he, it's, he, uh, it's just a bunch of tens. He uh, no, it's not. He ruffled through the deck. Uh, he stopped <laughs> on. <laughs> he ruffled through the deck. He uh, he stopped on the card that that we selected. It was the ten of diamonds. And then he began to shuffle the deck in a couple of different ways. And then he cut the deck with one hand. I'm sure most people are probably familiar with that. Um, and mid cutting the deck, mid hand. With one or two fingers, he threw the card across the table from one hand to the other, caught it face down, and then revealed that it was our ten of diamonds. Very slick. Like, like I feel like that finisher. I feel like the trick itself is, no offense, but I, I feel like it's probably simple what you're doing to move the ten of diamonds to where you want. Um, but but your sleight of hand flick thing there. That takes practice, I'm sure. Well, I mean, th this is the difference between sleight of hand and and what a magician does, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, so, so like, for example, uh, tell me when to stop anytime. Stop. Got it? Yeah. Okay, do you want to change that one? Are you happy with that one? That's good. Okay, so, uh, for example, if I wanted to do the same trick and make the card appear, you can actually do it uh, invisibly instead. Yeah, I caught that one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. You're excellent, though. I really enjoy watching it. What a great party trick. How much... You're 17, aren't you? 
Well, it's my <laughs> job. It's not necessarily a party um, job, but yeah. I think everybody else knew where... Does this work with girls? I'll, I'll phrase it that way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean... Do you find that this is like a... <laughs> Yeah, again, compared to the is other seventeen-year-olds, he could do the bra like a master, right? Like, like you see, a, you see a good-looking girl that that you want to approach. You, you don't have anything. Do you ever break out the magic as an icebreaker? Just, just hey, you want to see a trick? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Would you say that that has a high a high uh, success rate with uh, with like meeting people and and everything like that? Yeah, I. Uh, when it comes you know, to you know what I'm asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that um, it's an amazing icebreaker. You know, it, it definitely sets you apart. It, it makes it, it makes you different. Um, and Do you have but them, like, it's watch you and be like, watch, I'm putting the condom on. You can trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then you they realize this guy's not wearing a condom. It's like I didn't wear one the whole time. If you look here, it's still in the package, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I cough and it's just, yeah. Ah, that was Steve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were you telling us that. Unwrapped. You, know? you know, it's interesting because uh, there's two sides to that. Because magic, uh, I think uh, Teller from Penn and Teller, when, he said something that magic is just spending way more time on something than anyone would ever expect. And it's really the, especially because the, a lot of the stuff that I just showed you is not my own because the things that I create, I gear towards putting in someone else's hands, you know, and it's less magical when it's, when it's like over a screen, you know, Do you so see what uh, that means putting it in someone else's hands. So like, for example, if I gave you a deck of cards and then it disappeared inside your hands, you, you know, and I walked away and I would put oh, so it here. or and if I, so like, for example, a trick that I do that, um, that some other magicians do, but I have my own version of it, and it, it makes it more um, interactive with the the audience member. Is um, is any card at any number? If I have someone name a card, name a number, and then the card that they named is at that number, like if they deal down that number, and a lot of magicians will do that where they deal the cards, and then there's a method that's that's been created more recently where it's inside the. Uh, the spectator's hands, the audience member's hands. And then my goal is always to take whatever I can think of and try and make it crazier it's so that it would fool me if I saw it and then just work hard on it to make that happen. And so the way that I took that trick was instead of having it just be in their hands, what if they, sh what if they were able to shuffle the cards right before and then the cards have never left their hands and I tell them to name the card, name the number, they deal down to that number and the card's there. Yeah. That would fool me. That seems impossible in my head. And that's why I worked on it for months and months and months and made it happen. And that's that's one of the tricks that I'm working on, you know, trying to market and sell. And I'm going to film and have that. Uh, yeah, I like it. Sell trick. tricks. Yeah. There's oh. a big market for. So a while back, Taylor, uh, do you remember we watched David Blaine on the Jimmy Fallon show? It, the, the, yeah, the finale. Yeah, he drank the fish. Well, before he drank the fish, he did three, maybe four card tricks. That One of those card tricks was yours. Is that correct? So that was actually, I think that was two stories that kind of got fused into one that I was okay. talking about. Um, one of the tricks that he did was any card at any number. 
and he did his own version of it. But I, what I was trying to explain is that I have created my version of any card and any number, which has the added aspect of them shuffling the cards. And so they, the, if I were to do that performance, I would have been able to hand the cards over to Jimmy, have him shuffle the cards, and then name a card, name a number, and then him be able to deal down. And the version that David performed was different. He, he didn't shuffle the cards and things. I'm not saying that his version was bad. I'm just saying that, you know, the one that I'm looking to sell is uh, is the same style of trick, like the same ending, just, you know, a different... It's another, a whole other level up. Do you, uh, do you have any... What did you say? How much does a trick sell for? Like, I, don't, I have no concept so, of what it could be worth. Um, so it, it totally depends. I mean, what, I, um, what I've been thinking about is uh, some magicians will just publish what their thoughts are in like a magazine, like in a magic magazine, and just write up what their idea was. That way they can say it was their idea without really making a profit off of it and not really um, like selling it. Uh, but w what I've also thought about is there are some websites uh, where you can film it and then have it be an instant download or people can buy DVDs online of it. So I, I prefer uh, the instant download. I, I'd like for the stuff that I've created. I've, I've also created different sleight of hand moves uh, where basically with one hand I would be able to do what a lot of people would consider just a two-handed move, um, which is, it, I mean, I don't really want to name stuff because it would probably give things away but uh just the idea of any card that someone names i would be able to um with one hand steal out of the deck in less than a second and make it appear anywhere um and that's something that no one's really ever done with one hand and so that kind of stuff i'm looking to sell um, and they they have certain websites where you can do online downloads, like instant download, where you just pay like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine for the video, or maybe fifteen dollars for the video, depending on what it is. Uh, if so, it's a really long one, then you can, it would be more. Well, so is, David, when you sell a trick, is it like, are you, like I feel like you could sell it to someone. Like if I bought one of your tricks, I feel like I just wouldn't be good enough at sleight of hand. Like maybe if I practice as much as I can, I'm just not good enough at that. Like, it seems like even if you buy the trick, you still have to be really competent in order to pull it off for a, a difficult one, you know? Uh, yeah, the stuff that I would be selling would be very, very hard. <laughs> Taylor, and there are some tricks that are to, very beginner tricks. If you wanted to learn this, that, and the other, um, you can learn that well enough to, like, get laid in five hours of practice. Well, no, I want to like, sell this. <laughs> where i pull my finger off you see I, I, i've seen that one before i'm afraid um so so i wanted to ask you this so Wait, david blaine has it. this has this really specific uh uh he's got his own style right like he, do, he does yeah. a lot of performance stuff there's there's uh there's some there's some camera stuff that that, that 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 adds to trickery but then there's the things that he's doing that are just real you know that that, that you know when he when he when he stands in the block of ice like He's really in that goddamn <laughs> block of ice, you know. Like, there's no fucking like magic there. Um, the 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 breath. Are you have you seen his TED talk about when he held his breath for I believe 17 minutes? Yes, I have. Yeah, and that was totally real. That wasn't. That, that is wasn't totally true. fucking real. And I, I I've said it before. I'll say it again. It my favorite TED talk is is David Blaine explaining how he came up with the idea, uh, went through the genesis of finding ways to fake it. <laughs> Um, ways to cheat it, and then finally came upon ways to do it because there are um, there are those deep sea divers 
who uh, who do those crazy um, it you know they they stand on their head and do these breathing exercises to hyper oxygenate their blood. They 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 learn to slow down their uh, metabolism, their heart rate, slow down their body functions. But then in the end, and he'll and, and I swear to God, watch this thing. It it made me cry. It made me cry listening to David Blaine talk about how bad he wanted this. And at the end, the part that really touched me was that people said it was fake. And 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 after hearing him explain everything that he did and the pain and the torture and the anguish and the multiple year journey that it was for him to accomplish this feat to then be called fake and to, uh, uh, like like it hurt me like it made me feel so bad for him I thought it was fake until you told me because he did too well like he <laughs> 17 minutes that's if you told me hey someone held their breath for 17 minutes it's in the Guinness World Book of Records I'd be like oh there's some chicanery going on that's ridiculous like you can't do that for more than like 10 minutes no yeah. no that's way that's the well, thing that like, you that's, need to like, the and common also, thought it, David Blaine's no not idea just a normal person if you told me that hey the person who's best on earth at holding their breath just also happens to be a bit of a trickster he didn't break the world record as far oh, as I know I, I had it in my <laughs> head that he did yeah so uh, yeah so but, what's interesting Oh, but right. even so, just if you said, hey, there's a guy who's a bit of a trickster, says he can hold his breath for 17 minutes, I'd be like, oh, probably a trick. Like, he does tricks for a living. It, it just, it, yeah. he's the least credible person for something like that that there could be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but isn't it, it's interesting because uh, there are different thoughts on what magic should be. And uh, so if you listen to, uh, like, Penn Jillette, like, from Penn & Teller, uh, he'll talk about how... In his show, he really likes the idea of making it so that it's a celebration of uh, of life and how they're not really in danger. In any of the stunts that they do, there's no danger going on. It's a celebration of the fact that you know going into it that everyone's safe and that it's going to work out right. And then you get to have that feeling of... Uh, of uncertainty, where those those lines of, of disbelief and, and reality start to to fall away. But you you know at the beginning and at the end that what was done was fake, and they tell you that. And uh, that's why uh, you know my thoughts on escape artists are really interesting because an escape artist they'll have a show at twelve o'clock and then a show at two p.m. I mean you know you they survived the show at twelve, so <laughs> I I mean obviously like they're gonna make it out alive because they've done it hundreds of times. But David Blaine, he'll do real magic, and then he'll also do real stunts, and he'll put them in the same special. And now people that go to his shows really don't know what was magic and what wasn't magic. And so some magicians don't like that idea. Some magicians really think it's a genius idea of kind of doing real stunts and making it so that audiences don't know what uh what's reality and they feel um almost a little bit uncomfortable in that they they don't they realize how easy it is to be lied to how easy it is to be deceived you know because they don't know what what's actually happening what's not so, so i don't know what's happening that's do you I, like that Penn style a lot said, of mixing the two uh i mean i don't i don't really do any um stunt style stuff and i i love the idea of people knowing that what i'm doing is uh is fake because you can you can get to a point where people start thinking that you have powers and thinking that you can do things that are really really impossible and I I don't want people to think that I want people to think that I put a lot of work into to making this happen and I want them to have moments when I'm when I'm performing when they think this is absolutely impossible um, because it's in their hands you know that's the craziest stuff is when it's in their hands but I I, I the idea of telling people that I can do more. 
you know, I have the ability to do things that are impossible that uh, that kind of, you know, makes me a little uncomfortable because I don't I don't want anyone asking me for lottery numbers and depending on me, you know. Mm. So the Penn and Teller, yeah. again, this is on the uh, breath holding thing. I don't know if it's real or not. Like, I, I can't. I'm not, it's not qualified. Kyle watched him and believed his, his show, the TED Talk. I, I get that. I watched Penn and Teller, and they said, this is a trick. He didn't really hold his breath that long. The hardest part about this stunt, I couldn't do it, he couldn't do it, is looking good with your shirt off for 17 minutes. And that burned into my head. I was like, yeah, yeah, that is hard to do. <laughs> I, haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen Penn and Teller talk about uh, David Blaine's thing. I, I know that David in his TED Talk talked about how he couldn't do it just by holding his breath. There's a special like substance that's extremely high in alcohol in uh, oxygen rather that you have <laughs> extremely high in alcohol that wouldn't help. You just get uh, right. yeah. water. <laughs> I really fucking hope this works out. <laughs> yeah, you're just blacking out, walking into the tank. At but, one uh, point, he was yeah, in. He was in looking that. into inserting this rebreathing apparatus into his respiratory system, like a like hoses and some sort of CO2 scrubber fucking in his lung mm -hmm. air passage way so that he's he's like breathing inside himself right he'd be like exhaling into one tube and like <laughs> breathing the clean air back like 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 scrubbing co2 within his own body with an incredibly uncomfortable apparatus and they try to they show him trying to put this thing down his throat and it's like a fucking it looks like a washing machine hose or something it's like dude this ain't gonna work you gotta just start you gotta start doing some breathing exercises or something yeah i actually, can't i saw it too kyle but i saw it i think a long time ago, so I don't have the same memory of it that you do. He actually messed up on Oprah. Four years? Uh, I, don't he, know, I think years. he talked about in his in his TED he talk how he, he did the same thing the same thing on Oprah. He was going to try and break the world record, and he blacked out uh, like 16 minutes in, so he didn't make it. Uh, but then he did it again. He actually made the 17 minutes, and then he he blacked out after, so it counted. But then um, what happened was someone immediately broke the record again after him so he so did it was like he, briefly. he had it for I, yeah. if i remember the ted talk correctly he had it for like a day or two and then it was like someone the king of in Ireland, like some lobster diver in jamaica who's just waiting for him to get a, a new record so you can be like Not oh we're gonna go to the states and break it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> gonna beat it that, on a whim uh, you know <laughs> was it a uh, soviet pole vaulter who like set the world right i don't remember his nationality but there was this uh this pole vaulter he, he breaks the world record right for the highest pole vault and then every year subsequently, he'd break it by as small an increment as he possibly could because he got the big bonus for breaking the world record again. So for years, his, his business is breaking his own world record by an inch. He did it wow. for years and kept taking that like, oh, new world record. I don't know what the bonus is. You know, 80,000 rubles. All right, $32. This is going to work. All right. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is like, there used to be this thing called King of the Web. Do you guys remember King of the Web? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was a website that held a popularity contest. I don't remember, I don't remember what it was. And, and if you won no. it, you got $7,000. And second place would be like 500 and third place was 300 But if you Did people it, donate to charity or was it just a lot of people you? did. Yes, I did. But some people uh, okay. also kept the money. And, and Boogie, who wasn't you know blowing up on YouTube at the time like he is now, um, he, he wasn't in a spot to give the money away. So I remember like the first time I, I did it, I won and I went up against Boogie and I think he got second place. 
And uh, so Boogie was able to do it again, whereas I'm like ineligible for a year. And if I remember right, he didn't even win the second time. He didn't win the third time, but he won like the fourth time. And I'm like, man, you know, in the big scheme of things, Boogie really kicked my ass, right? Because I got seven grand, I gave it away. He got like 500, 300, 500, 500, seven grand. And it's like, well, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, he kept all of it, right? I remember when that thing happened. And, uh, and like maybe the first person kept the money, but then like, I don't know, the fan group at large decided that, that, that the guy who wins King of the Web shouldn't profit from it at all. And, and there, there was this massive socialist communist fucking opinion, uh, thing that swept across it. And so that died. That's what fucking happened. Really? It died. It was, it, I was, I was like, well, I'm not going to do it then because I could have won it. it. Will. Yeah. I could have fucking won it anytime I wanted to. I could have I could have had a seventh white boy won it. I, I like eight times bigger than him at the time. Ten, twenty. Yeah. It's, it's, it they treated it the same way as like NBA All Star game or whatever. They all get like ten, twelve grand or whatever, and they all just end up giving it to charity or whatever. Because I, all those guys are worth like fifty million dollars. And they were acting like that was that wasn't just King of the Web. Exactly there was a lot of different contests where they're like, I mean, Oh, do you really us- need that money? And it wasn't like we were in the poorhouse, certainly no. But but I still place quite a bit of value on seven thousand dollars. Probably not far, much less than what any listener out there places on seven thousand dollars. So when you win a contest and you get seven grand, you don't want to give it away. Like sure, altruism is a wonderful thing. Charity is a wonderful thing. But don't force me to like give away my winnings at the gunpoint of shame. Don't tell me that if I if I for some reason, keep some of this or all of it because it is my winnings that I have to give it away. As soon as they said that and it became clear that it was a faux pas to keep the money, I was like, I want no part of this. Like they kept contacting us. I was like, no, you ruined your own contest by involving this charity thing. Now it's now it's a bullshit contest. Like like nobody wants any part of this. And let's just yeah, be now clear. it's the really let's, good person awards. So. And let's just be clear, <laughs> King of the Web, King of the Web, your whole business model is based on all of us popular YouTubers pumping tens of thousands of people worth of traffic to your ad-served website, you're turning a profit on this. You're eking me out seven grand off the top that I have to fucking give away. Meanwhile, you're probably profiting three or four or five times that, and you're sticking it right in your fucking pocket. Like I know King of the Web wasn't doling out seven grand every time there was a winner to give to this or that or this or that and again nothing wrong with altruism nothing wrong with giving to charities i just don't like it when it's at the the threat of shame it, it, it's like yeah. either you do this or you're a bad person it's like no if i don't do it i'm a person if i do do it i'm a good person you you, you can't you can't apply you can't apply that kind at of at the time logic there was this like, like if you were to ever admit you made videos in an effort like with a profit motive then you were a bad person right you had to the youtube was this like you couldn't be a money whore that was a thing that was a big deal on that thing though like so i ended up i gave all my seven grand to charity and um then shortly afterwards i entered the dancing contest and that thing was a lot more than seven grand i think first place was 25 grand but i also got like appearance fees on top of that and um uh, there were a handful of people like, you know, you got to give this away. You got to give this away. You got to And I'm like, no, I'm going to pay off my house. I gave the other one yeah. away. You guys can relax. Yeah. 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 You know, like, I think, yeah. you know, my, my conscience is clear. And, is it, uh, that's, it seems, that seems almost similar to like the, um, 
like the what is it virtue signaling kind of stuff where it's like people are saying like look at me you know because i'm i'm gonna be you know giving away and anyone that doesn't give away is a bad person that you know you gotta think of me as such a great person where they do the thing like you know not everybody has to give it away it's just something i personally feel compelled to do you know if you don't (laughs) more power to you maybe you're a piece of shit who am i to say like, but not like everyone could be a good is. person, you know. I uh, <laughs> no, Philip I, DeFranco <laughs> did that, but I thought he did it really. He's like basically Philly D's speech on it was, "Look, I'm giving it away. I, you know, it, it's what I can do. Not everyone's rich like me, so give him a break." And I was like, "Ah, I like your message, you know. Like, I, I'll take that." And he was defending the king of the web people that didn't give it away because some of yeah. them, you know, it, it meant a lot. Yeah. I, I didn't like that thing at all. I hate that. I, I hate when people <laughs> tell you what to do with your fucking money, and and uh, especially when they would always come up with some bullshit charity. Like like that's your passion, bro. Like like, may, your thing might be uh, you know uh, ALS or 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 it might be uh, breast cancer because because of uh, a family experience. We all have causes, diseases, wrong things in the world that we're passionate about. Don't act like my yours has to be mine. If you're so fucking passionate about like Nigerian uh, 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 mine victims with one leg, then you're the one who should be donating. You then you start running for king of the web. You win the seven grand, and then you give it to those hobbled bastards. It, it's fucking call it the IHOP campaign. I don't care, but I want to keep mine and I want to put the it in the IHOP bank campaign. Yeah. The other one that I don't like a lot is uh, when they want to do some kind of fundraiser. And their strategy is to have me do the fundraiser. Now, I'll get that much as as I used to. But um, it was like, hey, we're doing a 24-hour gaming charity. Are you free for 24 hours on March 13th or something? Like, wait a minute. How am I on on this thing now? You know, now suddenly, like, I'm doing your thing for you? Like, you're not really even doing it. Yeah, I'm available, but not free. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and to the right I gave my money to... To write love on our arms, which is like an anti sort of depression suicide thing. Yeah, really and, good one. Yeah, it was really small too. So I felt like the seven grand meant more a to them big than it impact. did like Red Cross. And um, since then, I've seen it pop up here and there. Like I was riding my motorcycle last week and I saw like a to write love on our arms bumper sticker on some random person's car. And I was like, I wonder if this thing went further than it ever would have. You know, because of, of that little seven grand I gave, you know, like it, they, and they wrote me like a personalized letter. They're like, oh my gosh, imagine our shock when we saw this sum, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, so they're not getting this every day, you know, like, yeah, yeah. But, you, you filled the coffers that year. Good on you. That, I, I'm glad you picked that one. Uh, that, that was a good one. Let me, uh, let me tell everyone a bit about Squarespace. This episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, a website, or an online store, make sure your next move is with Squarespace. With easy-to-use tools, they create beautiful websites. With Squarespace's all-in-one platform, there is nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. Squarespace is the absolute easiest way to get this stuff done. You can create beautiful websites or or, uh, online stores with uh, their award-winning template. Uh, Squarespace's award-winning templates are the most beautiful way to present your ideas online. Squarespace also offers a unique domain experience that's fully transparent and simple to set up. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world. Squarespace is used by a wide range of creatives and people, uh, musicians, designers, artists, restaurants, and more. Everybody needs their own corner of the internet today. So, Get started and start your free trial today at squarespace.com slash PKA. 
to get 10% off your first purchase. That's squarespace.com slash PKA. Begin the next move in your career today with Squarespace. They really are the best in the business at this. There's there's some other like bargain brand uh, services that claim they do these same things. But when you work with Squarespace, I mean, if you have a question, you can get it. You can get it answered. It, and you're not going to have any questions because it's so simple. It's like Legos for websites. So if if you need a website, an online store, uh, if you need a domain, definitely, definitely go to Squarespace and use our code for ten percent off. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Website, I, that's I, the answer. I used Squarespace for my site, and I, I absolutely love it because they have uh, a great template that I enjoy, but also they have the option that if, uh, if there's any feature that they don't have exactly in one of the templates, you can actually uh, add the CSS, and you can have different features added. That, you know, you can really make the site whatever you want, so I, I think that it's a you know, great service. I, I really, I'm really happy with it. Very cool. Yep. Um, there you go. Check them out. And... Oh, go ahead. I was going to tell everyone about, uh, well, I felt I thought maybe everybody would address nice, so I was going to tell them a little bit about jackthreads.com. I bet they do. Oh, I'd love to know. When was the last time you ordered clothes online and got to try them on before paying for them? Never. 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 Right? Well, that's exactly what jackthreads.com does. With jackthreads, you can try anything on at home for free, and you only pay for what you keep, whether it's a big-name brand or jackthreads in-house line. You can be sure you are 100% in love with the items you ordered before spending a cent. Instead of playing the internet roulette and gambling on a new size or style, just use jackthreads.com. I, I'm sure Taylor has a lot of trouble ordering hats. You, you never know. <laughs> How many X's should we put in there? There's never enough. <laughs> You'll have seven days to decide if your new items are working for you. Try them out. Get a second opinion. Make sure you're thrilled. It's not a, it's, it's a, if it's not a fit, don't worry. Jack Threads gives you everything you need to ship things back. Packaging, tape, a prepaid shipping label, all completely free. I'm a big procrastinator. So if, if that barrier uh, were not solved by Jack Threads, then I could end up in a scenario where I've kept a bunch of their stuff and they're, they're calling collections on me or something. But because Jack Threads sends you, Jack Threads sends you the packaging tape, the, pre, the prepaid shipping label, all the stuff you need to get the stuff you don't want back to them, all completely free, it's, it's just a no-brainer. It really is a better way to shop. So go to jackthreads.com, enter offer code PAINKILLER, and uh, when you submit your tryout uh, for 20% off, you keep... Yeah, let me read that again. Go to jackthreads.com and enter co code PAINKILLER when you submit your tryout for 20% off anything you keep. That's jackthreads.com, code PAINKILLER to save 20% on anything you keep. Never buy before you try ever again. A lot of people could use that uh, that same concept in life, that 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 little motto. There's a lot of unhappy ma marriages out there that could have been solved <laughs> if they did it the Jack Threads way. That's the new mail order bride system that I'm setting up. You see, normally you when you get a mail order bride, you're really sealing the deal. This uh this this Slovakian lady shows up at your house, die here. And, you know, you got to just fucking sign the certificate right then and there. And you got her whether she can use a mop or not. Her knees might be blown out. A woman with bad knees can't scrub, scrub worth a damn. Dwight Schrute taught me that. So I'm thinking we need a mail-order bride system where you try it before you buy it. And if you don't like her, they'll send a box, some packaging tape. You just wrap her up, tie her up, throw her back, send her back to Slovenia, Slovakia, yep. or wherever she came from. And you get a brand-new Slet 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 Vana 
or Ivana or whatever in a month. Slutvana. Slutvana. I like that. I, yeah. I, I feel like he's projecting. I am Slutvana. happening there. It's the job. That's a good name. I like, I, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe not for your wife. You know? Kyle, or I actually, really think fuck it. You should go for the younger one, Slutvanka. Slutvanka. <laughs> she just changes her name when she's married. Like, <laughs> Classy Vanka. Um, uh, I, I, I'm fascinated by the whole concept of the mail order bride. Uh, you, you, you know, it seems like uh, it seems like a good deal, right? Uh, I think you could get yourself a, a really good-looking lady. She's bilingual, right? In case you need to speak Turkmenistani uh, sometime around the world, uh, the way. An adventurous risk taker. Uh, uh, yep, and I right? feel like a lot of those chicks are really happy to be here. Like, like she steps out of wherever she she's like milking the cows one day, like you know, getting beaten up by the street toughs on her way to the electricity store and then the next thing she knows she's here in the uh, u.s event. yes the old east block <laughs> electricity yeah. stores and she gets her light charged up yeah, uh, yeah. yeah she goes she's, she's she's walking on down to the to the electricity store maybe riding her horse or whatever or goat i suppose for depending on what region she's from she comes here to the good old U.S. of A. I got electricity just pouring out of holes in the wall she's blown away by that there's no shit on my floor not a bit uh, no goats live in my uh, in my house. That's a huge upgrade. Oh, there's lube everywhere, but that helps <laughs> you get around. You just fucking you just fucking glide. You, you know, you know, it's 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 a bit of a workout. I really feel um, like the mail order bride yeah. adds she's that, gonna like, adventure aspect to her personality yeah, she's that you don't find regularly, right? Like here, you see a girl on Tinder who's gone hiking, and you think, yeah, this is a chick who gets out and about. But a mail order bride's got that times ten. Yeah. Um, and you can get it's some true. super fucking hot smoking chicks, and and you know, you can get whatever kind you want to be to be a bit crass about it. Like like if you want a a Filipina uh, a woman who's really small and tiny and and has a certain look, you could get her. You could totally get a Japanese girl, or you could get a Taiwanese girl, or you get one of those Eastern uh, Europeans. You get some fucking five foot ten blonde like badass chick that's like borderline perfect she may have the personality of fucking vladimir putin and she's always wanting to borrow your laptop for a little alone time so she can email her boss back home but eh, come on it's a good deal i think they're cheap too i think for like three grand you get like like a like a an eight or nine out of ten hot chick who will just no. live at your house and be your three mate forever they just show up and they just live there <laughs> three grand they just want a green card I think Taylor might be saying than all you my pay for the rest of their life. Yeah. Is that what you like were getting at? Oh, you are going to be bankrolling the whole process. Prenuptial agreement. And if things go bad, she can go back to Slovakia or Slovenia or, or wherever we got her from. You know? Like, like I, I see this as a no-brainer. Let, let, me, let me just find out how much of mail order. Is right there a return now. policy? Of course there's a return policy. Um, how much... Does a mail order bride cost? I, uh, is it is that a le mail legal? Order is it legal? Or is this an illegal com. thing? <laughs> mm, realistically, right, yeah, let's take a look at this. Well, that's a high end uh, establishment. Okay, I, I'm not looking it's for any of them fancy true. ladies with all of their teeth. Okay, it's 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 better if they don't have them. Quite frankly, so let's let's go to one of these. 
Let, let's, uh, Russian RussianCupid.com. I'm going to check yeah, this out. Yeah, I'm going to look for a Russian one. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to look for a Russian one that might help me with my show. You know, maybe that <laughs> roll her out every now and then. Let's see. Russian brides for sale prices. Okay. Ah, Alyssa. Elena. Svetlana. She's 37. She's a little... You know, I mean... Ooh. 30 here. Come on, Slitvana. And some of these are a little rough. I'm I'm not gonna lie, but I bet if you dig deep in the big <laughs> barrel of apples that is mail order bride bitches, you'll find a few shiny red ones. Okay. Yeah, Ella is Ella is concerning. Her, her bio is dear me. What am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something she would scrawl on the inside of her cell yeah. wall. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. I don't she know if this is a dating a site. She wrote that on toilet paper, rolled it up, and stuck it in a hole in the wall. <laughs> this is some weird kind of Tinder, man. Where's Ella? <laughs> oh dear, what am I doing here? Some of these aren't bad. Are you? Is anyone else on RussianCupid.com? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm on it. Where's um, Ella? Is she on the right left? She's. Uh, she was on the first page under Russian dating. You click on Russian dating, and then you scroll down. God damn, some of these aren't... So, what about Vera there? She's 24 from St. Petersburg. She's looking for a male 29 to a 41 for marriage. She's okay looking. She's like, she's like a 7. Yeah, yeah. In the face. Can't see much else. Um, uh, I mean, Victoria's a bit past her prime, quite frankly. The person... Okay, well, this person did not set up their profile correctly because their name is High. But it says, For a long time, the sole purpose of my life was self-destruction. Ooh, I'm not now a, that well, turns me know. on. I like that. Right. <laughs> Did you link me to that one? Because that's exactly what the fuck I'm looking for. Yeah, here's the... Uh, got something in common? Oh, we're going to bond. Yeah, and it'll probably yeah. be real bonding, not totally fake and contrived, because she's afraid of going back to a gulag. <laughs> Put the pretty ones in the gulag. I, I'll be honest, I'm having a hard time finding one pretty enough that I would spend $1,500 to get over here. I linked See, uh, that, yeah. This one's got like a dog in the picture, but it's just the dog's ass, and the dog is so weird looking that it might just be an enormous rat. You know what? I bet there's a huge influx of mail order brides murdering their husbands. I bet that is a much higher rate than the norm out there. I would wager. Maybe. Every now and then you'll find some porno, and it's like mail order bride taking the dick, and it's like, damn, she picked the wrong guy. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Tatiana <laughs> says she's just in search of something. Well, I think it, she's going to get something. Oh, yeah. You're going to find something, fine. all right. Yeah, yeah this, this this probably... Man, like, what all... do you, how do you sign up for this website? Like, what happens? Do you just, they're like, all... your, does your agent just show up one day and be like, oh, I'm uh, sorry, Jody, or I guess not sorry, congratulations, your number got called and someone paid for you, so you're hopping this shipping container. Are we sure that and, this is for people that are outside of Russia to find people in Russia? Yeah, or it says we'll relocate a... country. I oh, think okay. Kenza might be lying about her age. She it's doesn't look 27 to me. Oh, I'm changing to uh, search by young. Uh, you can search by teen. I'm hoping these girls are 18. I, I'm Look, I'm clicking teenage in the hopes that they're 18 and 19. Like, because that's... I'm clicking it. All right, they are. The <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, you know, we're you're listening here. So, so this is the page you want. I'll link to you guys. Now, I'm not saying that these girls are necessarily 
top tier or or the one you'd want to go for. But these are the ones who are of the correct age. If you're buying this is a safe for work, I can share it when I click on this. Yes, these are all oh, like right. Facebook profile photos. It's just uh, you know women's faces looking into a camera with a bit of fear in their eyes. Let's be honest. Kyle, they're not all winners. No, but they're all under 20 years old. Jessica okay. is frightening. I mean, Jessica clearly is missing a chromosome, okay? We'll ignore <laughs> yeah. her. We'll ignore her. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> That's the first one I clicked on. Yeah. Do sorry. you guys mind if I read... Yeah, uh, if I one too many. Can, can I read Jessica's uh, bio real quick? Just In her accent? Yes, please. <laughs> her what accent. does this mean? I will give all the dialogue bucks first. Ardent, this portal. Meet word and faith. So dialogue box, show me life, meet word, and loyalty. Girls who are look for accomplished person, find peace near mature men. Mature partner, much more experience and open to new spirituality. Who is ready to encounter and corresponding line? Is amenable and peace of mind, give a sense, security, stability. A man finds a sense of pride, troubleshooting, underscore, underscore, and L, underscore, underscore, topic in company with young wife. I'm not going to read the rest because it's really gone off the rails. Yeah, but this good. person <laughs> needed one. Nobody. Uh, there's no There's no editor on this site where they could go through and be like, you really, someone got to edit this for you. Because nobody's hand, picking you. It's so bad. I'm pretty sure it's not Google Translate. Right? I think that's actually yeah. her level of English. Whereas <laughs> if it were better, that might be Google Translate. She tried really hard for that bio. No, 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 no. That's the Russian Google Translate. <laughs> like, like, like yeah. they don't have Google. That's been blocked. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the Google the Translate things? The fucking translation. <laughs> She's using Ruble. <laughs> Ruble. Have you guys ever seen the, uh, the Google Translate things, where uh, they take they take a song and they put all the lyrics in Google Translate and then just translate it to a bunch of lyrics and then put it back in English and then sing the yeah. song with the new lyrics I and then just that. it doesn't mean anything. I, it's it was crazy. a good one. It, it, they used YouTube and basically the like two people had a short conversation. And then they had it again using the Google Translate, and then they had it again and again. They went through like five or six iterations until it made no sense whatsoever. All right, so this good. chick is a D cup. She's got a 40-inch bust, 26-inch waist, 41-inch hips. She, uh, uh, she's got earrings. That's her only body art. Um, Did you link her? says her best features are her personality. It's incoming. Um, no children. That's good. Let's see uh um, wavy hair. Mm. She's in Moscow. She's 19 years old. She's looking for a man 18 to 33. Um, Do you have her picture? This says she's currently living in South Korea. Yeah, she's she's Korean. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, her picture's eight. not popping up for me. Yeah, me oh, too. That's a I damn picture shit. either. Let me see if I can find the the picture. If I can like just get it. That's it's lame. A, uh, it's not stuck to the profile. She was a pretty Korean girl. Um, much better looking than some of these other girls. I mean, some of these just look like like victims of something. This lady <laughs> probably looks like this I website. Could, I bet I could purchase this lady and just be her agent in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm now, you know, a fight promoter for Mishka. You <laughs> the <laughs> destroyer. I, I, I'm wondering now. What? I saw this picture and 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 I just did not. She's not attractive, and, and I'll prove it if you click her second picture where she's in the snow with red hair. Yeah, she like looks her stats. like she's like high school occasionally drink. South. You know Paul? that director Guillermo del Toro who always makes those terrifying like fanciful monsters. 
She yeah. looks like she is the human like offspring of one of those. Her profile like, says, also, I am a little crazy. <laughs> It's it's not, uh, wait, <laughs> a zittle Casey? Yeah, this one says under appearance, it says attractive, and it also says under appearance attractive for the other one. But one of these that is a lie. But also, what are the other <laughs> options other than attractive on here? Like, mm. I think that might be the only option. They're trying yeah. to sell here, you know? <laughs> my, my, my appearance is unattractive. Yeah, I am homely. Yeah. <laughs> Very good with plow. <laughs> I was attracted. I will fight for fire. our family and for our bread. Yeah. I, 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 it's it, it's it's hard to find a good-looking eighteen-year-old here, or, or a good-looking oh girl. Period. Quite frankly, like like they it's all have. None of these girls are eighteen. A lot of them have resting bitch face. Um, the other, a couple of them look afraid. Quite frankly, like like they're at the very beginning of <laughs> one of those scary videos where you have to watch someone slowly get murdered in the woods. Um, it, it, and some of them just look like fake pictures because there, there's like there's like a lot of white blur on this on the on, on it's like overexposed. I agree uh, with what you're saying, and it's funny because my mind's eye when you walk through website. Russia or like Eastern Europe, they're all very pretty, high cheekbones, model type girls, and that does not describe the ones that put themselves up for mail order brides. Yeah, I, I'm gonna look for some Thailand uh, mail order brides because I feel like they've got. A bigger pool to uh, mm. to, uh, to 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 go from, and oh man, oh this is a winner. And I'll tell you how I know. As soon as I got to their website, they got a picture of a creepy, ugly Caucasian American man with a pretty fucking nice Thai, Thai, Thailandy chick, and she don't, and she's she looks happy. She's glad <laughs> to be there. I mean, she, if the bar is set that <gasps> low, running water. Oh. <laughs> Nice to meet you, Trumpasan. <laughs> she like slaps stuff out of your hand. You get the cholera with if you do not boil first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you won't. It's fine. I got Brita. A Britaru? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you work a Britaru? Can you log in to see him? Some brown uh, photos, have you no. seen the? Have you back on the on the Russian Cupid? Did you see the uh, the body style? And it says few extra pounds. That's her body style. <laughs> so noticed that. Still that was the age, that's a good like, thing. It shows that her father has many acres of potatoes. <laughs> um, I like these pictures. Like this isn't necessarily what we we're trying to do, but but like these are success pictures. These are pictures of like guys who have gotten mail order brides, and it's a picture of them sitting next to each other really awkwardly most of the time uh in one case even holding what i'm going to imagine is like the wedding documentation slash certification certification proliferation 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 god i hate it i couldn't remember that look at these pictures i mean yeah, some of these I, people are i think the thing to appreciate most is just the mismatch between the guy and the girl now this second one's not too big a mismatch really but agreed uh, the first one, the third one, the fourth one. Like I, I, I feel like all these guys are punching up. The picture. The last one on that page looks pretty, pretty creepy. When you yeah, go to this I'm website, the lady looking at you is looking at you like, oh, you don't fucking belong here. Yeah, like if this were a video, she'd be blinking out torture like those not like those fucking Korean POWs. <laughs> There's a next page I don't to look at more. I don't get this review. Just checking if she had signed back in, LOL. Ooh. So he's just seeing to see if 
He's, he's just checking in to see if she's cheating to find another husband. That's their success story. Gorgeous she's <laughs> It's going pretty well. You know, I only have to check once a week to see if she's cheating on me. I am not <laughs> signing in with Facebook on AnastasiaDate.com. No, thank you. Yeah, but what about Ty Cupid? <laughs> Ty Cupid sounds like a... Man, yeah, really let me down here. Ty Cupid I, looks like the exact same website as the uh, Russian Cupid. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, like they're they all just, owned by the same yeah, like, the fucking same. creepy old billionaire who, who, who like rapes bitches and, and steals right. them. Tasmanian Cupid. This like there's something about this like this really makes me sad. Does it? A lot, like all these guys like it, it it makes me sad in a way, but it also makes you happy. But like all these guys like they're not they don't seem like filthy pervert awful people at least in the reviews. Maybe that's an intentional front to put there, but most of it just seems like oh I felt my met my wife here. I was so lonely and I came over here and I met some women and I finally found someone who I think I'm good with. Like I don't know like, that sounds like a good thing and as long as nobody's being forced into it. So yeah. this site is called rosebrides.com, and I've only been on it for 30 seconds, but I've already seen, like, some good-looking women. Like, I see I, I see two or three that I, that I would be interested in. Um, well, I see two. Um, and... Bitch, you are not 35. On Ty Cupid, there's a, a woman named Kimberly on that, that link I posted, and there's no way she is from Thailand. I I think she just flew over there and now is looking yeah, for yeah like like that's she that that that's what that's what fat girls in the U S should do. They should fucking move to Thailand and become a mail order. <laughs> oh man, this is there's this some real Facebook we, uh... angles going on on Rose Brides. Yeah, man, I'm trying to. Right, if you scroll down, like third column, the one on the left, who's got kind of green hair. Her name is Carol, 1928. She's uh, Carolina. She's 20 yep. years old from Bogota, Colombia. I would move her right on in if she's anything like what she looks like. Five foot five, 117 pounds, dark brown hair. Um, let's see. Does she speak English? Nope. Spanish no. native. Excellent. Um, <laughs> it's just nothing but positive. She's Catholic. We'll what, get that worked out soon. Carolina, uh, she's a social drinker, so she's not. Uh, let's see, occupation sales rep. Okay, unemployed. Is she, did you link her? I'm sorry. Oh, I, I can. I, I described where she was, but I didn't send a direct I'm, link. But I will write this. Is, yeah, there's. Okay. There we go. Yeah, that was that. I yeah. we were definitely thinking the same way because that's the option on that page. That's clearly number one. Yeah, I like that look, and uh, and I like Latino women. I yeah, but they... have you considered Jubs? Um, let me go back and check out Jubs. There you go. There's Jubs. I bet she could cook some real nice enchiladas, man. I bet she. I bet she's friendly. I bet she'd appreciate anything and everything you did for. Her. Um, she she'd always be smiling. Jubs, you know. Is I think that's, she said, uh, I like to read magazines and newspapers. That's a little more vague than I thought in the reading <laughs> section. You know, I like to read books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, Carolina put, I, I like to read words. fiction and nonfiction. Fiction and, nonfiction and nonfiction. <laughs> I just like books. Yeah, I just like to read. <laughs> I'm a fan of words. Uh, this crazy. lady drinks never. I only eat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, I don't want any of these women who are like taking a stand right away on their mail order bride profile as to whether or not they're going to like drink or smoke or something. Like, you'll drink or smoke if I tell you to. Maybe I want you drunk. You'll drink. <laughs> well, it's also, I'm sure to them, it's like putting my best foot forward. Got to make sure that all the right answers are put here. Well, Nobody wants the answer that says, oh, yeah, constantly. Some people say too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a round the clock like thing. For always. People. Yeah, always. <laughs> or like right drunk right now. Yeah. Um, I, I'm scrolling pages in, and I've yet to find another that. I mean, there are some okay looking girls, like like it, some I would even say are pretty. But I'm having a hard time finding the one that you would pay to have transported here and marry. You know For what I mean? You, right. But what if you were really striking out here? Okay. Oh, then, th then there's right. a plethora, and that, that I, I don't want to come off as such a, a real cocksucker, but but because you phrased it that way, not me. But like, sure, there are guys who like maybe have never gotten laid, and, and just or, or like have such social uh, issues that maybe they they don't know, they can't approach a woman, and they just don't have the means or or whatever it is. And uh, and there are definitely lots of Cause good looking, attractive, good women on this website who just aren't you know, top, top tier. And I'm, what I'm looking for is like what an, you know, a 30-year-old good-looking fellow with a uh, gainfully employed would would uh, would would purchase from South America. And I'm just not seeing too much of it. Some of these, like this NUA8257, do you, I don't know if you, st I'll give you a link. Yeah, send me a, I'm, I'm scrolling through looking for one I can actually get. This one's from Brazil, don't want that Zika. Nah, this one looks too much like that Viet Cong girl from Rambo that dies at the end. Remember she gave him that jade necklace and then she gets gunned down and he goes into rage mode and takes them all out. She's, She's got pretty, that gap I, in her teeth. I gap she was in her even prettier too. when I saw this small photo. Man, look what at the attitude mean? here. About my match. That's what a serious say. relationship. Not funny, not game. <laughs> not funny, not game. This is not a game. Yeah, that's she's a Buddhist. I guess they're they really take themselves seriously. Oh, uh, I don't want any of that. No, I don't know. I I would prefer agnostic, honestly. Uh, yeah, I prefer know, I just I, nothing. I I want them living by my rule set. You know what I mean? Like I don't want them looking to some higher power and be like, oh, but this says this and that. It's like, no, I say this. Huh. I used to work with a lot of Buddhists. It's a pretty relaxed rule set. My says she reads fiction, so at least she knows it's fake. This one's into <laughs> martial arts. <laughs> You think she's referring to the Bible or something when, when oh, she I don't says know. that? The, the old Buddha book, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what their book Yeah, is there a religious... There's got to be some kind of religious... Let's see what the she's, Buddha... She's like, book only is. the Old Testament, though. <laughs> Let's see. The What is the Buddhist... Man, this is slowly becoming sadder and sadder because of the folly of women I'm finding. If there's someone out there who knows where you find the, I, like, I, I could have sworn that I've been to websites before where I was like blown away and like, shit, is this the way to go? Uh, here's one from Mexico. Now, now, oh man, you know how that, there's that thing on Reddit that's like the meme um, uh, market watch thing. It yeah. tells you what Mexican women gonna be very hot soon. They've got a <laughs> lot of motivation to get on up here and get some paperwork. All right, I think Liz here. Is uh, is gonna be hot to trot. You don't have to. You don't have to say m too much to her to get her right on up here. So you're a buy on Mexican women. I'm a buy <laughs> on Mexican women. Absolutely. Buy low. Buy low. That is the way you do it. Yeah. Yeah.
Is there a sell high after that as well? For... No, keep it. <laughs> you have to keep them? We don't talk about that. Yeah. Buy low and keep is our, <laughs> our strategy. Buy and hold. Buy and hold. I speak English basic. Perfect. Spanish fluent. You certainly Perfect. do. Yeah. You're not going to need to say much. I agree. Your yeah, mouth should be full. Occupation, architecture, that's a lie, and interior design. Oh, she she can decorate the house. Good. I love when she puts architecture in there like she's a metallurgical engineer or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> she put every single type of music in her favorite music. <coughs> I like I all music. <laughs> First thing I do is put on some, like, uh, Rammstein. <laughs> this is fucking blaring. You like it, huh? There's a 28-year-old who looks real hot, but that photo looks... Like it came out of a Colombian whorehouse. I don't know about that. I'm Man, sure a lot of them. Well, you really got to pick and choose here. You would think that there would be some like good-looking, non-spoiled, hot women that you could purchase on the internet. It's it seems tougher than I thought it would be. Yeah. <sighs> this one's got a bigger forehead than fucking George Costanza. I wonder what the shipping is like on women. Right, like oh, that's free. It's just a plane ticket, right? You know, just that doesn't sound free at all. And and how quickly will they get up and go? Because I'm looking for like oh, prime, she's ri- right. I need you her in two days. Ha- if they're on this website, uh-huh. they're not. They don't have a lot of things to tie loose ends to tie up back home. Mm. It's time to be like, yeah, I'll that's be true. there sometime in the fall. I got a lot to take care of that's here good. with my job and my house and all my family and friends. Oh wait. No, I don't. I don't have any of those things. Amazon See you tomorrow. has positively spoiled me. I don't want my mail order bride just taking six days to arrive. That's bullshit. Yeah, I'm, I, I might overnight deliver that chick UPS. I mean, she'd probably say yes. Some Imagine of how much box. of a nightmare it is as a human <laughs> to get overnight delivered. It's a chicken a box girl. <laughs> That was like uh, one of the recommended videos on my homepage a while ago. It was like someone saying that they shipped themselves in a box, but I, I That's can't fake. believe that that I was real. That, that had to be the same fake. guy who faked the fucking terror thing on the plane. So like, it, it, if oh, you see, okay. I, I know a couple of the guys who make the big prank videos, like the bigger channels, and 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 just just to be frank, like that that's all fake. You know, it's yeah. and it's okay that it's fake. Because every comedy we've ever seen is fake. I watched Caddyshack last night and died laughing. But every a- ounce of it is fake. You know I mean, what? Bill Murray is improving all of his lines, which is impressive as hell. But it's all fake. Nobody's playing yeah. golf. And I, Ronnie Dangerfield like really isn't ruining a country. You know it's yeah. fake. You enjoy it. You just got to view it like yeah. that. There are people Man, I wish staying I could... overnight in stores. Oh, the... Well, what is that? Turn your video back He'll be on. back as soon as that happens. Oh, God. Did he just disappear off. from the call? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, did. He, got, he gets cut off now and then. Um, yeah. There are people. St- oh, Kyle, can you turn your video on? If you did. Oh, I thought it did. I'll get right on it. Okay. Um, there are people staying overnight in stores. Like they go to Walmart and they build like huts or little castles out of dog food or pampers, and they just stay in quietly and they hide. Are you saying that's fake? Kyle's um, waving. The people who stay. The people who stay at um, um, IKEA. 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 IKEA they got that's busted. real. Yeah. And, and like yeah, that's they, real. They've um, I, th- I don't know if they said my they were girl. going to or if they actually did. Did you link one? Um, I think I found one. Mila from the Ukraine. She does look pretty. There's not a lot of Mila in this shot. Ninety-seven pounds. <sighs> There's not promising. a lot to hide. Yeah, that's right. Even if yeah, it's pretty she, cheap shipping. 
All right. <laughs> That's a strong point. <laughs> Let's see. She's got dark, uh, says dark blonde hair, though that's clearly brown. Um, so I don't know about this instantly. <laughs> yeah. that, that's hilarious. That's that's an approach I haven't heard a girl say before. Dark blonde. <laughs> that's just brown. <laughs> My hair is a very dark blonde. Yes. Yeah. The dark is, oh, wow. This is like a dating site. I think I can make a profile for myself and these bitches can come to me. Oh, this poor fellow. Oh, good. You should, you know what, Kyle? That's a great prank. You start flirting with one of these girls and then drop the hammer where you're like, great. So when can I move to Russia? <laughs> <laughs> it's so rough here with Trump. You have no idea. You mean you are not bringing me to America? <laughs> she looks great for No, 33. no, I've got kids and everything. We're Does coming right over to the Ukraine. She's yeah, either holding up right really over. well it's or gonna be that's right an old picture. Our She's 33 years old, though. We're jumping quite, into UPS box altogether. And quite frankly, that, that that's too old. Um, 30 at 33. Not not if I were dating someone, but if I'm buying someone, I'm just not going to buy a 33 year old woman. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Yeah. I like how you just assumed that buying people now oh, is the, just the norm. The pound, <laughs> and that you go to the pound, right? They got one dog over there that's like a fucking like Irish. Uh, 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 like like uh, a herding dog, one of those blue, um, not Irish, but uh, Australian herding dogs, and he's fucking jumping three. He's he's got a vertical twice his body height, hopping up and down, looking everywhere, licking your hands, going crazy. And then they got some old decrepit fuck with like doggy Parkinson's. You don't pick that one. You're you know you're buying in here. This you can't just leave one of these girls on the side of the road. You're stuck with her. So what you're saying is, if the girl's thirty three, you should lease her. Is, uh, I don't know if I'd lease, maybe borrow, but 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 I, I I'm really looking for an 18 to 25 year old woman. I think here. And this man, isn't jack threads. It costs money to ship these people back. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 that's that. See, now that's the site I'm going to start. I'll, I'll I'll ship you the woman, and if you don't like her, I'll send all the packaging tape, the narcotics <laughs> to put her unconscious, the box, everything <laughs> you need to get her. To get her right back to her uh, her uh, state of origin, wherever what is that drug? they propofleplene, the Michael Jackson drug, uh, propofol, propofol. Oh, propofol. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that might kill her. We, why don't we just? Uh... Oh, I have a I have a propofol story. Go so, on. Uh, Go right ahead. Uh, uh, this is easy. not a necessarily, um, you know, uh, you know, it's not as crazy uh, as it, you know he might expect from saying. I have a propofol story, but basically, um, so I have like an autoimmune disease, um, Crohn's, and so in order to like get that all checked out and everything, uh, you have to get like colonoscopies and everything. And uh, for me, they they would put me under, and they would tell me uh, like before that, uh, like the the guy. So he's the anesthesiologist, and he's about to you know put me under, and he says, you know, we call this one the Michael Jackson drug. And I said, what? And he said, yeah, because this is what killed Michael Jackson. And that's the last thing I remember before I woke up. And that was the weirdest thing for somebody <laughs> to say to me. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my that was my propofol story. That was crazy that he that he said that. But it was just it was the most I, I'm never going to forget that because that was the I was like freaked out for a second. And then I passed out and then I woke up and I was like, what did he say to me? Have you ever had yeah. him count backwards? 
I used to resist, yep. like like it was a test of my manhood to resist yeah. anesthesia. And they like, count backwards from 100. If you make it to 97, something weird has happened. But the Wings of Redemption said he got a colonoscopy with no anesthesia. That they just went in there. I've heard that some it. people... That they just snaked his intestines? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. And I, I, I just don't know what the scoop is. He's also it's young. not a thing. There's no it. way, right? I don't know. I'm asking I don't know. Blaze. I don't even know for a colonoscopy. Is that uh, normal? To have? Uh, for someone is to he not... talking about the time his granny fingered his asshole? <laughs> no, is, is that what he's calling a colonoscopy? Is it, so you're saying is Maybe. it normal for someone to not get put under? Like, yeah, I have no idea. A... I, I've always <clears throat> been knocked out, but there was, I mean, I've only had it twice, but there was a, uh, um, a video I saw online where someone, uh, I think it was like a news station wanted to do someone getting a colonoscopy live on TV. And like one of the anchors like did it, and he was awake the entire time, and he was like talking. But I think that they gave him some kind of thing where he was a little bit loopy. You know, he was a little bit. Oh, what do they yeah, give women? Years. What's it called when they have babies? A, a piece. An epidural. Epidural. Epidural is what I'm looking for. Yeah. Maybe he had something in that family. No, it you says would rather. Some patients undergo colonoscopies, do so without any anesthetics at all, but the majority still get conscious sedation, mm -hmm. a combination of drugs to relax you and block pain. Although they are semi-conscious semi during the procedure, most patients don't remember much about it afterwards yeah. so i guess some people do maybe it depends on the extent to which they're swabbing out your asshole i, I have yeah, no I memory have, of it i have one thing so i um this is like three four years ago or something joe lozon broke my hand it's a service he offers and um i had to have it joe repaired. says i broke it yeah he does it's his job he denies uh responsibility but um uh anyway to repair it they had put a bunch of pins in it that you had to remove and uh, the pins were like just under the skin. So when you took the cast off, you couldn't see them, but you could like make a small slice. And uh, they look like nails with a rounded head instead of a flat head. Finishing nails. Okay. So um, uh, anyway, he went in there with what anyone would just call pliers, like needle nose pliers, and started yanking them out. And in terms of anesthesia, there wasn't much, just like, like Novocaine maybe, or, or maybe he even just wiped something on it. That, that, so I felt every ounce of it. And he couldn't find them. In, in some places. So he's digging around with the pliers, looking for the head of it. Oh, and every so often there was this metal on metal kind of like jarring that- Like a click, you know, yeah. Like when like, it would slip off. When it would slip off or even when he would find it cause he's hunting for it. And it's like sort of a like, oh well shit, you know, that was it. You know, like it, he found it. And uh, I uploaded the video to YouTube and a couple of European guys were like, your healthcare sucks. That is barbaric, and there's no way that that would ever fly here. And I thought, yeah, that was a little barbaric. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, he was just, that was just nails and pliers yanking he out He was just bone. probing around. Yeah, he couldn't get yeah. them all. I, I, we had to schedule a surgery where he could find them when I was under. That last one I linked looked, looks a little bit like, like a young Katie Holmes. Uh, uh, Tamara? I see it. I see it. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're kind of right. Uh -huh. I would swipe right if that was just a regular Tinder person. Yeah, for sure. Know? Yeah, see, that's what I'm basing this on. Like, like a lot of these are are are, are, are rough looking. I you would think she does have kids, though. Tamara has yep. kids. Oh, she looks home. way better in her primary picture. Like, <laughs> I have this Chrome thing that lets me hover and see like the larger image, and uh, the bottom ones are are not as good as the primary. Yeah. yeah, I feel like you get a lot more in depth if we actually sign up for this service, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah.
Yeah. I have to talk to my girlfriend. I wonder if she'd be open for us getting a mail order bride. I know she hates doing the dishes. Duff, <laughs> you're already having in. There you go. She's yeah. just coming over to do the dishes. And then you slowly amp it up from there. She just she needs the shower too. And I was late, you know? Like so <laughs> save <Wait>. water. <laughs> I don't know. I can make this work. Yeah. I, I bet it's uh I can't imagine I don't know, I feel like these they would either be super, super like, Oh, thank you so much. Like this is awesome. Freedom. And I can you know, I don't I'm not starving to death or whatever or they'd be like oh this isn't as good as russia was i thought you were a big a rich american man you live in shitty yeah. little house or like whatever yeah they would say who knows yeah i think i i think if, i think your goal would be to like blow them away so that they're more pliable right like you get them here and you really show them a good time and, and really show off all the differences the things and, and you probe beforehand find out what is it that's so bad about russia and then when you get here you're like oh in the amusement park, you, you you go to ride the rides, but instead they just beat you with sticks. <laughs> so, you know, you like, you take her to Six Flags, and, and she'd be she'd be flinching as we went through the doors. But then she'd ride some roller coasters and be like, "Oh, this is so much better." Or maybe call it Six Whips. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'd, I'd make her like sit down and then be like, "All right, we're gonna watch the moon landing, and then we're gonna watch Miracle on Ice." And you're gonna sit here and watch the whole thing and see how it really then Rocky happened. Four. Yeah, and then Rocky Four. <laughs> Man, you, you guys really thought you were the shit in 1980, huh? <laughs> and they're just like a bunch of Bobby Fischer compilations. That's, or whatever. And that's the thing, though. You make you make it seem like all of that is real, accurate stuff that happened. Like the moon landing is just as real as Rocky Four. She gets, she's like. He is like a piece of steel. Oh, dear God, Italian stallion! Wow! Like, like she's just blown away. You're like, yeah, this is American power. You just, just go through the whole. At thing. the beginning of the movie, I really had a lot of faith in Dolph Lundgren. You know, <laughs> I didn't even know he was Russian. You know, <laughs> I don't remember which one he's in, but it's four. Four. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, three was Clubber Lang, and then um, um, Carl Weathers is the first two. And then they fights Tommy Gunn in the fifth one, which should just be ignored. And then the sixth one comes along, which ain't so bad. I didn't even know there was a Rocky Six. That's the good one. Balboa. The, the fifth That's one. The good I one. saw your... Uh... You know, that life isn't about... Uh, how hard you can hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep on coming that, that that's rocky five um he had some other, oh this ain't no pie eating contest you know at the end when he's gonna fight and his friends offer to help yeah, him yeah, he's like no yeah. i got this this isn't a pie eating contest and and then the like the jesse uh the jesse jackson sort of impersonator actor who's like like the representation for tommy gunn the new upstart like jerk of a boxer he, he he's standing there with his like like a mink coat he's like go ahead i'll sue you and fucking Balboa just decks him, like sends him flying through the air onto the hood of a car. He's like, go ahead, I ain't got nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have shit anymore. Poor Balboa. He's still, you know, in Rocky too. he's got like two Lambos, like one wasn't enough. Ah, I, I like those movies. That's but. the Conor McGregor career arc. I enjoy watching. You know what he's doing right now? Buying a he's second a Lambo? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, he's in Venice, Italy right now in some ridiculous sports car, like driving down the streets going, you'll do, no, you'll do fucking nothing. Like just waving <laughs> at people as he goes, driving like a quarter million dollar Murcielago or some shit. Like he's living it up right now. He and was he, he's driving the around the streets of Venice. He's in a lot of trouble. 
He's well, he's got that's true. He needs a boat right? for that. Yeah, <laughs> I see where you're headed with that. That's a good point. They have real streams. Come on, it's not all canals. I don't know. <laughs> you, think, you think ever? You think you think you like step out your door, like dive in and start breaststroking your way to the office? Like, come on, man. Not everybody has a boat. It's a lot of bridges too. Like you can walk everywhere. What I think. A city. Anyway. Yeah. Um, um, do we want to do any UFC talk? I guess we, we covered we Joe Lozon. Uh, very, was, very pumped I, about that, so no need to go there. I, I did want to uh, quickly. So Uriah Faber and McGregor were in this argument, and McGregor was talking about all the money he makes. That's one of his favorite, like, I'm, I'm very successful, and he is. And Faber was like, you watch. In 10 years, I'll have more than you. And I kind of want to watch this play out. McGregor pours his money into, like, depreciating assets and, you know, women and blow or whatever he's buying. As far as we yeah. Yeah, appreciating well, assets much yeah. though like right like, like like i think you can you could put on the show that connor has put on very cheaply if you lease a car for 18 <laughs> months you know you don't if you're he's in a rolls royce that's the car he was in i remember now he's in okay. a rolls royce in Venice. Those, those were the images you can lease that car for like five or six grand a month or something like that that's what it costs like you can get those crazy most expensive cars in the world for five ten grand a month you can also be part of these like these uh i don't know what you call it it's, it's like a co-op where mm-hmm. like 30 rich guys will all pool their money and we all sort of own a fleet of cars and it's it's almost like a, a timeshare for like super high-end cars and stuff there's cheap ways to go about it you did notice he didn't buy that fucking quarter million dollar mink coat or whatever he's not with that the tag stupid on it. yet <laughs> with the tag on it i saw that tag and i was like that i was like that's not embarrassing that's smart as fuck like, like, he's playing a mind game up there, and then he's going to return this thing to the fucking store, and the store's probably going to thank him when it's over for the advertising. Somebody will probably come buy that thing because Conor McGregor wore it. I don't know how he does I, it specifically, but 50 Cent, you know, he had to testify. So 50 Cent's also declaring bankruptcy, and then there, he's, like, sitting there with all these cars and stacks of money and stuff, and he's like, that's all for show. I, 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 my career requires me to pretend that I'm rich. And, yeah. uh, it's and, then, and then hookers and blow are cheap, too. Like, like, like I mean... At the kind of money he makes, yeah, yeah, yeah. twenty million a fight. Like, 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 he's he's definitely not hurting. Pretty much everything's cheap if you're making twenty million a fight. Yeah, he like the only way Connor is going to be poorer than Uriah Faber in ten years is if Connor gets taken advantage of, or or hurt really bad, or develops an actual drug problem, not a cocaine problem. Because you can't you can't buy. You can't snort enough coke with that. He's got more money than he can snort, snort coke. You know what I mean? Like he's got, he, he could buy enough coke to last him for the next twenty years and be just fine. I it's swear just not coke that expensive. Has, like decline Become in how mainstream. scary people think it is, right? Like it, yeah. what, in the eighties, coke was like heroin and meth and coke and I don't know what the worst ones are, but like it was in that class. Yeah. Now people consider it almost like pot plus or Adderall. You know, like it's Yeah, it's not like if you talk to anyone, there's a very different vibe talking about like meth or heroin. Like those are the ones I think that every in everybody's book, unless you're a meth head or a heroin addict, that like that's the top of your list of like yeah, meth, heroin, crack um, what's another crazy one? PCP. That's one that's so bananas angel you don't dust. think about it. Yeah, angel dust. Oh, Definitely not. What is angel dust? Does that have another name? PCP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's just a chemical compound that's going to end up sending you into a scary, scary place. And often the times the it, those are the guys that end up being naked on the street, punching fences and, and like police. roaring 
and like roaring like a berserker at the police and stuff like that. Like, yeah, come on, I'll kill you all with my bare hands. Because they're so just whacked out that they think that. And the cops in, are like, I'm going to have to kill you in, in high three, school? two, one. Yeah. In high school, they taught us that they like laced PCP and all the other stuff that you liked. Like, oh, you know, do you want to try acid? Do you want to try shrooms? Do you want to try marijuana? Might be a little PCP in there because people are just yeah. giving that shit away for uh, free to scare you. Yeah, the, the PCP <laughs> dealer in that case is terrible at selling their product. Right? They're just sprinkling it about, you know. You know what How they told us? How are you going to know if anybody school? wants the PCP? I don't know. The anti-drug message when I was in high school was that marijuana funds terrorism. Uh, it was that, and yeah. uh, uh, which is Opiates horseshit. Might. Opiates do. Yeah. But only because the United States lets it happen. Mm -hmm. So st don't point the fucking finger at the Afghanis, the poor tribesman who's just trying to grow some poppy for his people. Maybe don't even point it too hard at the at, at the Taliban, though. They need something else pointed at them. Point it right at the at the fucking United States government, the CIA, the Central Command, the people who are over there guarding the fucking poppy plants with our tax dollars, our weaponry, and allowing it to go on because it's just part of a big fucking uh, system that they can't let stop turning. Well, they decided that disrupting their economy was a bad idea. That that was the decision that they made. I can't say if it's right but, or wrong, but that's the thought process. It's not just you know. We we could have sub it would it seems like it would have been a, a nicer uh, thing to subsidize some corn growth over there right like then like let them continue growing fucking heroin would corn grow over there no of course not it's fucking I think that heroin shit. is I think that they're just you know they found something dates. that grew and they're like all right we got dates or opium and I can't eat any more goddamn dates I'm shitting my brains out <laughs> we got just a surplus of olive oil and we just yeah, they're just eating I've... dates and olive oil no wonder they need a little bit of drugs they're spending all day on the toilet and they live around. Sand. I'd say the so profit horrible. margins on a poppy plant are quite fucking high. Like, I heard that there was I mean? a story of someone that was, I think it was on PCP or something, and they uh, they had fireworks, and they just held on to them, and it actually blew off their hand, and they just didn't even realize it, and they just kept going about their day, just like talking to everybody like it was normal, and then like the, the people, like the cops show up, and then there's people from the hospital like treating them, and they still don't realize what's going on. Because God, I hope I never stuff. lose my fucking hands. I, I, I love them so much. My I entire job size. is my hands too. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, magic. Your magic's gonna get really shitty, yeah, if without those hands. Yeah, you but you're trying magic... to like flip one do, card with an elbow. Do any of your magic tricks involve explosives or guillotines? I don't think so. You'll be just fine. Like, like, like I, I'm three weeks away from from fucking playing with debt cord. Like, I, I'm a little afraid of of messing with my hands. I'm one a little of my afraid of losing fucked. them. Like the, my it's... left hand doesn't work very well at all. I uh, I damaged it when I was a teenager. Um, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. A, there's yeah. a magician named Madi Gilbert or something like that, and he's actually a handless magician. He was born without hands, and he went on Penn and Teller fool us, and he actually fooled them with without hands, and he did like his own versions of stuff by like putting the cards in his mouth and things. Uh, yeah, it was very very interesting. I, I've heard that he's a very nice guy, but I've never gotten the chance to meet him. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that that was something that was really interesting. Kind of tying into some of the stuff we talked about. In Russia, they're contemplating legislation that will ban selling cigarettes to people who were born in 2015 or later. Right? So it won't hit for a while, I assume. But they're basically saying everyone who's, I'll call them two years old now or younger, can't sell cigarettes to that generation. And they're just going to flat out remove cigarette smoking from their country. 
Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's not all that happen. all that is is a it, I, I, I'm surprised it's Russia. It, it seemed like more of a thing that, that we would do to sort of appeal to a certain voting demographic without disrupting uh, the other because what because two year olds aren't voting. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, yeah. and 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 who was going to say no, 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 no. When 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 my toddler grows up, he should be able to have a pack of Marlboro Reds. God damn it. I'm not voting for you. Like, yeah, like I'll say that. That you that's should. totally politically motivated in some way. It's it's smart though. Like like yeah, it should, but it should, it should yeah, but there's not the really cigarettes. a huge incentive to do this smart political thing when Putin's like, yeah, I'm gonna God. hold power until I die. That's Nobody's true. gonna be like, man, Putin. Uh, really you know what it is? Yeah, you know what it is? Here's my here's my second guess as to why Russia's population is shrinking. Mm. It is mm. shrinking. Ours is growing quite pretty rapidly. I mean, we're not the Chinese or anything, but. The, uh, the 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 Russian's population is shrinking, and I and I and every time I, Russia comes up, I like to point out that their economy is the size of Italy's. I think um, the Russian motivation is economic. I think they feel like it would save a lot of money in public health care and, okay. and disease. Um, yeah, that's that's the yeah. thinking. Hmm. So is that also a true. ban on uh, anything that's like nicotine related? So uh, is that like also like the e-cigarettes and everything, uh, or? Are they just banning the the cigarettes? The article doesn't outline that stuff. I, don't, I didn't hmm. know what I thought of it, right? Because like, there's a part of me that's like, yes, ban it. It's obviously bad decision making, you know, yeah. step in, etc. But there's another part of me that's like, oh, Woody, so you're saying you really value freedom, but only the ones that don't impact you. Like, I, I'm trying not to be. I try to put myself in the other side of it and see what I'd think. You know, if they were yeah. banning something I really valued, I'd be like, what the fuck? America's not free. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's... I. That's a tough one because it's something that I'm not in favor of. Uh, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to take away someone else's freedom to have it. But you don't really have that kind of freedom in Russia, anyways, right? It, so it's... it's like helmet laws or seatbelt laws between my ears, anyway. Like, like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I get that it's a personal freedom. But it's also a collective decision where we have to bail your stupid ass out for making these bad decisions. Have you ever seen the video where the guy gets pulled over on his motorcycle for wearing a homemade helmet? No. No, I haven't seen that. He makes a homemade helmet that is to the specifications of the law. And it, and it is like a piece of plastic this big around with four holes in it and straps like lace that just attach it to his head. And in court, he he's like making the he's making the 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 officers and the judge and everybody read out the definition of a fucking helmet. Well, it it, it covers the the skull. Check. Um, it's secured by a chin strap. Check. And it just kept going down the line. It was like, God damn it, that's a fucking helmet that he made. Like, like it was it was so funny to see this guy wow. clearly fucking with the cops because mm -hmm. he has too much time on his hands. Yeah, and just are, wanted to like fight against the helmet law. I I know a little bit because I've been shopping for helmets lately, and uh, it's you really as I'm thinking about it, based on what I know, that guy could be right. You know, there are tests you have to pass that uh, like you have to drop it, and it has to no, so many G's don't go through. I think there's a puncture resistance. You have to drop it twice in the same spot. Like there's there's different tests that they run, but you don't have to run those tests in advance. You just it, if you fail them, then there's giant fines. But it's not like every helmet out there has been tested. That's not how the DOT rating works anyway. They just mm -hmm. build it so that they 
would, they know they could pass the test and they can avoid the fine. So yeah, this guy could totally make his own fiberglass and paper mache helmet, not have it tested and be legal. I don't think a helmet should be required if you are fully insured. Um, I, you know, I think that if you're, uh, if you're fully insured and that nobody else is going to have to pick up the check to, to put your brains back in, um, you know, just ride, do it. You're stupid enough to do it, do it. Like, I don't know about you, but look, you ride motorcycles. You've owned motorcycles. I haven't. I got on one once and went to the end of the street and back and was like, that's incredible amount of power. Please no more. Like, like this is. This is like this. This is too much. I'll kill myself if I get on this, and if I hit a fucking rabbit at night, et cetera, et cetera. It was too scary. It was too much. I knew I'd die. But yeah. I would never get on that thing without a helmet and full gear. Like, like I'm kind of an accessory guy anyway. Like, if I'm gonna be into something, I'm gonna have all the cool shit that comes along with it, whether it's guns or virtual reality or fucking you know whatever. So I I would totally have like the full like gear with the I've noticed on the back. It's almost like a shield on on the in your back to protect you from that road rash. Um, when I see road rash injuries, even if they're on this like fail fail army on YouTube, I cringe in a way that I don't cringe if somebody just busts their butt or hits their head or gets punched in the MMA. That sort of skin being sheared it's off, a sanded heal, off, isn't it? The healing it's on a, that hurts. It's it because there's a bruise beneath it that's deep. Like I remember, go, I remember on a bike uh, ter- going down sideways, and like my right ass cheek, from my right ass cheek, like up to most of my thigh, hit gravel and like hard, and just went and slid. Ugh. And there was the, the there was a knot inside the bruise. You ever get bruises like that that have mm-hmm. a hard knot in the center of them? I don't know what causes that, but that's what I had. I guess maybe a real bad bruise. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Wow. And I've had road rash. I had it on my face that time, like like mm-hmm. there and and there and and here some, um, but you just neosporined up and never touched it and it healed in seven or eight days. But like, I've had some that took longer than that, and it hurts during the healing process. And there's like scabs that look shower. like that look uh, that look like like tectonic plates almost with divisions in between them and ooze and like plasma and like it's a Do real. You, use, you ever use peroxide on them? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I like burns. watching it. I like doing that. Like, like I had a really bad one on this elbow one time that was like maybe, maybe twice the size of a silver dollar. Like it was big and oval shaped because of the way I had fallen and, and mm-hmm. slid it. And I would, I, I don't know. It was like, I was 14 or 15 and I just thought it was kind of cool to pour perox- hydrogen peroxide on it and watch it bubble and foam and stuff like that. I don't know if that aids the healing process. I think it, I think it dries it out. Yeah, I heard that um, that, that peroxide, it, it unless it's absolutely necessary, it really um, it kills the bacteria, but it also kills a lot of the cells that are necessary for like restoring it. So it takes a lot longer to heal. Yeah, I bet it's um, killing all the white blood cells that are there yeah. fighting infection and stuff. It's it's probably bad for you, but I just like that, that when it foams yeah. up, it does that whole thing. And like I was. I really liked that as a kid. Like I would pour hydrogen peroxide on filthy things to just watch. Like, like, like oh, some dog shit. Ooh, let's see. You know, it's, like, it's just a cool now reaction it's safe to that eat. would happen. No, and I had this thought in my head, like, yeah, all them dog shit germs, you all die. Yes, I have my poison here. I like Kyle's thought of you know helmet laws are required. Or you can you get away without a helmet as long as you buy your own insurance, but it never seems to work out like that. Like yeah. minimum insurance is what like ten grand or something that doesn't put mm-hmm. your brain back in it. That always seems to fall on the community. That's that 
I don't want to get into the whole Obamacare thing, but the individual mandate that makes everyone buy their own insurance, I, I kind of like it because I feel like the alternative is a lot of people dodge responsibility. They show up at the emergency room and say, oh, my God, please help me. They need two kinds of hospitals. We need, we, need, we, need, we need two classes of hospital for a system like that. That's the only way it's going to work, right? That or you just fucking turn them away at the door and let them bleed out in the alley. So Nobody likes that. that. That's an option, no one likes but... it, right? Yeah. It's, so we'll see. I, I was. I, we'll see. You show up bleeding. Up you're fucking shot. You're like, let me see your insurance card. Well, uh, uh, I decided to 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 pay the the eight hundred dollar fine instead. <laughs> Mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that was an error. <laughs> what you want to do is go down the street. Julio's Medical Service at Tire and Lube. Okay. <laughs> All right. He's got a can of fix a flat and a high school diploma that Marco wrote up for him. He'll take care of it. Just you. spray some WD forty on it. And then Nobody it, wants it, that, it, and neither tape. do I, because that's not what a, a modern civilized, civilized, best country in the world kind of civilization should do. But maybe a two class system is the way to go. Because if you're not going to get your fucking insurance, then I shouldn't have to fucking pay for your catastrophic injury that you brought upon yourself whether it's through obesity or riding a motorcycle without a helmet either way yeah i was thinking about what what you were saying with um it, relating this to like the cigarette thing where this is like you know you're making people wear a helmet or you're saying that no one's allowed to buy cigarettes uh i feel like then you could say like no one's allowed to buy cigarettes because it's detrimental to yourself. It's dangerous to your health. And then someone could say no one's allowed to buy guns because it's detrimental to their health and or to like their safety. And then you could say no one's allowed to buy you know this type of car. And then you're really starting to ta- yeah you're you're really starting to take away you know people's freedoms at that point. No and- no no you can you can you can buy all the Twinkies you want. It's only a problem when you eat 10 of them a day for 10 years and it's clear that you have poisoned yourself and now I have to provide the antidote. You can buy an armory of weapons, but it's only my problem when you're stupid and you fucking shoot yourself in the thigh doing quick draw drills because you're a dummy. You know what I mean? Like, like, like. Do you think the same responsibility involved? Do you think the same personal responsibility should be applied to uh, to cigarettes? That's what I'm saying is like it, for Only, the Russian thing that that concerned me because I was like they could take away whatever they want now. Here's here's why that's different because there are plenty and plenty of people who have smoked two, three packs a day of cigarettes their entire lives and they've got good fucking cardio. You know what I mean? You see those old baseball players burning a Marlboro going out and, and, and going three for four. It, it's not a given that being a, 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 a habitual cigarette smoker is going to cause health problems. So you can you can't punish them and you can't do anything to them until they're until they have lung cancer and the and the doctor says, "Yeah, this lung cancer is caused by your cigarette smoking. This emphysema is caused by your cigarette smoking." That, Only then I feel like that standard is holds up to all the other things, right? Like it's not a yeah. given. There are people who ride motorcycles without getting in accidents. There's people who fly paramotors, people who own guns. Like that not a given thing applies to lots of dangerous activities. However, the, the difference is you could get lung cancer while being a smoker, but it wasn't the cigarette's fault. Yeah. Or you could yeah. get imp- – what if you got genetic, genetic emphysema? I don't even know if that's a thing. 
right? I don't know. I, I'm not. I, I'm not educated. But let, let's say that you can get emphysema <laughs> because of got a law school. <laughs> Maybe he knows. <laughs> let's say that you could get emphysema no through through a genetic uh, pre predisposition or, or or predilection, or or you just you were just gonna get lung cancer even if you spent every day on a nebula nebulizer your whole life. Then I don't punish you for smoking some Marlboro Reds. If that doctor can prove to me, prove, not just say, eh, it could be. If they prove that the cigarettes didn't do it, then yeah, I'll fit your, I'll fit your bill. You had a genetic condition. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a mild is... difference and a small little caveat that's not even relevant. I just thought I'd throw it out there because it's what's in my head. Yeah, that same logic is why I, I think that I'm against like you know that whole Russian law that we were talking about at the start of the yeah. conversation. You know, the, the idea of saying that people born after this date now can't smoke. You you could then immediately at any time say you know people at at this age can't get guns, and then it's like yeah. you can you just can't take away whatever. Drink more if you're born after 2020 because we're having too many liver problems in our population or whatever they want to say. And I don't yeah. like, like comparing. They can shut anything down. It seems like a lot of us were on board with the idea that, hey, you can do dangerous shit. You just have to pay for it. You know, do yes. you want to fly a paramotor? Then your health insurance yeah. should cost more. You know, do you want to own guns? Same thing. Smoke cigarettes? Same thing. What you can't do, or you could state it the other way, if you live a risk-free life, then you get a discount. Yeah, safe driver discount with Allstate. That's what you get. Everybody should have one of those things. Boop! Stuck in the back of their head, just measuring their bloodstream all the time. The whole thing. Your insurance rate is based <laughs> on how many G forces you you take yes. in during a week. How much? If you're accelerating too fast in your car, if you're fucking doing Taekwondo in your spare time without telling anybody, they, taking head kicks every week. They call Kyle up like, "You got an adrenaline rush on Tuesday. Explain yourself. It was the VR. And I got the. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just masturbating. I promise." <laughs> <laughs> Well, Russia could Three be like VR times that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Russia could be like that's bad for your eyes. No VR after 2020, and then it, yeah, it's crazy. I, I think that that whole that whole idea of just restricting something entirely is is pretty. Yeah, I don't up. like. To, yeah, I, I'm a libertarian at heart. I certainly am, and, and even when libertarianism and and its ideals fly in the face of what I I hold not sacred, but the things that I strongly believe in, the things that. Um, you know, I care about even when it flies in the face of that. I still think that liberal uh, or libertarianism is, is just the right way to go in the end because it's about freedom, and it's mm. about freedom of choice for the individual, um, while still maintaining a, a community because we're we're a communal species. You know, we're not tarantulas. We're we're closer to ants than we are to tarantulas, and and, and we need to act that way. I line up with that. Like. I I, I was going to say, I'm a lightweight libertarian. You know, I still like my EPA and I still like my police. But I definitely, America brags about their freedom all the time to the point where it's kind of a meme joke. Yeah, but, bullshit. Try yeah. going through the processes of paperwork to do the cool shit in life. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just hired another lawyer to do my fucking paperwork. It's $450 an hour because I can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, like with, with less regular... With less regulation, you just—it's you know, you know. Last I, attorney yeah. I hired to protect my freedom was two fifty, and I didn't like that. So who's retaining? Yeah, I, I think it's—I think it's very easy to believe in a, in a libertarian idea when you believe also in like a meritocracy, you know. And if you, uh, I guess there there are probably quite a few people that don't want to work hard enough to be able to thrive in a meritocracy, and then they want handouts, and then you need a bigger government for that. You know, yeah, and people who are getting handouts always vote in favor of larger government because that's the person who's uh, given what's that the old, handout. 
What's Cyclical. that old quote when when yeah. when Peter can rob from Paul or whatever with the the vote? Then you know democracy fails. Let me find that exact one. Oh, I like that. Of, I like that I quote. When Peter can rob Paul, voting something or another. <laughs> when Peter can rob Paul. Ah, here voting. we go. Here we go. I got it right here. Uh, over on BrainyQuote.com. Um, a government that robs Peter to pay Paul can always depend on the support of Paul. That's a quote by George Bernard Shaw. Hmm. This seems very much like take from the rich to give to the poor, and that seems very... Uh, and you can yeah. always count on the vote of the person who's having it given to them, or at least perceiving that they're having more given to them than they otherwise would. Do you think so, Bernie? Bernie? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, Bernie. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bernie. Bernie. This is this is Bernie's government in a nutshell, right here. It's 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 Peter robbing from Paul through the have, through the electorate system. But what did Paul like. do to get all that money? <laughs> we have no idea what Paul could have done. When I see two people with two different amounts of money, I know that one of them stole it from the other. <laughs> and I know this because I've spent many decades in government. And I've got a lot of shit in the corner of my mouth. means that I'm old and I've got and, wise opinions. And, and Senator Sanders, I'm sure you've had plenty of time huh? to contemplate... Senator Sanders, I, I'm sure you've had plenty what? of time. Senator Sanders, I'm, I'm sure, sir, that you've had plenty of time to contemplate these socioeconomic. Bernie, I'm sure you've had plenty of time to contemplate these complicated socioeconomic issues in one of your three homes. That's actually, I'd, I'd prefer not to talk about that, if possible. I, I, very well, uh, very well. I'll just give you a pass. Let's talk about Trump p getting getting pissed on because that's a real thing. Racist. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> Although, in Bernie's defense, did you see I'm him actually on the floor leasing that about home Medicare? from Paul? So Bernie yeah, I said, oh, I blew up that Trump tweet. tweet, took it in there. Yeah. I, that's so all Bernie's tweets about healthcare hilarious. He's like, did you know that 30 million more people signed up after the president mandated that they would be fined and punished if they did not sign up? It's like, yeah, of course they did. He said, I'm going to yeah. punish you and fine you if you don't sign up. It's not yeah. a good argument to say <laughs> that a bunch of people signed up for this program when the... I, I, I will say this about the Russians. Everybody's like, yeah, the Russians were celebrating when Donald Trump won. Of course they were. And if you paid attention to the substance, the substance of the debates and the issue and, and, and the uh, the uh, the uh, the ideas that each candidate had about what to do in Syria, Hillary wanted to go to war with fucking Russia or at least draw a red line in a no fly zone that could have easily led to a legitimate air war or something scary. Trump, meanwhile, is saying nothing but I want good relations, business relations. I want to do big, profitable deals. I want to, I don't want to get in a, a, another Mideast quagmire. So if I'm a Russian, of course, I'm celebrating uh, Donald Trump winning. I think, uh, and if I, I manipulate, if I manipulate and if I if I steal information and reveal the dirt of Donald Trump's enemies, it doesn't mean that I have Donald Trump in my pocket. It means that I'm looking out for my people's best interest. The United States does that. All the fucking time, we've been doing it since we've been a country. We see an issue somewhere, a, democratic elect, a democratically elected leader who wants to sell his mineral rights to someone else, or who wants to nationalize his mineral rights, something like that, wants those corporations out of there. No need for you fucking taking our, our, our coal, our uranium, our diamonds. 
we decide here in this country where coal, diamonds, and uranium go. And maybe, just maybe, we decide they go to the Soviet Union. Well, the United States just pulls a few little uh, strings here and there, and all of a sudden a whole bunch of French Foreign Legion show up, and Jadoville, and, they, and, the, and, and we end up funding a, min, a miniature battle between, between them and Irish UN uh, uh, troops. And then when the whole thing's over, we disgrace the, the Irishmen who fought valiantly defending against incredible odds at, at Jadoville, and we say that they were cowards and that they deserted. When they, fought, when they fought so hard, they killed dozens, if not hundreds, of the enemy and didn't lose a single man. It's just bullshit hypocrisy for us to for us to even go into that thing. By the way, if you want to see a good movie, go on Netflix and watch Jadoville. It's a good documentary. J-O-D-O-T-V-I-L-L-E. Yeah, true story. I'll check that out. That does sound interesting. I was wondering if it was a true story as he was going along. I'm like, these sound yeah. like specific events. So yeah. Matt or Kyle just adds a lot of detail to his random Yeah, scenarios. I was going to say, if this isn't a true story, you're really passionate about this film. Yeah, this is a <laughs> <strong> <laughs> hypothetical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. really care about their well-being. <laughs> And I'm surprised that you were defending the Irish right there. You're really, I, you know what? I'd call you pretty progressive right let, now. Like, <laughs> like, uh, let me tell you what, like, like for real, what happened was like these Irishmen had never been in combat. They were completely untested. And, you don't uh, do nothing. It, you don't do fucking nothing. You don't have any ammunition. <laughs> and, and so they, they, they decided that the Irish would be the ones to go down to, God, what fucking country was it? Was it the Congo? I, the African country is immaterial, but we're going to say it's the Congo. Um, but basically what happened was you had a democratically elected leader who wanted to nationalize the mineral and national uh, and natural resources, which means he wanted to make the coal, the Congo's coal. And again, might not be the Congo. He wanted to make the uranium, the Congo's uranium. And thereby, the country would decide who they sell to and for what price. Prior to then, you had the corporations in there really just stripping the country of its wealth and leaving them with very little. This man, who was Democratic elected, kidnapped by a general, shot in the fucking head. General takes over, cuts out a big section of the Congo, says, this is a new country. I am the president of it. You deal with me now. The United Nations takes him fucking seriously. They send the head of the UN down there. He shoots a fucking plane down and kills the, the head of the UN. This general does. Meanwhile, there's this whole contingent of like 175, I'm, I'm roughly... Irishmen who have been sent down there to keep the peace. Well, while they're trying to like work this whole coup out and try to stabilize things, they sent um, the uh, uh, um, the UN supported forces are doing things like taking control of radio stations and positions of power and communication. They have a little snafu. There's a bunch of guys in a radio station that they think are armed, so they lob grenades in and kill like 30 civilians or something like that. The French get a call. From uh, from some of these uh, corporations who are in the interest, uh, wh whose interest is you know selling uranium to the United States instead of the Soviet Union, and they say, hey, do you, where do you want your uranium to go? Does it Soviet Union or the U.S.? I send send me a thousand of your best. So they send the French Foreign Legion there, battle hardened, world traveled, hardcore mercenaries to join up with the local militia of Congolese Congolese. Uh, contingencies, and they have this standoff between them and the 175 or so, whatever the number was, Irishmen at this little mission outpost, barely defendable 500, called Jadoville. They didn't lose a single man. Uh, they fought for several days. What, what year is this? Uh, 
Night, like, I'm 61. I don't know, seven. Okay. Yeah, 61. Okay. That sounds uh, like a really cool story. It's a good movie. Good movie. Check it out. Um, um, it's a lot of shooting. They got a cool sniper on the team. You know, the boss is like, can you get that guy way over there? He's like, if I use the Bryn gun and do it single shot, I can. And the Bryn gun is, is like this big fucking crazy machine gun that's like mounted. And it's normally like belt fed or, or, or is it mag fed? I've never shot a Bryn gun. I think it's mag. And so and, and it's like he fucking opens it up, takes one bullet and sticks it in there, slams it shut. He's, he's just... And just kills this guy like 800 yards away. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Wow. The, the gun stuff was pretty good. Siege at Gentile. I felt terrible for the Irishmen, though, because they were disgraced in the end. You know, they were the UN lied. The uh, Ireland lied, you know, and they couldn't tell the truth about the heroic things they had done to, uh, yeah, that's to hide bullshit. what happened. Yeah, it, it only came wow. out like in 2009, 2010, somewhere in there, that these guys were like recognized as like heroes and given medals. So long wars. after they were dead, like posthumous <laughs> medals, basically. They didn't get their, their credit. Wow. In their 50s and 60s, because they were oh. young soldiers. You know what I mean? 70s maybe yeah. well, at least they got some credit in the end a couple of them <laughs> I guess but yeah, yeah still not great pretty I'm gonna watch them I just yeah, scanned the Wikipedia article while Kyle was explaining it pretty much on target the 500 Irishmen uh, the attackers had about 4,000 people but they attacked in waves of like 600 or so and uh, but they had a hardened position and they just fought off wave after wave they, yeah, their their commander was completely untested but he was a a student of um of uh of uh of warfare of warfare you know he studied all the great battles whether whether it was the napoleon's tactics or genghis khan or or reading sun Tzu. and so immediately when he got there you know all of his men want to like relax he's like start digging start digging trenches trenches we got to entrench we got to harden our positions we got to have fallback points we got to have warning signals we need a lookout man like and and he could even sense there's this really hardcore scene where like the leader of the Irishman meets up with the leader of the uh, the French Foreign Legion mercenaries in like a bar, and they like share like a little glass of cognac while both making these sort of like underhanded remarks that have a lot of heavy meaning to them. Hmm. Uh, it, it's good, good movie. I was wondering why they surrendered. Like I, I scanned for it, and mm -hmm. uh, they didn't surrender until they ran out of ammo and food, and they almost ran out of water. So that yeah, seems it's like crazy. An I was looking at the reason. Like if you're yeah, the casualties and losses. It, and it the says, men didn't want to surrender. The men were like, we're like, let's, let's, let's go Conor McGregor on him. Yeah, it says on the on the Irish side. Take out the Congolese were... with a series of lefts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that Irish left. It's a monster. <laughs> it says on the Irish side there were five wounded and uh, one transport destroyed and one <laughs> helicopter destroyed. And then on the other side it was three hundred dead and over a thousand wounded. Yeah, yeah. the enemy had a fucking Great. fighter jet. The enemy and the had Congolese are like like surprised at Ireland because they don't know anything about it. Like, I do not know where Ireland is, but it must be a terrible place. Yeah, I watched that a while. Yeah, check that out if you if, if if you like uh, war stuff. You oh. know, it's it's not top tier. It's not Saving Private Ryan, but it's good. Oh, it's a 2016 film. Yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. It's a Netflix original. Like oh, Netflix okay. made that. Yeah, it's good. In my um, mind's eye, it was like, you know, black and white and real shitty acting. And uh, <laughs> like, uh, the, the opposite of that. You'll recognize quite a few actors, um, you know, supporting role type actors. You know, the Irishmen have their big, a couple of them have those big cool mustaches and they all got the got good accents. And 
they handle the weapons quite well and and it's it's a you know you feel you feel for the the whole situation good movie check it out i finished sons of anarchy oh my god i'm so glad it's over like i know people love that oh my god it was long and i'm like it's over you don't say there's no watching that like it okay so it's an hour-long show right but how long is it really 48 minutes Fuck no. These things were consistently like 55 minutes, an hour and 17 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, this is so long. (laughs) I just want to get to the end. I'm like barely paying attention to it. So I'm like reading the Wikipedia article on what happens this season so that I can go in and out. It was just a job I gave myself for some reason. And I'm glad it's over. What about that grapefruit spoon? What? That grapefruit spoon scene? I don't remember what you're thinking of. When he cut the guy's eyeball out with a grapefruit spoon. Who was the guy that got his eye cut? Oh, oh, the um, prisoner guy? The blacks kidnap the Sons of Anarchy guy, the older one with the beard and the gray hair who's heavy set. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think I must have literally slept through that because I know I I read it on the Wikipedia article and I have no recollection of it. But I want to go backwards. I'm like, I might have slept through an episode, but fuck it. I count that. (laughs) I'm going to pick it up from here. They dug his eyeball out with a grapefruit spoon and then mailed it to his buddies. And they didn't didn't stop there. Um, Hardcore show, man. Hardcore show. How how many really hardcore dudes have grapefruit spoons on hand? Well, this... (laughs) This guy, he t- this guy was like a pro. Or was that like, his like, eye scooping spoon? That was his eye scooping <laughs> spoon. That's what it was. He was like, he 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 gets it out. And he's like talking about it. He's like talking about how this is gonna go down and like, yeah, this is this and that. And it's like Frank's toe knife from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, yeah. my eye scooping spoon. Bat toe, bat toe. Give me some trash. I gotta plug up the hole. The sons <laughs> of Anarchy's credit. Do man, not plug up your wound with trash. <laughs> Dude, uh, Always Sunny came on. Did you guys watch it last week? I'm sure everybody. I did. enjoyed. Let's talk about it because it's. I got haven't Nick watched it yet, but yeah, the, I'm looking uh, forward to it. I liked it. It's I, okay. You can spoil it. It's okay. Dude, I'm like, oh, I, I definitely give it one. Um, I like musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, so spoiler, I'm afraid it, it, it is a musical. Um, I liked it a lot. I liked the without spoiling anything. I like the throwbacks from last season. The characters and or tropes that immediately pop into this season you're like holy shit there it is haha on the musical thing, that I, I i'm always impressed and happy when i learn actors can sing and so but many of them the can right and not all of them are ready to like cut a record or anything but, but it, i feel like if you grab a random cast like buffy the vampire slayer or something it's like oh it turns out all of these guys are above average vocalists yeah and uh sure enough yeah the, the people on you wouldn't get I, I don't think frank could sing could he no, no. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's, you know, I he assume he was sing. funny singing, just because I remember the the day man, the, you know, the, uh, oh, the troll toll. I the troll toll to get yeah. in this boy's soul. <laughs> you got to I distinctly the remember the writing artists. Boy's soul. Yeah. <laughs> boy's soul. Sounds like you're saying boy's soul. Are you chewing gum, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I remember on season 11 uh, in that episode. I mean, I was so surprised at how... Um, like I think the court scene uh, or the court episode yes. where it was like th- this entire episode is based on jokes about recurring things that if someone just jumped in on this episode, they would not understand at all what is going on because so many parts of this are so just based self-referential. On it is yeah. one of the most self-referential shows and that is why it's, it's fan group is so passionate and I yeah. think it's a good thing because 
and I consider myself a member of it, if I meet someone who's never seen this show, I'm like, look, it's all on Netflix. Give this a try. It is Seinfeld for the 21st century with much more terrible people. Much more terrible people. And when I meet, say terrible, I mean people who are probably who are sociopaths and in at least one case, a psychopath. You know, we're, we're, we're dealing we're dealing with, you know, there's no holds barred here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, D and Dennis are both kind of psychopaths. Like, yeah, I mean, I, when I, you... Yes, they both are, yes. They're, well, they're certainly both sociopaths. Kyle introduced yeah. me to the show, and he's like, you gotta see this. And he's like, they're all bad people. And in my head, I'm like, why would I watch a show with bad people in it? Oh, it's good. I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it connects you to it, because it's like, you see their whole thought process, how they get to these, like, insane... You know things. I mean, if it was just like this is a bad person, he's gonna do bad things. But it, it, because you like connect with them, because you see their flawed logic, you know, going into that stuff. Because they gave me this train. Ba 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 ba. So good, so good. When Charlie holds up the train. Oh man. And if you look carefully, I, I'll tell you what. I, I I loved this. I read it. I saw it on Reddit. I didn't catch it myself, but. Their reflections in front of that storefront in the final scene there when the real bad thing happens to Charlie are black people. It's the right it's it's not their reflections. They've CGI'd in the uh fantasy reflections, as it were. Excellent episode. No, it wasn't an excellent episode. It was a good episode. Um it, it certainly doesn't make me think like, oh, is this season gonna be able to hold up? Is it all downhill from here? I'm not, I didn't get that from it. But I also didn't think, oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever. Probably because it was such a one-off kind of specific thing. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was a. They're not going to do another episode anything like that ever again. I, I, I thought it was one of the worst episodes I've seen of Sunny in a long time. Like really? I, I like. I usually don't like singing and stuff as much as a lot of people. But like the Dayman and the songs they've done in Sunny, like when you know. <laughs> but Charlie's like snorting spray paint and then yeah. you know, in a blanket, like you know. Doing his little they songs. Got you, Nightman. It's, yeah, it's hilarious, you know. And I love that. But then this song, I kept waiting. Like as the songs were going, I'm like, all right, it's gonna pick up. It's gonna get really funny. And it never did. And yeah. it was just like, this just isn't half as funny as the other songs they've done. And it seems like they had like, all right, here's a list of five jokes we have for this episode. Oh shit, when's this due? Three days? All right, we'll just run the same one joke through a lot. You know, what are the rules? Who who, who dance around? La, la, la. Like, it, it just was, it wasn't up to snuff. I like the like so I'm a little... Did. Like, if I were to lay out all the all, you know, Always Sunny in Philadelphia episodes, I'd put it, like, 25th percentile, 33rd percentile, somewhere around there. Above average. Yeah. yeah Definitely I, 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 I think it's top 40 percentile. Um, right. yeah. I, I, um, I, I didn't care for the musical numbers. They, they didn't do it for me, quite frankly. Um, I, I, I like... The things that I did like were things like seeing old black man, things like going to the bridge, that bridge that they were under when they were, uh, um, that, 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 uh, remember when they went to the, under there? the bridge? Yeah. When yeah. you say old black man, you mean the old black man from season 11 that was called old black man, that, that, yeah. that yeah. was the bet that they would have to sleep with old black man? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so when they go to that bridge where he's at, that bridge has been referenced before. Like, that's the bridge where they get the boiled denim jeans and all the crazy, ridiculous little one-off little uh, mentions that that's had before. And that actor that they meet up with, who's the uh, the black man with the wife beater on with a bit of a belly, that's that guy from The Wire. Remember him? 
He was the he was he was the old school killer who had who had done like thirty years in jail and just had gotten out and now wasn't sure if he wanted to kill people anymore in uh, in the wire. Uh, but he's been on the show a couple times. I don't know. I I, I dug the episode. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to the next episode. It's interesting when you're talking about people, um, you know, that you wouldn't expect just appearing in shows. Uh, have you guys watched Flash at all? Never, not an Netflix. episode. Yes. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I I enjoyed it a lot. I see. I've seen the first two seasons, and then I'm caught up on the third season. They haven't like they're midway through the season. They did like a mid-season finale, and then they're going to continue it. But uh, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, will just appear on some episodes as the trickster, and he just plays this crazy guy that's like the Joker. Yeah. You know, but it's like the DC version that was in the the Flash comics, and. I'd recommend that people, if they're gonna watch it, they don't look at the IMDb for it for the actors because you're going to, you're going to realize, oh my gosh, this guy plays these two people, which are like that's it ends up being like plot points. I see. When you find out that an actor plays both characters, you know, you'll realize okay. that it's you know it's a bad thing. But I I really enjoyed it, especially uh, when you build up to the season finale of um of season one how everything kind of looks like it's going to just crumble down and there's no way out. And then there's like this one thing that's like a callback from episodes ago that uh, that ends up saving everything. And it's it's insane. Yeah, it's a really, really uh, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the acting, um, some people have told me that they didn't like a little bit of the acting, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the Punisher. That's the next like episodic thing that's new that I'm that I'm into uh you know Netflix is doing the Punisher with the guy uh from Daredevil I think that'll be interesting I'll I'll know right away if it's going to be any good or not I gotta tell you like if he's not just driving around the country killing people with machine guns then he's not the fucking Punisher if he starts using beanbags or he starts beating people up or he starts turning them into the cops that's horse shit and I'll turn it the fuck off the Punisher fucking kills people with guns because he is a highly trained soldier punishing people. He doesn't want justice. He doesn't want them to go to jail. He wants to murder them with his cool guns. Who's the and if he does Keanu Reeves character. Well, I don't the, the, the main John guy in the Wick Punisher. I'm of. So it, kind of in, in a John Wick way. He's, ah. he's not fucking around. Like, you know, there's no yeah. monologues, no long soliloquy. I might use that word wrong, but... No, you yep. nailed it. Yeah, he just fucking kills people and moves on to the next guy that needs a killing. And yeah. it's really cool that way. Yeah, John Wick 2, I watched the trailer for that. Uh, man, so excited. I love watching him fucking work that AR. He's so fucking slick and smooth. He's been getting a lot of training. It's 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 great. I love, I love seeing hyper-realistic firearm stuff make its way into movies because people don't know and when you see it for real it's so much more impressive than going back and watching uh you know um arnold schwarzenegger in commando when he's on that island with that machine gun just going ga 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 and you know just like waves of people are doing backflips somersaults throwing their ak-47s as they die meanwhile john wick is fucking checking angles and he's fucking doing Doing fast reloads, doing like stress drills, doing all kinds of cool shit with his AR. The way he moves, he's mixing in fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like it's it, it's great. Love it. 
I feel like I connect more with that, you know, when you when you feel like you can see that the the character is really like trying to be cautious and preserve ammo and, you know, needs to needs to actually reload when it's, it's proper to reload. You yeah. know, like if you just have some, uh, you know, robot character, you know, that's like a Terminator that's just able to keep going, you know, it, it makes it you don't really connect with them. Like I, I was watching. um another episode of it's not always sunny recently and i realized when they went underwater you know on the cruise episode i, I actually hold, held my breath for a couple seconds <laughs> and then i was like wait i'm holding my breath what am i doing uh, but it's the same thing like i feel like you feel that emotion with with the character if, if you did, uh did you, you know they had to weigh around. they had to weigh danny devito down to get him to sink yeah because he's like I a heard about that yeah 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 because he just he's like a buoy <laughs> yeah, he'd probably just turn upside down his little legs and be kicking. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you're bobbing for apples, like it just rolls around yeah. and consequentially in just there. Keeps going no particular back direction. I've been thinking about cooking a rum ham. There's a there's a recipe online, of but course. I don't like rum that. I don't like rum that much. It doesn't like sound good. Kyle cooks, but like, that's, I would, if I was cooking, it'd be like, I've been thinking about uh, frying a chicken, not deep fry, just on a frying pan and putting spaghetti sauce on top. You know, like, like mix it up a bit. And Kyle, like, he does real shit. Last like, night I made this Coca-Cola chicken. Um, so I took a boneless, skinless chicken breast okay. and I, uh, I, I I tenderized them. I hammered the fuck out of them, wrapped in saran wrap what until they were very do? thin. Well, um, why would you want makes, to tenderize it? So it's, make it more tender. Yeah, to make it more tender. Just, you know, it's when you obvious. eat, it's, right. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> it's it's not tough. And uh, and also it's a thinner piece that's gonna cook uh, cook faster. better, and cook faster, and okay. and and hopefully it's gonna absorb a lot of the flavors. So I throw it in the pot. Uh, I added a can of Coca-Cola, uh, half a cup of ketchup, uh, two tablespoons of honey, and uh, a quarter cup of, of uh, really good sweet barbecue sauce. And I brought it up to a boil, stirred it, uh, then brought it down to a simmer, and I let it simmer for half an hour. And then I turned the heat off, let it sit for like another half hour because I wanted all those flavors to soak in. And then I heated it back up to a boil, let it get nice and thick and saucy and then i took two forks and i tore the chicken apart and made like pulled chicken like it was a shredded chicken it was the best sandwich ever it was so good it's like sweet and and barbecuey and tangy and the coca-cola taste it was delicious yeah i've been crazy into cooking too i uh because a few years ago i set my new year's resolution is like i want to be good at cooking because uh you know i was in high school and i realized that if i went off to college i would not be able to survive because I, I wouldn't know how to like you know make anything except for like a smoothie i guess uh and so i i've watched like every gordon ramsay video you know every time he puts one out i've like subscribed to that and uh so like sometimes if I ha if I have a day off from performing, you know, like last month was crazy, but it, like there were like a, like a couple days where I didn't have a show and I made that like paella day and I was just going to I'm going to make a giant paella so that when my parents come home, they're going to have, you know, like we're all going to share this giant meal. And so it was like this is going to be, you know, whatever food day. My favorite YouTube video series to learn from is uh, is Food Wishes. Or, uh, and they yes. got a website. It's foodwishes.com. Yeah. Uh, you don't see the guy's face. He's got a very good personality, very smart guy. He knows how to explain things the best way, and he shows them well. And he tells jokes as he goes. He's he's, he's not a comedian, but he, he he's funny. He's like he's like and and now you mix it, or you can do what I did and just clump it all together and make a big mess. Whatever you want to do, it's gonna work yeah. out fine either way. And he, he and they'll get to a part. He'll be like, "Don't worry if it gets too hot now, because." You can just start all over. 
<laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Whoa, are you serious? Because I, I didn't, I didn't care at first. I got to fuck yeah. up. Did you, uh, did you see him uh, do the the rusty chicken? He calls it uh, rusty no. chicken, and it's no. it, he like puts maple syrup in as well as like chili flakes or whatever. Yeah, I think he actually like cut up chili and garlic, but he puts in maple syrup and he like makes this uh, kind of marinade for his uh, chicken thighs, and it, it seemed really interesting to me. I uh, yeah, I made so his uh, I, I made his bunt cake and I made really his cool souffle. I, I made his souffles. I made his bunt cake. I made um uh. I made his meatloaf. Did you make this salt-crusted beef tenderloin? This looks good. I don't like it because that's so expensive and such an uh, undertaking. I like to pick things that if I fuck up, it's like, all right, let's go start over. You know, if I, I can go buy another $30 worth of stuff, but if I get a big beef tenderloin or like if I'm making, um, oh, what's that British thing that, that involves? Um, beef Wellington. Beef Wellington. Yeah. That's an expensive mistake if you mess up yeah. a beef Wellington. And, and, I think that's and, way harder to do than just any other, isn't it? Or I don't know. I've never done it, but it's my I, because it's it's, it's inside of um, pastry. It's so you you first you sear the the beef like tenderloin, and then you would uh, you put it in the fridge to rest after that. But it's not fully cooked; it just seared on the outside, and then you wrap it in pastry and like mustard or whatever. And, yeah, and I've seen them the raid the pastry around it, so you have these cool like patterns, like depending on what yeah. level fucking chef you are. But yeah, I like cooking a lot. We were talking about getting some Wagyu beef the other day. I uh, I think I found a restaurant uh, uh, that has some Wagyu beef. I'm gonna get some Wagyu beef probably Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I mean a it, decade just like. Putting chicken on a George Foreman grill and microwaving vegetables. Like I'm <laughs> that's, that's, that sounds awful. I think I think the reason that I was motivated <laughs> to, to get interested in cooking was because I when I got my diagnosis uh, with the Crohn's, I was really interested in like trying to not go to the most extreme medication route, you know, like mm-hmm. to, to not because ha- like the the what I was recommended to go with is like the Humira or the uh, Remicade, which basically you have to go to the hospital. It, I mean, I think it's changed now with one of them you can actually take home, but like you had to go to the hospital and for six hours it was like IV dripped into you like a couple times a month, and I was like that I couldn't do that, uh, and so I totally like went vegan and everything. And it was not for the animals. It was like strictly for a, a health thing. But it, I, you know, so I've added things back in. So I've added fish back in. I've added eggs back in. But still, like I, I'm not doing the meat or the dairy. So I had to learn to be like creative with, like yeah, I'll up bet, I man. Could. When you t- when you take when you take dairy out, so it it really yeah. makes cooking hard. Everything is like. Like every recipe is like, oh yeah, and a half a cup of cream or or a quarter cup yeah. of milk or, or or you know butter and cheese and said and that wow that sucks. Well, they've done a pretty good job with oat extract. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes better. exactly the same. They've done a pretty good job with. Uh, there's this one. Um, I think it's called like uh, I can't remember, maybe like Smart Food or something, but it's it's a green. Uh, tub and it's like it's like butter but it's just different vegetable oils and like uh, soy and stuff and it it's uh, it tastes just like butter and my parents will will use that too um, instead of you know regular butter but there are a lot of things that are, there's no comparison you know and uh, yeah. so that that sucks but you know it, it's fun to come up with things like be creative and find things that I can eat you know my favorite food is is the uh, the snow crab legs you know I'm obsessed with those 
uh, yeah. And so like that was my Christmas thing, you know, it was like on Christmas or I think uh, Thanksgiving. It was like on Thanksgiving, they got the turkey and then I had just my my crab legs that I that I boiled and I was just by myself to just going yeah. at it. And, that and you was... got to make sure if you're eating crab, at least for me, that you're very close, that you are going to stay close to where you are. Like you don't want to go to a crab restaurant an hour away and get back in that car and have to drive back because I don't think I've ever gone more than 45 minutes after a crab meal without having to take an emergency shit. Yeah. Like a, an emergency. Like, isn't it? I'm sure you know what that's like. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean, on a good day, it's six times a day. So that's, uh, you know, that's uh, crazy. This very and good crab food. itself, that's your favorite food. But I think that it just naturally for everyone, crab makes you shit up a Yeah. Storm. I mean, I, I don't know about that. I, I think <laughs> yeah, that, I was you know, say, I don't know about so that either. Oh, uh, for me, it does. Yeah. I don't know. That's my frosted mini wheat. Just... <laughs> just... I mean, it. it I, 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 I think it's just always a terrible shit. I, I, there, there aren't any good ones. I mean, I eat so much. I feel like most of the time that like it's everything's getting mixed together and and sort of becoming the same consistency, and it's never a good just one. Compost, Kyle compost. Yeah, it's it's, it's not like vanilla pudding or something like that. It's 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 more vanilla like vanilla paste. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> vanilla paste. Oh, the vanilla paste. <laughs> okay, I will eat okay. the cuttlefish. Oh, give me the diarrhea. He's like, I'm a sorry, Kyra. I believe in you. Oh, human centipede. I love that shit. Well, you guys want to rap on that on our South Park impressions? Yeah, who doesn't, who doesn't want to eat some shit? Yeah, All right. of course not. That was PKA, episode 317. Yeah, Hang on a second. Before we, have you haven't have you hit the button yet? I have not. I'm ready for you. Blaze. Blaze, is there anywhere that you would like to direct our fans? Perhaps you have a website, a social media platform, or something else that you'd like them to go to to see all things that are you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I... Um... So I have my website, blazesera.com. Uh, I think my, my name is also uh, there. And there's uh, my IMDb profile if you want to see my acting stuff. There's imdb.me slash blaze. Um, I've actually done the timelines for some of the episodes of PK, some of the recent ones. So my, my link is always in the description for imdb.me slash blaze. Very nice. So uh, you, can, you can see that. And uh, I mean, I have my Instagram. It's all at blazesera, Twitter at blazesera. I haven't been very active on social media in the past, so I'm trying to be a lot more active uh, now. And uh, you know, trying to pursue that, and uh, you know, I'm happy that everyone enjoyed that. I um, there's the uh, auditions for America's Got Talent coming up this month, and I've been heavily considering that. I mean, you, if I made it or not, you won't find out until like April. But yeah, yeah. you know, I, I so I'm thinking about that. I, you know, I've been well, if you make it, we definitely want you to come back. Yeah, thank you so much. For sure, yeah. absolutely, um, had a great time. Well, uh, everyone, check out our sponsors down below. Uh, Squarespace, of course, the only one-stop shop to uh, to get your websites built. Jack Threads, CISO, and Dollar Shave Club. Very good. Awesome. Check them out and Episode check out Blaze. 317. 317.